All right. Uh, welcome to Painkiller Already, episode 282 with our guest Jeremy from CinemaSins. I'd like to thank our sponsors of tonight's show, Squarespace, Dollar Shave Club, Helix Sleep, Headspace, Score Big, Total War, Warhammer, and Wendy's. Speaking of Wendy's... Wendy's, you say? Well, right now I'm not talking to everyone listening. I'm just talking to you. That's because Wendy's Jalapeno Fresco Spicy Chicken Sandwich is so flavorful and so hot, it's not for everyone. It's just for you. We tried it. We loved it. It's made from Colby Jack cheese, fresh jalapenos, ghost pepper sauce, and of course, a fresh toasted jalapeno bun. And for all of those out there who really want to turn up the heat, you want to pair that with those Wendy's ghost pepper fries. So check them out today. We all liked them. They're very spicy, very good. Like Wendy, like uh, Woody says, they really took a risk with these things, but I'm digging them. The jalapeno fresco spicy chicken sandwich is only available for a limited time at participating Wendy's. So go get yours today. All right. Our guest is Jeremy Scott from Cinema Sins. His video is not on right now. It, uh, before the show started, it was coming and going, so we expect it to come back. I give five sins for that. I'm so well, I deserve it, obviously. <laughs> Several sins, yeah. Uh, my wor- my video is working fine on my end. Just for the record, that, mm-hmm. it just could be some kind of like smear campaign conspiracy on the part of you guys. Just for the record, I just want to state that for the listeners. Uh, Uh, He caught on way faster than everybody else. I'm having a hard enough time with my own internet. For me to interfere with yours would be a major (laughs) undertaking for someone with my skills, I promise you. Although right now, I'm rocking 30 down, 30 up, so I might just like not say anything when the lights go off here and just stay here in game tonight. Nice. So Kyle, everything's pretty much gone according to plan for starting the show today, right? You know, I, I, I don't want to really write. Can, can you hear me okay if I speak at this level? Yes. yes. Yeah. So I don't want to raise my voice too loud because Cindy, the, um, the lady who is in charge of booking not all my accommodations thus far, um, as well as a number of other, I think she's got lots of responsibilities. So it's not like her job is like getting people hotels. Her job right now is getting me some water, taking a long fucking time, just going to say it. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, Kyle. There's no way she could ever find out what we're about to say. I hope she does because she needs. I told her a minute ago. I was like, I feel disrespected. I feel like you don't care very much about me. Um, and she's just, oh no. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, how's the new place? I'm like, well, there's a there's an old mattress in the kitchen. There's an old mattress in the kitchen, and the internet's terrible. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. And we had this long talk. Like like this, there was planning. Like you remember how it went last time and how so. This time before I came back, I was like, let's nail down this fucking accommodation bullshit. Like, I'm not coming back unless we can nail that down. And I'm staying in an okay place. It looks okay. It's fine. It's, it's somewhat lived in, but I think you get that with Airbnb. Um, I, I don't know. This guy's stuff is there. You know, the refrigerator has his shit in it. Like, he has an office back there with, uh-huh. like, that's like his stuff's in there, like his computer. And it looks like he, I don't know what he does for a living, but there are a lot of, like, LCD screens lying around that look like the kind that go in the front of a laptop. Like, all the wiring is exposed on the back. They're sort of newly packaged. But, so I got Poor. there uh, this it afternoon. Like with, for a camera, maybe. No, these are big, like, like this, like, big okay. LCD screens. Um, and they're flat. Like, they're not, it's not like a panel. It's like uh, wired. It's, it's not wired into anything. It's ready to be installed, I okay. suppose. But I got here just in the nick of time uh, to my hotel this afternoon to make this show happen. We're doing a little bit early tonight, or at least that was the plan. And, uh... <laughs> I checked the internet and it was 0.7 upload and, and or excuse me, 0.7 download and 3.0 upload. Um, kind of a weird disparity there. It's usually the other end, right, you know, okay. bigger download than upload, but I think that's common around here for God knows what reason. Um, and then I tried tethering to my phone and at first I tried to like, I, I followed your instructions completely and, and, 
and did the whole thing. And it says not it was it was unable to connect. And then I tried to just do an open uh, tether that anybody in the apartment building uh, presumably could just connect to, and that wouldn't work either. So I uh, I got a ride to the movie studio. So this is my like. Well, this isn't actually my dressing room, but this is one of the dressing rooms on the movie studio. So I'm all set up, 30 by 30, shouldn't have any issues. Very upset at Cindy, though. Cindy's just the worst. Tell me more about the conversations. Oh, God, don't, don't get me started on Cindy. Because you're like, hey, I feel really disrespected. And I kind of, I was telling Jackie about that in a car ride today. Because I was just like, he was out there last week for, is it four days? Do I have that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't. Like that whole trip didn't need to well, happen. Well, see, that didn't bother me. So, so the yeah. first trip, I came out here and I was scheduled to film for uh, for two days. But uh, the first day was important because that was wardrobe. I had to get fitted for this suit, and we had to figure out if I was going to wear this big ridiculous wig or not. And we uh -huh. had to figure out how to do the scar on my eye and everything. And uh, and and filming just got pushed, and they just didn't need me for for any of those days. So yeah, that sucked that it got delayed so much. Um, but now I'm back out here, and just I wish they could get my fucking accommodation situation handled. It's, it's it's awful. Can I ask what you're filming? Are you allowed to talk about that? I'm curious. No, uh, I'm not. Um, oh, well then I just ruined the podcast. Sorry. No, you you didn't. Um, no, you didn't. God no, it's it, it's fine. I, I I've mentioned that before that I can't I can't go into details about what I'm doing. There's a bunch of and uh, there's always an NDA or, or two between being that. Um, but but yeah, we'll, we'll see what you wrote here. All right. Well, I look forward to whatever it is. Um, it doesn't matter about that because because of like yeah. the, the the NDA that I'm under yeah. and all. I, I understand that. I was typing it before you said. I hear NDA. you. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm Jeremy back out here again. I is the first actual hockey fan that we've ever had on the show, which means that we can <laughs> have shirts. a real conversation about hockey. No, Woody. Well, you're not. You're a host. It doesn't count. Like <laughs> first guest where we can talk about it because every time we have a guest on, it's always like. I don't know. It's an, even the one Canadian guy that we get doesn't give a shit. Harley, you know, I was so excited about him coming on, and he just, oh no, I'm not into hockey. You know, I'm the one Canadian who doesn't. Wow, give a shit. how's that even possible? But, right? I know, so, right? Really, if you want to find a hockey fan, you got to look in Nashville. Apparently, I thought, it, I thought it was in the DNA of Canadian people. Like that was like part of the breeding process. He apologized, so it should be. Oh. <laughs> so Nashville is playing San Jose. They're about to start in four minutes yeah. right now. Chiz you have my completely divided attention. Shit to Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He, he likes to talk shit, but he's a new hockey fan, and you know, you just get sort of, sort of like dealing with freshmen in high school. You know, <laughs> they just talk too much, and you just kind of shrug and put up with Jeremy's it. Jeremy's counter shit is the best. So here's the deal: Chiz doesn't have a history with hockey. So he'll say things that are like like astute observations, like really intelligent stuff that you know he just read, right? Like he read it minutes earlier, talking about some guy's power play percentage and and I don't know man advantage and penalty this or whatever. Like he'll he'll break down something, and you're like, dude, like that that where'd he pick that shit up? Because I know it's not a personal observation. And then 10 <laughs> seconds later, he'll be like, why do they pull the goalie? Can you just do that anytime you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the funniest thing about it is like, like as a blues fan, I don't talk shit because right. it's never panned out ever. And so no matter how much I'm beating someone, that game where we but fucked Dallas last night. Didn't say I, I didn't say anything before the game was over. Like I right. even then, the only thing I tweeted was a picture of the Dal or the yeah the Dallas bench 
and all the fans behind there with that crying Michael Jordan face on all of them. <laughs> and that was hilarious to me. But I love how they're doing that with everyone. But Chiz doesn't know enough about the Sharks to know that he should not be talking shit. Because right behind the Blues, the Sharks are the biggest choke masters of all time. Well, we've Just got Anaheim out there too, but... Yeah, I, I I applaud his enthusiasm. I have been enjoying Chiz's enthusiasm for hockey, and I, when I was a new hockey fan, I was probably exactly the same way. Um, so I don't, I, I'm having fun with it. But yeah, you know, just it's just funny to know that you know he doesn't, he doesn't have quite the history that his tweets might suggest he does. Yes. yes, yeah, there's a lot of very specific critiques on, you know, he's like, you know, I really think that San Jose's zone entry has been lacking recently, Ward <laughs> hasn't been, you know, his forecheck has been bad, he doesn't look like he's trying out there. What's it called when they shoot the ice, the, the icing? The icing What's that machine that picks the yeah, ice all between <laughs> Yeah, they did all that work to make it not as slippery, and then they ruin it, you know? <laughs> uh, so a question for you about, about Nashville. Barrett Jackman is a huge figure, or was here, for the St. Louis Blues since we drafted him, and he was one of our defensemen for over a decade, I think, or at yeah. least a decade, and we traded him to you guys. How's, I haven't followed him really at all since that trade. How's he been doing for you? Well, well enough. I mean, I think he was at a point in his career where, I mean, we've got, I think, one of the best decor in the league, right? We've got Shea Weber, yeah. Roman Yossi. We just traded away Ryan Suter and Kevin Klein in the last two years. Our D has been solid for a long time. So I don't think he was brought in to be a top three defenseman. I think he was brought in, you know, for that veteran experience and to maybe mentor because our decor is still pretty young. Um, and I've been pretty impressed. Um, you know, I, I've watched the play of the offensive players more than the defensive players. I'm almost always watching Mike Fisher or Philip Forsberg or one of those guys just to see what they're doing, whether they have the puck or not. Now, five years ago, it was David Leguan, who was my, one of my favorite Preds players ever, even though he never lived up to what he should have. His puck handling and speed were insane, and you never knew when he was going to create something. And that's that's why I tend to watch the offensive players more. Um, but I've been really happy with that, Trey. I don't, what did you guys get back for him? Are you happy with what you got? I don't even remember what we got for him. Didn't we get a pick? Oh, not a I think fan. you did. I think you I did. I think we did. Because, uh, yeah, he, that's definitely the reason they brought him in for you guys. Because he is a veteran defenseman. And, like, people now, they look at only at stats. Like, Chiz, he fell into this trap with Brent Burns, uh, the, stars, or the uh, star defenseman for San Jose. He gets a ton of points, a lot of goals and assists for a defenseman. He used to play winger. That's mm. why. But yeah. if you look at his actual stats, it's like, yeah, he's getting a lot of fucking goals and assists, but he's on the ice giving a lot of opportunities away, too. Whereas, yeah. like, Barrett Jackman, a defensive defenseman, he's never going to have a good goal. Every time he scored in St. Louis, like, even the fans treated it like, you know, the handicapped kid on the soccer team. They, like, put the ball in front of him, they let, and they, his parents came out and wheeled him in front. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Jackman, you, you, oh, my God, Jackman, that's so great. We're so proud of you. Like, I think nobody he... expects him to score. He fills the role on defense the way Paul Gostad does on offense for us, yeah. bringing just this experience. He's solid. He's not going to make a huge mistake. Um, and, shutdown you know, guy. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been very happy. He's one of those stay-at-home guys. And we've got plenty of offensive defensemen on our team. Shea Weber and Yossi like to shoot almost as much as anyone on our offensive line. But, uh, no, I've been really happy with it. Um, it's fun to talk hockey. I've never guessed it on a podcast where they even gave a shit. So, oh, it's part, great. Part I've friend. never hosted on a podcast where they gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Kyle could not care any less, but I am so glad you know, he is into it now. The winner of San Jose versus Nashville plays St. Louis. That's so correct. this is like this is this is dramatic, guys. Well, you're either going to be fighting with your own co-host and his <laughs> fake his fake fandom, or you're going to be <laughs> fighting with me, um, probably you know in Maple Leaf land since we're doing this podcast now and the series will be later. But you know, this is 2016. I like to think over the internet yeah. is where real fighting happens now. Yeah, you can well. bet your ass. I'll, be, I'll send a few nasty tweets your way. There you, you go. Know, if there it, you go. And, and nasty tweets do tend to rule my decision making, right? Like that, I base most of my life on what Twitter is saying to me. Mm, so. As you should. Yeah. Mm. I, for one, I'm base sorry. my life on what Reddit and YouTube comments say. Oh, uh, see, I don't even read the YouTube comments anymore. No, I just, I, I mean, I can't. Right? How? I don't, I don't, I don't read your YouTube comments. So maybe your fan base is a little nicer than ours. You know I what? Know. I, with the exception of today, uh, my fan base has turned really nice. Yeah. Like, if you were to go back to when I made all these gaming videos, um, that wasn't true. Uh, but now on the vlog videos, even my mom called me to tell me how much how nice everybody was being. Wow, if my mom called me to tell me she saw, <laughs> let alone just saw one of my videos, I think I would die. Like, Oh, the... my world's crossover all the time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I got my mom calling my wife, talking about my videos, and it's just the whole thing. is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's... Uh, that sounds awful. <laughs> it must always feel like you're trying to like get away with doing something bad in high school, you know, where you're like listening for your mom and you know your wife talking on the phone hoping they're not talking about what you said (laughs) can you do i I don't know yeah my like my friends my mom uh they all know my wife does not watch my stuff and that leads for i I don't know people like talking about this but yeah my mom will talk to my wife about something and if it's pka or whatever she has no idea what she's talking about if it's things that happened in real life she knows typically like oh yeah yeah he was out you know doing that the other day and she can keep up yeah my wife doesn't watch our stuff either like in in the beginning i used to like try like oh you've seen this movie watch this bit since video for the and she was so polite like she would sit there for 10 minutes and ah, she's just <laughs> not for her so it's not yeah. I don't, I don't foist it upon her anymore. I've learned my lesson. I've got a similar thing, but it's usually not my videos. It's people that I admire. It's like, you know, check out this guy's video. Did, don't you get like a, an excited vibe from this thing? It's 12 minutes into this video and I'm still wait, you know, like thirsting for more. And, yeah. uh, you know, and she's like, no, no, I don't feel that way at all. I'd really <laughs> like to leave right now. <laughs> I, I don't remember who said this or if it's like a comedian or something, but there is nothing more horrible than having to sit through a YouTube video that someone's showing you. Oh, because yeah. it is, they are, even if it's a video you would watch independently, it's like, I want to watch this on my own late at night when I'm procrastinating. Like, yeah. I don't want you to come to me in the middle of the day and like make me, especially if it's on a phone, oh my God. And if it's a song, just shoot me. If I have to sit there and watch a music video on someone's phone again, like, that's so inconsiderate. Dude, the, like, 
the song in particular is i think is the worst i the worst like it and whenever you play a song for some like uh, i don't do it anymore but like years ago when i'd be like dude you'll like this song check this out and you play it and you're like uh hold on the good part's gonna come the good part's it no 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 it gets good it gets good and then the good part comes and it's like anticlimactic and it just it's a fail don't play songs yeah, and for you're you're sitting there like you're not you're looking down at their phone but they're always looking right at the side of your head, seeing how you're watching it. Yeah. And it's like, I, now now you're studying to make sure I'm paying attention to your bullshit music video on your iPhone 6? That's not fair. Hi. I wouldn't do that to you. Can you tell Cindy to maybe hustle it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cindy. What's up? Cindy, more coffee. We've heard not nice things about you. Yeah. You sound like a real terror. You've disappointed Kyle badly. Kyle does not like you, Cindy. <laughs> Kyle, is Cindy still there? No, it's it, it wasn't Cindy. Cindy put me in a room with a bunch of people's stuff, so like people are filtering in and out to get their things. Oh, so, when you Cindy, Cindy fails again. Like, how many levels has she failed on today? Like, six? Did she even work there? When you said Cindy, I feel really disrespected, and she said, oh, no. <laughs> was that like, oh, well, shucks, now that I'm aware, I'm about to do something. No, she or, didn't care. It was no. just like, oh, no, what a no. shame. I can't wait till I exit this conversation yeah. and do nothing. Was it like the kind of customer service you get from the government? Where they're like, oh, oh, really? Ah, oh, darn. <laughs> you don't like it? That sucks because we're the only one. Yeah. You know, Have you, you can't go buy your license from, you know, a private institution. <laughs> but, yeah. Very frustrating. Very much frustrating. Uh, did Burns just score, Chiz? Chiz just ducked out. He said he needed to restart his Skype. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Anyway, I'm, Dude, I'm sure so, Jeremy will keep updates with the score. Ah, oh, shucks. They did. Yeah, like I said before, you have my divided attention. I'm <laughs> looking at the game every three seconds. So, so and I apologize in advance, but I love hockey, and you know, the seven, technical man. delays that are no one's fault caused this to be a little later than we thought, and God damn it, my team has never had a more important game. Yeah, Cindy and Kyle. <laughs> so the, the people I'm, I'm screen capping all the things and they shifted uh, when Chiz gets back everything will be fine again but I feel like it'll take me as long to fix it as it will for him to uh, to get back it's not, <laughs> not worth it <laughs> um, oh tr the gun used to shoot Trayvon Martin is for auction yeah starting at put in a grade. bid what kind of sick <laughs> bastard oh wait <laughs> yeah that's messed up when i when i read about that um that, that that's terrible that 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 say what you want about that guy i think we've, we've we've kind of rehashed the scenario on how things went down two or three different times and we come to the conclusion that everyone involved was a bad guy and uh <laughs> that's what i that's what i believe because it, it seems that um peterson and martin were both at fault in their own ways Peterson seems like an overzealous uh, Zimmerman. Gun, gun nut, and that's coming from me, okay? Uh -huh. um, like, you know, patrolling his neighborhood. I imagine him doing, like, bar like, like, dressed all in black and doing, like, barrel rolls through the bushes and stuff and, like, popping up, like, looking around. Yeah. Um, it's like meanwhile, Trayvon is certainly no angel as we've, we, you know, they're like, oh, he was just trying to go home with his Skittles and tea, and then we learned that, like, there's some, like, street drug called lean, lean and those are ingredients to it, and he was into that, and, like, there are no angels in this scenario, but uh, Peterson, what a scumbag for selling it's that. Like, that's just, that is, it, pardon me, who's Peterson? Uh, he runs, uh, runs a football for Minnesota. 
Ah, that's of your course. Adrian Peterson. Yes, Peterson. yes, yes. So um, close. <laughs> well, in any case, real scumbag move doing that. that that's, that's such... I don't know what to say about that. That just seems so low class, so like... Dude, I... I don't know if I'll, it's just I, a I might desperate edit attempt it to out. get back in the public eye. He's just a piece oh. of shit that is now has no job prospects and has to rely on, you know, basically baiting racists into paying for his stupid shit. I think he's just it's, trying to make money. Yeah, yeah he just needs money. Famous. I bet he doesn't want to be in the public eye. Such an eye. asshole. But I dude, so to me, look, I'm not buying the gun. So don't get it twisted. But like I have this Mosin Nagant that was used in World War II, and something about it is interesting <laughs> to me because it, Kyle's face is killing. Yeah, me. it's uh, he does that. He does. It's cool. So because I, like I, I picture some frightened Russian like in the mud, like clutching to this thing, shooting. It, like it has it. It's an antiquity. Like it's a piece now, of history. Would you feel the same if you had a Japanese Arasaka rifle yes. that had set, that they had used in the the rape of uh, what is it Nanchen? What is Nanking. Nanking, and you know they bayoneted the babies and stuff. If you had one of those baby bayoneting rifles. Would you feel the same though? Wouldn't you feel yeah, that bad? Because that's, the it's just same, history. No, but like it would be more interesting to me. So, than, so I have a brand new gun, not brand new, but you know, I, I have a gun that I bought that's never shot anything but paper, and it's more accurate than the Mosin Nagant. It's got a scope. It's better in most measurable ways, but the Mosin Nagant is neater to me. Yeah, I don't think there's any problem with like just keeping one that was used in the rape of Nanking or whatever as a historic piece. Cause it's like, yeah, that was a bad this? part of history, but it's still history. Like if you had one of those like iron crosses from the Nazis, you don't have to like put it on your wall and be like, that's what I like. You can like just Mark be Furman. like, this is a piece of history. This is cool that this is like, this is history right here. That would, Funny. That's you should I mention that. Uh, my buddy had a Luger. He was trying to sell one time. It was a German officer's Luger. And uh, he's like, He's like, look, they didn't deface it or anything, because that was common after the war. Um, bring back weapons, you know, Americans would bring back captured weapons, but they especially would Lugers. Them. Yeah, yeah, they would deface them, take and take the Nazi insignia off. And uh -huh. of course, to a collector in modern days, you're like, no. But you know, post World War II, you're like, fuck Nazis. Right. You know, who cares, right? But uh, he had one with all the emblems intact, and. And I don't know how you verify this, but he claimed that this had come from a concentration camp and that this, this pistol had been used to execute Jews and that there, was, there were blood speckle pitting um, oh. on the barrel. You on could the never barrel. know that. He, they, they explained to me that because of the, the way that the, the pitting was and the pattern that it was in, you could tell that it had been put to someone's head and fired and the blood had speckled back and then been left on the gun and it had corroded in such a way. Oh. That's what they said. Now, I don't know how they figured that out. They get the gun CSI in or whatever, or maybe he's just wishful thinking on his part, if you can call it that. Mm -hmm. Like, what kind of anti-Semite is like, yeah, it took a few down. <laughs> like, like, right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, nobody. Um, I don't think. I think you have to be a real special kind of piece of shit to be collecting like Nazi memorabilia and looking at it longingly. But I don't understand the whole thing of like wanting to collect World War II stuff, but somehow like, oh no 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 no, like the German stuff totally off limits. That's ridiculous. To me, like, the Russian and American still, stuff is the neatest. Uh, and then after that, like the German stuff is really neat. The Japanese stuff is really neat. It, it's all. Is, does antiquity mean piece of history? Like it, it's an antique machine that played a role in global history. Okay, but yeah. let's center the conversation. We're talking about George Zimmerman. This is two, yeah. three years ago. This and, is not oh, an antiquity. This is not no. history. On, on a smaller this is totally scale, totally different though, than a Nazi's wait. pistol. 
It is totally different. history, though, I think. I, I feel like... <laughs> Chiz says, this is evidence. Eh, evidence. Stop, Chiz. You, you can't just join the... I, <laughs> I, uh, I think <laughs> Chiz great, is a Chiz. great host. I think he does a wonderful job, and, and, and he's always welcome to be on. But I think what we do here, where he just writes his own inside jokes and we read them, is, is not a good show. But, um, um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? About the gun being, you said you were going to defend the George Zimmerman gun sales. I, I guess what I was saying was like I, I feel like <laughs> in the same way that like the Black Lives Matters movement got founded by is it Michael's Michael Brown who who was killed by that cop in Ferguson? Michael Brown. Okay, I, I feel like in in terms of like history, the Tr- Trayvon right. Martin thing is the same significance as the Michael Brown thing. It becomes part of a series of events where people are looking at policemen yeah, different and the militarization of police. And it's a, it's not World War II. I, I, I get that. But I don't know. Something about it. Like, I'm not buying it, but I saw it for sale, and I was like, I can yeah. understand why somebody so, would. This sounds more, dumb, but it hasn't been long enough for it to be history. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a couple years ago, and it, there's a difference between, you know, you know, wow, this is a rifle that was assigned to a Japanese guy, and he stormed into Nanking and was killing people willy-nilly. Like, what an awful part of history. But you still have to remember the bad parts of history, too. And it's different than, oh, yeah, this this guy shot Trayvon Martin, and I just want to remember that. Like, there's no value in remembering I wanna that. I want to know what happens from that shooting to make this gun worthy of me caring about, right? Like, and we're nowhere near... Far enough out to know that I went to the Ford Museum in Detroit and I saw the car that Lincoln was shot in and the chair or the the chair that Lincoln was shot in, the car that JFK was shot in. And I understand the historical importance Uh of those things being preserved, but we don't know what this gun means yet. And we won't for 10 or 20 years. Right. It's way too soon. This is a broke-ass motherfucker just looking for some cash, trying to cash in on a hot-button issue. And he's going to succeed because we've got yeah. all these Trump supporters out there who are probably all <laughs> kicking each he other's asses sold- trying to bid on this shit. MAGA. Yeah. He has sold lots of uh, things. I remember he was doing um, – like he does all kinds of things that are firearm-related and conservative-leaning. Um, it seems like he was selling paintings for a while, like doing his own art. Um, and, and lots of firearms related stuff. He'll go to like grand openings of gun stores and, and do appearances at gun stores and stuff. Um, like I said, I don't think he did anything wrong, criminally speaking. Right. I just think he's an asshole and a scumbag yeah. Yeah. and a low class individual to sell this thing. Um, it's morally it's, but not legally reprehensible. I don't know how much money yeah. he has, but I have more sympathy for him if, like, if look, he's broke. Yeah, if he can't get a job and he's selling stuff that, you know, like, like this gun. Um, yeah, I, I, I get yeah, the spotties right. in. You know, yeah, I right. don't. If he's broke, I, I mean, I I do and I don't. I mean, I do in the sense that I've been broke, and I spent two years. The first time I moved to Nashville, ah, I sold my amp to a pawn shop every other week. But this guy was on like CNN you said, Fox News for six months with his face exactly, and then calling and he, him a monster so he can't get he, a job. He was out patrolling with his gun, looking for bad guys that he thought needed to be eradicated before any of this ever happened. I think, I mean... Wasn't he the leader of, like, Citizen Watch and there were recent break-ins? Yep. Something like that. Yeah. I don't mean, yeah, I mean, just don't think... Neighborhood. Like, I mean, hey, I patrol behavior. my yard with an assault rifle all the fucking time. And, hey, what am I doing out there but looking for bad guys, right? And if I, but, but the thing is, if I saw somebody, like, walking around... My first inclination wouldn't be to fucking kill them. It would be like, hey, what are you doing here? Well, neither you was his. You shouldn't be here. You don't belong here. The, the problem I have 
is that it seemed like neither Zimmerman or Martin were the sort to de-escalate, right? If I was either one of them, none of this would have happened, right? If right. I was Trayvon Martin, I would have said, oh, yeah, there's a misunderstanding here. My uncle is right there, and uh, I don't normally stay here, but that's why I had to jump the fence. But I'm just going to my uncle's home. I'm, you know, I'll be sleeping. Watch. When I knock on the door, he'll answer, and they'll all say, hey, Trayvon, and it's cool. And, and Or if I was Zimmerman, I would have been like, hey, like, what are you doing here? And if he's like, you know, nothing, motherfucker, I'm be like, oh, you got to understand, we've had some break-ins recently on Citizens Watch, Community Watch, and uh, I'm just making sure everything is chill. You chill? Like, on either side, if well, you they were me. reasonable, it would have been cool. But I instead... think we should buy the gun. PKA should buy the gun. We should have it. <laughs> I don't want well, anything to do with buying that gun. $5,000 minimum bid. We'll all get a you know a week with it at a time or whatever. We'll pass it around, do shit with it. Mm -hmm. You know. I heard Maury Povich on the Howard Stern show today, and he was talking about his friendship with George H.W. Bush. They had been golfing buddies long before he had played. Uh, he had become the president. And uh, so after that, every year, he, at least, he said he would go to the White House and have uh, lunch with the president. And he said, you know, we never talked about policy or, you know, anything like that. But once he pulled out a handgun, he said, check this out, and gave me a gun. I said, looked at it, well, that's very nice. He says, that's Saddam's gun. That's the gun they took off of him when they dug him out of that spider hole. And he had it. <laughs> that's awesome. See, that's history. That's history. <laughs> that is yeah. history because there's significance. Like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm in I a different feel place. Like most people who you don't want Saddam's collect, gun? like, most people who no, like Nazi stuff don't do gun. it because they're white supremacists, I don't right. think. I think no. that they do it because that's a segment of their obsession with World War II. They don't just have a Nazi thing. They have like the American stuff, the Russians. Like, it's, that's part of the yeah. collection. Nobody is collecting guns from other killers in these similar scenarios. Like, they're not like, oh, man, there was another shooting that ended up being kind of a kerfuffle in Connecticut, and I am bidding on that gun right after this. It's like, no. <laughs> that's, Saddam Hussein's gun, though? That's history, I said. That's yeah. history. That's nice. I, I, I wouldn't want some random crime gun or anything like that because they usually destroy those anyway. That's the thing. Um, in, in the they case usually of give that them other back guy. when they're innocent. Yes, exactly. That's why he has his. Yeah. That's, that's why he still has the gun that's there to be auctioned off is because he was found to be innocent. That, that whole thing's a mess. Yeah. I couldn't come from a different perspective than you do, Kyle, because I've fired a gun only one time in my life. I, I used to work for Regal Cinemas. I was a manager, and I won some monthly combo selling concession contest. <laughs> Why? Uh, nice. And they sent me to Texas for, like, a two-day cowboy dude ranch experience. And part of that was, like, going to this glass bottle six-gun firing range. And I literally fired all six shots in, like, three yes. seconds and dropped the gun and walked away. Like, it scared the crap out of me, man. Like... <laughs> I know well, I don't yeah. have the experience. I'm a preacher's kid, not a cop's kid or whatever. But, mm. man, it just scared that crap out of me. Maybe that's part of why I view this as such a wrong gun to auction off, is that in general, guns feel kind of weird to me. Dude, I was... I, Do you know I, what kind of gun it was? No. It was... It had a white grip, and it had... It was this, you know, Russian roulette spinny six-shooter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't come from a gun house. My... my PK fans have heard this before, and uh, I didn't get into guns until I was an adult. Call me like 35 or something. When I was first shooting, I was literally thinking to myself, like, oh, you know, like I wonder what my mom would think if she knew this. Like I might get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. were being bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was being bad. Like like I had snuck off and done this without telling her, and uh, there might be some repercussions. 
but there, yeah. there weren't. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I guess if he wants to sell it and somebody wants to buy it, the like commercialist <laughs> in me is like, okay, let it happen. Go on. If there's a market for it, I don't really have a problem with it, but it... It just feels a little skeezy to me, is all. Yeah, morally, yeah. it's really skeezy. Yeah, I think to everyone. It's just, you shouldn't be able to say, hey, you can't sell that, you know. Like, he should be able to sell it. It's just, you should be also be able to call the guy who buys it a real piece of shit. There you go. So, Jeremy, what are you going to do when the zombies come? What? When what am I going to do when the zombies come? I'm going to get on yeah. the roof. Zombies don't know how to climb. How much food do you have? No, I'm, I'm a buddy of mine, actually. Was, has been obsessed since college with this idea of a zombie musical called Zombies Can't Climb, where the heroes all get up on their roofs because they find out zombies are too stupid and clumsy to climb. So yeah. that was my response. I'll get on the roof. You know, they can't climb. Um, yeah, but you're going to run out of food and die your strategy of on a fictional musical. That's all right. I'd rather die of that than die of a zombie bite. And probably also I'll punch and kick some things and, you know, swing a golf club or two. Or, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I really... Zombies feel no pain. Now, you got to Keep if in I, mind, a zombie is like a PCP'd out, like maniac who's hungry for your flesh. Uh, you better have a have a nine iron and be Tiger Woods if you're going to defend yourself. Like you, you got to really hit him. Like right, I've seen The something. Walking Dead. It doesn't have to once. be a gun. I could have a bow and arrow. Oh, that's I could have absurd. A, a machete. I've seen the Walking Dead too. That 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 bow thing. Like it's cool to see uh, Merle or whatever. And it's not Merle. Uh, whatever his name is. Uh, running around with that bow and everything—that's absurd. That would never. Oh, cut I agree with you completely. I just—you uh, know—it's fun to argue, but you're <laughs> totally right. <laughs> yeah, that shit doesn't cut it. Uh, he would be better off with like a bow. They could like put like like Legolas, like if he had like a compound yeah. bow where he could draw ar arrows from a quiver and fire them quickly. Yeah, yeah but the crossbow is not—it's not a quick weapon. Uh, uh cocking it—you ha you literally have to put it like nose down and step on a thing and use both hands to pull the string, unless you've got some kind of fancy crossbow with a cantilever thingy or something, but. Crossbow's not a good weapon for anything, no, really. No, it, it really seems like it came into and out of vogue very quickly. No, they're like, no, hey, hang we on. can shoot this arrow really hard, really straight, and then real quick after that, they're like, the Chinese figured out this gunpowder shit, and it is pretty sweet. <laughs> Way <laughs> better than this fucking so I, arrow. I think, the, I think the crossbow was considered a dishonorable weapon. And, it was. And, uh, and also, I think that it, it, had, it had some advantages, but some drawbacks. I don't think it had the same range, but it... it it was obviously a, any idiot could use a crossbow, right? It's really easy to point and shoot. Um, but using a longbow, you got to train a grown man for like his whole life to like get him to learn how to use that thing as a as a soldier. Yeah. If you're gonna be a longbowman out on the field of battle, like I didn't know that. that bow's a hundred pound draw. Like not just anybody can pull a hundred oh, yeah. pound draw. I England uh, didn't don't think I can use crossbows because they thought it was yeah, probably you know could. shameful. Yeah, that's true. At least initially, yeah. because the, like, England's thing, they had like excellent trained longbowman and then the crossbow came out and you know it's just like anything where as soon as they realized that they were shit out of luck because someone immediately like a child could do exactly what they trained their whole life for <laughs> they go the route of like well we're so honorable that we're not moving over to that technology like no of course <laughs> it's not. pretty like, difficult to reload a crossbow isn't it yeah it, is. it, it takes a long time I could I could probably load if if I had an empty crossbow sitting here and an arrow on the table it would probably take me a solid seven seconds to get it ready to point and shoot and I know yeah. how to use one I gotta put it nose down on the ground and use my foot to step on a thing that holds it to the ground and then with both hands I have to grab the string and pull back until it catches then yeah. pick it up like a rifle and put the arrow in its place and or the bolt in its place and then aim and fire it's but, kind of unrelated you know, but have you guys seen that video of that guy who t taught himself his own 
bow and arrow method where he does all Incredible. the acrobatics and yeah, yes. yeah, like a way he speculates ancient bow masters may have fought. Um, but just the fact that he's so dead on while he's doing all these flips and twirls and crap is amazing. Yeah, he's very good. <laughs> yeah, he, it's one of my uh, favorite videos. Yeah, he had studied lots of uh, lots of old literature and lots of yeah. old uh, paintings and, and I wanted to say photographs, but paintings and illustrations. That's what I was yeah. looking for of uh, archers from various cultures throughout history, and he found all these different ways of holding the arrows between multiple fingers yeah. and all these different ways to grip them. And he is, if you've never seen it, search like world's fastest bow shooter or is something it, like that, and you'll yeah. find him. He's very Archer. talented. It's amazing. Archer. I'm not qualified to debunk him, but apparently people who are have <laughs> debunked that, that thing like crazy. Like they're all just saying that it's fake, that it's not true. There's other people who, like, replicated his jumps and stuff. And you can see the errors are, like, flying out of the quiver, landing all over the ground, and they look ridiculous. I saw that whole thing, too. And, like, I watched the video, the exact one you're talking about, where the dude's, like, legitimately doing, like, shield-sliding Legolas moves, like, uh -huh. running yeah. on the wall in gyms, like, boop, 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 real quick. Uh -huh. And I read some comment where someone's like, resident archer expert here let me explain <laughs> all the reasons that this is bunk and then i got like halfway through the comment and i'm like this is just this is ruining the fun i i choose to accept this like yeah. it's more fun to just imagine all the archers back then jump like parkouring their way through battle <laughs> or but even in reality, if they there's didn't. no fucking way they did there's no even fucking if they way didn't, they did just that this guy taught himself how to do he's accurate as fuck man he like is. he's doing twirls oh, and hitting on. the target they're perfectly. edited videos i could look like that with enough retakes it's a montage Right? Are you saying that video is CGI? Is that what you're saying? No, okay. I'm Games saying he takes. It's a He's montage. saying it took him a year to make it. Yeah, oh. that, that video well, is one that let the bodies hit the floor like, away from being a Call of Duty montage. Yes. <laughs> it's like trick shot videos, right? <laughs> Shoot from the, I can make a basket from the top of the bridge if you give me a hundred takes. Yeah, that's like what a, I'm saying. Like, it was like, it'd be like if Dude Perfect made a video where they're like, so... I studied Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all the basketball players throughout history. I found a new way to hold the basketball. Check this out. And like all right. Before it like makes the shot. You think that was hard? Let's step it on up to full court. Show you the grip again. Full court. See, nothing to it, ladies and gentlemen. I studied a lot yeah, right? of historical basketball players, going back to the Ming Dynasty, in fact. And like, no. yeah, let's try this from the top of a building into a parking lot. It's just. Throws the ball, swish. It's funny that he used okay. all of history to look at with like the paintings and everything, because it's almost like, like you, you, the archer in like Babylon was looking at like the ancient whatever you know Mesopotamian things on the wall of those archers, being like, look at these fucking rubes. They don't know what they're doing, you know. Like they they figured out something better, but this guy just went back and took bits and pieces from long outdated methods and cobbled it together into something that's really not useful in any sphere. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like becoming a basketball expert by starting out like, man, that guy's really, that white guy's tossing it up into that peach basket really well. Let's start taking notes where it's like, no, it, the, the other, it, it started off bad for a reason. So they looked at these ancient drawings from like Mesopotamia or something on how to fire an arrow. <laughs> and the drawing is shit, right? There's like a guy with no point. fingers holding a bow. And they're like, look, he's not looking with his eye to aim up the arrow. He's just pulling it instinctively. Meanwhile, it's next to a, a picture of a lion that looks like a male penis. Or I guess all penises are male. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, now you do have to specify that. <laughs> you know, it, the lion is just like two circles <laughs> and, a, and, a, and an arch thing. <laughs> 
I'm just imagining the scenario where someone's like, um, no, actually, that's a female penis. <laughs> really? Are you sure? And, and well, she said it was. Like, stop, stop <laughs> treating these as accurate representations of historical archery. Anyway. I believe in it, though. I, I'm going to stick my neck out there, and I'm going to say that I'm going to believe it. And here's why. Here's why. Modern archers um, are... I, I have I own two bows. I got a compound bow and a and a uh, a, a recurve bow. And uh, I don't shoot regularly, but I'm good with a bow, especially my compound bow. I definitely could hit a man from 50 yards. It just wouldn't be a problem. Um, but that it's really a recreational kind of hobby thing with archery with me and with 99.99999% of the rest of the human population that's alive now. However, an older throughout history. I feel like if you're a good if you're a good archer, like wow, you you might as well be a good lawyer or a good doctor or something. I feel like we got a place for that guy. He's a good archer, really. Let me see. Oh shit, he can hit. He can throw it up and hit it. Yeah, let's come on, King's Court. Let's get him a job. <laughs> King's like, Court. <laughs> I don't you know. Seat you at get, the round table. What I, year if is you, it? <laughs> if, you, if your culture like relies on archers to defend them from the the, the barbarians at the gate, you're inherently going to become a really but how fucking hard good skill archer. Is it? Very hard. Okay. How yeah. I, all right. Um, it's the accuracy thing. You know, it's 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 like asking how hard is it to throw darts. It's easy to throw a dart, but if yeah, you want to hit right? that bullseye every time, like you better be uh, practicing hours and hours I on the end. With one hour of practice, I could hit the board every time. How accurate you do you need to be? You, <laughs> yeah. should, you know what? You would. <laughs> have you ever shot a Have you ever shot a slingshot or something that didn't require aiming? It was more of a feel kind of thing. Uh, it's been a while, yeah. but yeah. Like the it's, brace it's, slingshots that are super strong. Those are cool. Um, so, so when my when I shoot my recurve bow, I fire it kind of like that. I really don't aim down the sights or anything. Um, I have sights, but I've never attached them. Um, I, it, it's a, it's really for, for from feel, uh, pretty much all the time. And I'm not nearly as accurate as I am with my compound bow, which has really good like fiber optic sights, where you're looking through a peephole in the back and you've got a pin up front, and you could be very exacting. In my, I think they're as accurate as rifles in my experience. I mean, they put three arrows in a spot like that at 30 yards uh the bow will you doing that is another story that's that that's all skill but bows are really really accurate but with that when you're shooting just from the hip like I, not really from the hip but when i'm shooting instinctively i'm accurate enough to put them all in something like this at 20 yards at, with practice with pra hours of practice you know not weeks of practice but two hours uh, two hours a week or something hmm. yeah not useful to practice now if that guy lived 1500 years ago what he's spent his life doing would make a lot of sense. Oh yeah, he would be he would be world he would be very famous and very wealthy, I guess, as as the archer of the West or something like that, yeah. with like eighty kills. Well, the real question is is if Attila the Hun's bow was for sale, would you buy it? Ah, you see, Attila used a very interesting kind of bow because they were all riding <laughs> on horseback, so they had these really short sort of recurve bows they used that they could fire from the mounted horse. Um, so yeah, if you get one of those, that'd be pretty sweet. I think they were the first people to really utilize the recurve bow. The mm. Mongols, definitely or, the first ones the to get on a horse and, and kind of become cavalry, you know, and with the bows, with the mounted archers. Mm -hmm. New topic. What came? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, unless you want to keep going, I don't... no, I was going to talk more about the Mongols and the Huns, and so <laughs> we can go ahead and skedaddle. Yeah. <laughs> there is one person out there like, no, fuck, I'm writing my thesis on the Mongols and the Huns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about those. We're going to see one comment from like, uh, you know, 
Hun Kid 69, where he's like, God damn it, finally you're going to talk about my favorite conquering civilization, and you just ditch it. Like, <laughs> Dude, so you guys know what Periscope is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Periscope, um, I, I guess it's live streaming, right? It's live streaming, but it's not gaming. It's typically like real life, carry it around you, whatever. Uh, this 19 year old committed suicide. <clears throat> she, um, she, I don't know. I, I guess she normally like has tattoos and stands on a smokes cigarettes and sits on a couch or something, according to this article. But this time she went over to a train station and threw herself under a train. Yes. It's- while she Where? was periscope like she uh, did she like Paris. set up her phone or she jumped okay. in with nobody her i knew then <laughs> i was Does literally checking i was like i was like i know a lot of tattooed depressed bitches <laughs> where did this happen? <laughs> uh, and if it wasn't clear, she was she was literally live. She was like periscoping Terrible. while while she did this. Jesus, how did she well, commit the act? Under she threw herself under a train. Oh, that's right. You just said that. Of course, yeah. The worst way. So she, I wonder if she was like, All right, here we go," and like just like went with the phone, or did she like set it up on a tripod so it could get the full angle? Like like how did she film this si- this suicide? I think I, that. No, Paris. If it's my understanding with Periscope, it's just it's your phone live streaming. So, uh-huh. and it's a train. So she just I, there's no way she set up her phone like a camera. She's like, I'm and gonna then, take you on board with this suicide. Kill herself. Oh. She was probably just jumping in. Like that's really sad. And you have to wonder, like, would she have done that without the, the Periscope? Audience? Like, would she have killed it? Like, because clearly, because that's like the crux of the matter. You know, like yeah. that. In you're obviously gonna get way more attention if you're doing it while periscoping and you know that it's going to be a news story and that people are going to see your face on MSNBC or whatever. like It's a little sobering for me because uh, about a year ago I was doing this series on Twitter where every day I would tweet like a, what I felt was an original movie idea, sort of trying to encourage Hollywood to avoid remakes and sequels and move towards original. And I, I wrote a whole movie pitch for that about a guy who threatens to kill himself on Periscope in mine, it turns out to be a heist where he's faking it so he can rip off this other business. But you know, it's just freaking sad to me. That's just, I mean, what does it say about this person where they they would rather be liked and watched while dying than live? That's just fucked up. Do you think that's yeah. what it is, though? Don't, they, don't you think that it's really just someone wanting... Uh, attention, not attention necessarily. Yeah, I guess it is attention, but it's a very different kind of attention and wanting it for a different reason. I feel like they're like, yeah, saying ah, so, so, you know, you treat the world treated me like this, like that, like this. Watch what happens. Watch what. Well, this I is do. a lot deeper world. than I expected this podcast to get, uh, or any <laughs> podcast. But in general, yeah, I think everybody wants to leave their mark on this world, right? Everybody wants to leave a legacy that lasts beyond their own existence, whether it's their kids and what they accomplish or a book they wrote or some great work. I think everybody has that pull. And in some weird, twisted way, I think somebody could convince themselves that this kind of video is a legacy to leave the world. And it's just it's just really sad to me because her life was snuffed out in pursuit of something that is ultimately not fulfilling. Do you remember uh, a couple of years ago, I don't remember the girl's name, but it was some girl who uploaded a YouTube video of her like doing that I, the worst style of video ever. I hate it is when people just hold up signs and like take it away. Oh, it's yeah, like, the, it's the Bob 
whatever. Yeah, yeah. that'll the be my new sign, channel. Woody signs. The whole sign telling thing. It's it's so <laughs> difficult to watch those videos because it's not at the pace that I read and it's not at the pace that I listen. What? what right. What? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that girl she put up all the signs and I guess even before that video got popular, she killed herself. I think Amanda. Amanda Todd, right? Is that, no, that might be it. Yeah, that that sounds, sounds really right. familiar. That could be right. But this isn't like the first time that's happened. A dude killed himself on Justin TV, I think. Like if there was no attention aspect to it, then they wouldn't be doing it on social media. So there is some kind of attention-seeking behavior there where you're wondering like if it – yeah, there you go, Chiz. Thank you, Amanda Todd. Where you're wondering like would they have done it if there wasn't this opportunity for this kind of attention? Right. I and mean, you have to wonder – you have to think they wouldn't have. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how old you guys all are. I'm 40, so I grew up in the 80s when there was there was none of this crap, right? There was no internet of any kind. And if I was going to do something, the only people it mattered to were the two people in the room when I did it. And now we're at this age where I think, I think people strive so much to like themselves and find worth in themselves that they can warp their minds to a place where they believe internet views equals worth and i have a lot of views on the cinemasins channel and it does not equal don't pop worth. my bubble oh, dick shit look you've come to the wrong place with that nonsense because we all here firmly look if you don't have likes and favorites then you're just not a real person all right if, if, if you don't have at least a million likes under your belt at this point and, and you're and you're and you're, you're 30 years old then you're just a fucking loser if you have not gotten to a quarter billion views yet and you're 30 years old just just fucking just train fucking pills whatever i am know? in the clear then because we are over a billion views yeah, and it, according to your life view you're i have self-worth now yes yeah. oh, yeah i got well, five years to figure my shit out <laughs> <laughs> Tick, 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 tick. It's not as bad as it sounds because the views compound over time, and you know it's the the miracle of compound. Yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. that go back to watch those old uh, zombies gameplays. They they go back and they're just accumulating views over time, just millions and millions. <laughs> oh, dozens a day. I've taken to lying to my subscribers about likes. Every video, like I, I have like an end slate card, and every time I make up something new about why they should like the video, like you know, girls love guys who click like. It's science; you can't dispute it. And just I remember, like, yeah. do you ever go back to YouTube channels that are like huge now and watch one of their videos from like two thousand nine? And the whole thing is just full of annotations and just bullshit yeah. ways that they don't talk anymore. Where it's like smiley face, smiley face, exclamation point. A like would really help me out. And it's like, what yeah. is this? Still up to Franco's channel? What the <laughs> fuck? Is going like, you know, like, go back and check, and it's like, who? I don't know. It's kind of endearing. But, annotations yeah. are not worth it. Like, like I see people sometimes, and I feel like they they disfigure their video with lots of annotations to like redirect to lots of places, and not just at the end of the video at an in, in an end slate. Um, but like throughout the video, there'll be mm -hmm. big, and I'm fine if you got a little one anywhere of the edges, right, corners, right. whatever, that maybe takes you to part one of this series, for example. That's a good one to have. Or that'll take you to, you know, other things like this that I've done. Those are good things to have. But I'll often see them just full screen crazy shit, tricking you into clicking the screen and like redirecting you to like websites and stuff. So that's a real mistake because you can look in the analytics and you can see the click through rate of those. And even on my stuff, right. like, three percent you know right. and i bet that's high comparatively and to most stuff i bet although i, bet I will say one of my biggest recurring complaints about youtube is that i have the same end plate 
that I've had for a year and a half. Uh-huh. But I have to make those annotations every goddamn video. Like, oh. there's no way to save that nope. and then re-import the next time. And we put out two videos a week so that you're talking about 100 videos a year. And it is, honestly, I don't want to count the number of minutes I've wasted putting together freaking <laughs> annotations. Jeremy, I have the same petty complaint, right? Now, Painkiller already, I'm looking at it. We have five sponsors today. And then there'll be two more with the Patreon and our, our merch. So that's seven uh, annotations I have to make. Every time I make these seven annotations, I simultaneously think, oh, my God, this is such a pain in the ass. And, yeah. oh, my God, you pansy, you complain about anything, don't you? Because I think, <laughs> I think I found some shortcuts, um, although I, I'll have a real hard time explaining them. If we were all sitting around a laptop, I'd be like, hey, you know, if you do it like this, it's a little quicker, right? Um, but yeah, it's an annoying process, and it's not—it's not slick and smooth and easy to yeah. use or anything. In, in my case, and, like I often have to extend the annotation to be four hours long. And like you said, the yeah. shortcuts you can go to the hour and press up instead of whatever. I mean, it. it's clearly a I first just the numbers world in. problem. Yes, it is a first world problem. But and, and people with real problems don't worry about having too many sponsors at the end of their web show. Yeah, people <laughs> in the first world don't have these problems. These are different. Hey, you They're worried about hurt. not having shoes or getting dysentery. Uh, Jeremy is this the case so I feel like asking for likes even though I do it for fun uh, is old school in comments and stuff like that it's all about view time now right isn't that what gets your video promoted like above all else it's them watching to the end well I mean I think hmm, I think completion like percentage of video completed and then total minutes watched has become the, the two more important metrics for, for us. Now, we didn't start expanding. Like, when we started, our videos were all three or four minutes long. Uh-huh. And that was because we were obsessed with... We just didn't think the attention span was there. Like, I remember Chris sending me edits for videos that were seven minutes long and me replying going, can you do anything to get it down to five? You were like, going to say I, pacing. You were obsessed with pacing. Yeah. yeah. And then once we, a couple experiments showed us that our viewers at least would, would hang on for 10, 15, 20 goddamn minutes. Um, then we started expanding our horizons in terms of what we wanted to do. Um, but on the back end, analytics wise, it just happened to, you know, happily coincide with the fact that YouTube seemed to shift towards minutes watched and, and completion percentage of the video. Um, and thankfully, our our fans like to watch most of our videos all the way through to the end. And I'm sorry about that beeping because I have a friend who obsessively okay. texts me. <laughs> turn my phone What's off right like? now. <laughs> so you, um, you mentioned um, the merchandise a minute ago, Woody. I just wanted to say, last week we told you guys... <clears throat> That our uh, PK knives were gonna, you know, be available for the actually the following day or something like that. Um, they're all fucking gone, oh. and there are, you guys <laughs> snatched those are things you up in five you hours. Guys, they sold out. They snatched oh, them I up. Oh, I thought you in, meant they, they, they somehow got lost. And then yeah, they, I, they, they, they were all stolen from oh. my house. Nobody's getting them. <laughs> Nobody. No, that's not what he means. They're I'm all gone. All. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they they all sold out. Got rid of all those fucking knives. Um, there will be no more knives for you people. You missed out. You missed your chance. You should have been Patreons. What can I say? That's not true. We're gonna do some other stuff. Um, and uh, the people that, that, that I think maybe some people were bummed that they didn't get like an opportunity maybe to get at them because they don't listen to the show maybe as early as some others or something like that. But or follow we're me do on Twitter. Things. Try that. Follow me on Twitter would have helped. Now you. that would have done the trick too. Yeah, you did fucking Woody's gamer tags. Twitter's been in the description of this video since 2010. Your lazy <laughs> ass hadn't been able to bother himself to do it. You follow Donald Trump, you can't follow Woody's gamer tag. 
<laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I won't help you with my Twitter, but you should still follow it. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no helpful tips there. I don't know <laughs> if you guys are paying attention, but this hockey game is not going very well for me right now. It's not going well for Nashville right now. Looks like it's, Pavelski got a goal. Yeah, it's two nothing Sharks right now in the first. Uh, what did I tell? What did I text you, Chiz? Yeah, I can't talk to Chiz. I have a question. Mm-hmm. As a hockey novice, was where Go was ahead. hockey invented? Is it Canada? Uh, I'm I sure it was. Is that where yeah. the first hockey was played? Like, I don't know, man. I, I guess on that are like I, similar to hockey, but I think the first time they did it on ice was in Canada. I'm American, man. I grew up learning about James Naismith and the peach baskets and inventing basketball. I don't know shit about hockey. Neither does Chris. Well, yeah, I don't that's more invented. I assume Canada. Okay, I, I was curious. I, for it. I, I thought it was Canada too, but I was like, "Did Russia have something to do with that? Is this maybe a, a Russian sport that, and a Canadian sport that got combined together because they both seem to have such a love for that it?" Could be. I mean, Russia's cold as fuck. Yeah, you need yeah. frozen lakes for this or frozen ponds. I, Did I you like see the footage sim- of uh, Putin playing in that hockey game? <laughs> Is he? A oh no, my god! But... You have to, it's on. Yes, I have. The... I have seen it. It's been a while though, right? Like, maybe if you go to Reddit months? hockey. I think this is new. This is a new one. Let me try and find it okay. here. But there's Putin. He can skate. Playing. And I can't tell if this is just like one of those, you know, retired guy games just for fun, people watching, or if he's playing a game and all of these good players are slowing down to his speed. <laughs> like, it's really funny. I got to find this. I watched him play once, and I, I remember thinking that for a guy his age and, you know, he's a politician, that he, could, he, was, he was good on the skates. Um, of course, I fall all the time and, like, need, need, need like, guidance when I'm on skates, so... But I was impressed by that. I thought that was pretty good. What you got here? Putin plays an exhibition game. <laughs> Man, you guys are group? schooling my ass on like live in-show production. Like the links and the chat and all the help you guys are sending each other on this on this thing on the sidebar. Like blowing my well, mind. Well, fucking machine around here. All right, yeah, so when we get into our any hate of this crap, we're gonna watch yeah, this video together. That we don't plan. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, put that video on, get past an ad if you have one, and then pause it at zero. Hit this Putin video and pause it at zero? Yes, please. Pause it on the Putin. Yep. All right. All right I'm going to count down. I'm going to say, ready, set, play. On play, we all hit play. Ready, right. set, play. Putin. Putin. <laughs> Very interesting clapping style in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, one of the three approved ways. <laughs> I'm getting right now. Oh wow! Oh, this is oh. not. Oh, oh wow. I thought he was gonna oh, be good. That's some shit. That's not that, hockey. That goalie's family was watching that game tied up in a basement somewhere. <laughs> oh my god! Oh I can't respect oh no. Oh my god! Are you with second finger? He can't skate at all. Yeah, he's terrible. He's worse than me, and I've never been on ice once. I had a. It, I, I think I feel like I've seen this guy play before, and I was impressed with it. Not because I know anything about hockey, but just because it looked like he was moving well. You know what I mean? He looked athletic. All right, that's the end of the footage. Not so much in this footage, dude. That's I, a little embarrassing. I like, played com- hockey at a very low level. Right, <laughs> we're talking about adult men in the South, 
And we would school that team. We would beat the like we would just we would smack them around like they were children with Down syndrome or something. Like a, I feel like you could knock two or three of those players down while scoring. Like like you, they were just barely moving. It oh. reminded me of peewee hockey when I've seen those that, players, and, and they're all new to skating. Yeah, I there's would, no way those players are that bad though. Like they just got on there, and they like the coach was giving a little pep talk. Like now we all slow down. Because Putin will be out there. And yeah, it was like the, all, the all-star your game. Your families will be killed. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, he, I'm sure they're decent hockey players, but he is not. But you can afford – that must be so great to be able to go out and suck at whatever you want and everyone has to applaud. <laughs> oh, my God. If I were a dictator, I, like what, the thing I'm worst at in this world is drawing and art. I, try, I tried when I was younger because I had a couple friends who were really good at art and I sucked dick at it and I, it made me live it because I just can't draw anything good. But I would make billionaires in my country purchase my art for <laughs> obscene prices. Obscene. It would be non, it'd be color by number done poorly and they'd have to shell out like $30 million for it. <laughs> oh, anyway. So 2 nothing, San Jose on the power play. How, how are you feeling right now, Jeremy? Are you, are you in- messed up, man. I'm frustrated. This Have you considered game drinking? Although, last game we were down 2 nothing and came back. So uh, it's not dire yet, and uh, I believe in this team. It's only one period, but, you know, I wish it would have gone differently. Yeah. Rather be ahead than be so ahead. politics have been has been crazy lately. So yeah. just in fast forward, I'm not sure what I covered, what we talked about last week's PK. But wow, Trump! Um, everybody has dropped out of it except for Trump. Uh, Trump's gonna be is the nominee. Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, uh, did not immediately get behind Trump last week. He was like, ah, I don't really know. So Trump had a big meeting with him as well as uh, lots of congressmen today. Uh, both of them came out of the meeting saying it went well, which is what I expected. I didn't expect them to come out of the meeting and go, yeah, we're friends now. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> Paul's going to come over to Trump Tower. We're going to play. Like, that wasn't going to happen. Um, I, I felt like they handled it well. And I feel like what, what they're doing is, I feel like they got in the room. They were like, look, we, we actually do have to unify this thing. I, I don't like you so much. Or you don't like me so much. Or maybe I don't like your policy. You don't like my policy. But we both hate Hillary Clinton. And we've got to kind of forge around that hate together. So let's come out next week and say, you know what? We really thought about this, and we can work together. That way it looks real. It looks like you actually did something rather than you're just coming in and going like, yeah, we're friends now. Yeah, beat Hillary. Um, So I like what happened today, what I saw out of Trump. Um, Trump doesn't make too many missteps. Uh, Trump's going to be the next president of the United States. I wish I was there for that negotiation. No. Yeah. No. No. I don't no. know who's next. Yeah. I would gladly spend the next hour going back and forth with yeses and noes. <laughs> yeses and noes. <laughs> Although, I mean, I am speaking 50% from perspective of someone who does not want Trump and 50% perspective from someone who has seen the polling numbers. Hillary polls higher than Trump in every state that matters in the presidential yeah, election. By one point, true. so yeah. many months the, out. In one or two states, it's one in point. The in the three where it matters, Ohio, Florida, and... Yeah, he's within two or three points in those three battles, battle, battleground states, the purple states. He's going to win all the red states. Well, okay, I don't know anything about your politics, and I don't really care, ultimately. I'm not even going to cast a vote. So if you want some controversy, there it is. But that being said, are you arguing for the sake of chaos, or do you really like Trump? 
Um, I don't really like Trump, but I really hate Clinton. I feel like Clinton is going to make gun control her banner fucking thing, just like Obama okay. made uh, health care his thing. I can't have that. It's absolutely it, it's awful. She wants, for, for one thing, she wants to hold uh, firearms companies um, liable for when some maniac goes and does something awful with a gun. You wouldn't yeah. hear anybody saying that about Ford Motor Company. You just Although I will say it's out all Muslims and build a Mexican wall. Speed. What's that? I said it's X companies that hurt children's feet. That's X companies, yeah. Yeah. And I said that Trump wants to keep out all Muslims and build a fucking wall. You know, like, Obama I did that. Aren't they both terrible candidates? Like, no, they're not. I... Trump is a great candidate. So he didn't say he wants to keep out all Muslims. He he said he wanted to put a uh, temporary. a temporary ban on the on any Muslims coming to the country until you can verify who and where they're coming from. Um, which makes a lot of sense to me. I don't want random people coming here. If there's someone who's a good, hardworking person who can. Uh, you know, give give to our American yeah. way of life and be part of it. Um, more power to them. Let's get them over Shouldn't here. Shouldn't just be Muslims, can... though. It should be everyone who has to do that. It wow. should be anyone. This yeah, yeah, podcast sure. is about to get hardcore, man. And I feel Kyle, like that wall is a great Trump idea. Trump is, is I'd a love better to have the candidate wall. than Hillary, no, but he's not great. Yeah, I want the wall. Great. Why wouldn't he want a great candidate? I'm sorry, Taylor. Kyle, you want the goddamn wall? You need a fishing license to fish in this country, but for some reason you can walk right across the border with no paperwork. Why is there not a wall in Canada then, too? Is that Because we don't want to go up there to their maple fucking smelling asses. That's why. No, they have just, Canada okay. doesn't. There's a Canada doesn't need a wall for the same reason Canada doesn't need a real military because they got us here. We kind of handle that for them. Nobody from here is wanting to go up there, not unless Trump gets elected. And if I'm a terrorist right part, now, like and I want to commit a, an attack on America, I'm going to Canada, and I'm slipping through the border. Well, unfortunately, the terrorists work for a group <laughs> called ISIS and not CinemaSins, and, and ISIS <laughs> has said that what they want to do is come through Mexico. So while the CinemaSins apocalypse will probably come through the Northwest Corridor, <laughs> ISIS is coming from the South. Listen, there are plenty of people who think we are worse than the ISIS terrorists. <laughs> I agree completely. And in general, you are awesome. I just think the wall and the Muslim ban are both terrible ideas, and the hate of Hillary cannot put unearned shine on Trump. That's just, just to ludicrous. Play devil's advocate. You are aware that Obama put a ban on Iraqis, right? Well, he well, that said, was look. You know, we, we got to ban Woody, these Iraqi he has, he's people. A, he's a minority. He has carte blanche to do whatever he wants. And Iraq is nowhere near Syria. And um, shit, who else did it? It was it Bush Sr. who did it too? And no one blinked an eye. Oh, but... I'm sorry. No, Carter. Carter put a ban on Iranians and, uh, and, and really? something else. Yes, he did. They're yeah. all wrong. They're all racist bastards. I, yeah, I don't think that really? they should do this. It should not be a race thing or an ethnicity thing. All it should be, like, everyone would be on Muslim board if they race. were like, hey, you know, illegal immigration is a problem in this country. We need to step up making sure, like, that we're checking people's papers or whatnot when they're coming into the country. Like, just not for Muslims. We you do know, that, just for though, everybody. Right? Just do it to everyone. Well, I don't know how the, you enforce one... a Muslim one, because I don't think anyone registers as Muslim. That like, is you, racist. You could do yeah. it. Well, not Muslim's racist. not a race, but it's Xenophobic. religious you know or something. You know what I mean. Xenophobic. Um, but I... Is that even... I don't know. But uh, I feel like I can say, hey, look, Iraqis can't enter, because it's everyone's all... sort of a registered Iraqi. It's common sense. That's what they call that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't think you could say, like, Muslims can't come in, because, like, I could be in Filipino and just be like, oh... Yeah, I'm Christian, dude. And but wait, what do you what know? What about some husband and wife in Iraq who have no 
government or political inclination whatsoever and just don't want to get bombed the fuck to death. You, you're going to keep them out just because yes. they're Iraqi? Why should they come here? Why don't they go to, like, the United Arab Emirates, an incredibly wealthy Arab country, much closer? Because our country was founded on the principle of being a goddamn melting pot, right? Like, we are open to refugees. Like, that's the point. Not anymore. Like, Ellis Island days are over. Like, bring me your <laughs> sick, your poor, your, your no, tattered no. masses or whatever. Ever since like, Will Smith like, went no. there and hitch, Ellis Island is over. No. <laughs> yeah, I, nowadays we we're like, bring anymore. us your ITT Bring us your engineers, who, bring us your STEM IIS. graduates, and keep the keep yeah. your stone age. And bring us your NHL all-stars. Man, I really thought we were going to debate like pop culture, and here we are, like like earnestly arguing politics. I love it. Oh, it's just the it's just the, it's just the immigration thing. I feel like you got a lot of bad people coming out of Syria, uh, and, sure. and maybe some good ones too. And you sure, see all the, the attacks ones... in, in look at the attacks in Brussels, look at the attacks in Germany, look at places like Cologne, where you've got so many sexual assaults by these North African men these uh, Syrian men, these refugees who are coming from that region of the world, going to these European countries, and they don't have the same views about the way, uh, uh, about treating women with respect that we do. So well, much so that they're gang raping them constantly. I read about a different gang rape, rape every day by refugees in one of these European countries. Every day I read about at least one. I would terrible. still it's rather... Not, it's not like, yeah, they drug her in an alley and raped her. It's like, no, it's like five hours of rape by 11 individuals, and then they raped her daughters while she watched. I understand that, that that happens, but I don't think you can say because people are Trump bad, we let in no new people. Like, there's still refugees that legit are starving, and they need somebody to help them. There are and veterans on the streets of in... Los Angeles who are legit starving right now. I think we should help them out. I passed by three of them on the way to the studio right here that I'm sitting in that's so lovely and nice. Those guys needed some help. They're Americans. They fought for Americans. They need a leg I get up. They that need they're a veterans and everything, but how many views and likes do they have? You didn't stop and help them. I love I you. Couldn't. I'm, it's an Uber. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, he, he was on Cindy's timeline. Yeah, so he didn't have time for that. I would rather let in one legit starving, needy refugee along with potential threats. <laughs> no, 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 no. Next no, question. Hang that's, on. I get a question. Just, I, no, I, get, that, I get to take this. I get to take oh, this. Okay, Can they okay. move into your apartment building? All what? of them. So, 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 all right, we got a big bag of M&Ms here, right? There's a hundred in there. It's family size. They're peanut if that matters, all right? Yeah. One of them is poisonous. Do you even think about eating one of those M&Ms? You wouldn't, right? That is a terrible analogy. That, it, it's oh, not. Would you, just, you just did the exact same thing. You said, hey, I don't care if there's like 99 people that might be no, into some terror. I didn't terror. I said I would rather help one person. If it includes the risk of letting in bad people, then I turn wouldn't. away all people. I think so it is. It almost sounded like you see, it, he said, so long as one M and M is not poison, you'll take the bag. Like, hey, yeah. I know there's a risk, but if there's one good M and M in there, we need to roll the dice. I, I feel like it's, it's being treated as a zero sum game, and that's dot. really that's some simple. Bullshit. Like, it's it's not let a uh, hundred. Like, there's going to be nefarious people coming in if you don't uphold some sort of standard for people coming from this part of the world. It just will. Muslims, some people who are evil are getting into this goddamn country. The point is you are making a decision to not help anyone. And that just turns me off. No, 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 not to help anyone. I just think that like when you're letting people in, there should be a more stringent like, okay, so you're from Syria. That's we're so sorry that you're going through this. Yeah, let us help you this way. It doesn't have to be a carte blanche. Everybody in 
kind of decision. There's uh, so much middle ground there, but you only ever hear, we got to let them all in because even if there's a few good ones, it's worth the risk, well, which lots of arguments this. for, like, lots of arguments against, or people services? say we have to not let anyone in. I, I extend entitlements and social and services to those people that we bring here. Did, did, let's say we bring in 100,000 Syrian refugees. Are they all rubber-stamped Americans? Now they get free health care, free... Do they, does everything just come to them now? Are they part of our system? They get to go to our public schools? Just like, just like Taylor was saying, there's a middle ground there. You don't have to give them complete carte blanche, but you can still help them out. I think, I think there's something fundamentally morally good about the principle of the melting pot of the U.S., and I think we're moving away from that as we fear terrorists. And yes, See, the, I'm You a, don't know what a melting pot is, though. A melting pot is when we all come in and take the best parts of each other and make America stronger, and, and we all become Americans. America is the pot. It melts the people, and they become Americans. It's not the other way around. You don't jump in the American pot and say, hey, I'm Syrian. Now everybody's but a little Syrian. You're you say, assuming no, you're there's going to be bad apples in the Syrian I know, Jeremy, I don't think that necessarily means bad apple. I think that it means that you don't admit people in such large numbers that we go from melting pot to salad bowl. I've used this analogy on the show before, but that's the thing that I don't like. Like, If we were to hypothetically bring in 15,000 Syrians and they all live relatively close to each other in Indiana, then Indiana would have a little piece of Syria in it. You know, this would be Syria town, you know, and, and I do not agree with that. And, and like, they wouldn't, it happens Sudanese, time and time again. Like Sudanese in, like, refugees here in Nashville who have fled Africa because of apartheid and all kinds of potential death. And yeah, if there's one bad apple among them, I'm still happy I helped the 12 no, guys I got to know. But wait, it's not even about them being bad. It's about them, you know, adding to our culture and probably like nine parts well, received from our here, culture and one is. part it's, add. It's an issue of assimilation. Mm -hmm. uh, historically, you know, the melting pot <clears throat> idea is, hey, you come in here, you assimilate with our kind of values here. Of course, you know, like here in St. Louis, there's a big population of Italians. If you go to the hill, you can tell it's Italian. Like there's way more Italian looking people there, but they're a part of the community. It's not just like they're speaking in Italian and they have their own set of rules and regulations and beliefs and whatnot. It, historically, Muslim groups don't assimilate as well, and they tend to be in their own groups. It's kind of like, we'll use a hockey comparison. You Vladimir so Tarasenko, oh. if we had another Russian on our team, wouldn't learn to speak English very quickly because they would be speaking Russian to each other in the locker room. The fact that he is forced to assimilate, he's very quickly picking up English, and that's more beneficial because now everybody's communicating more easily. The cultural norms there, it's, it's more shared. Uh, I, need, I need a source on the Muslims don't assimilate as well as other cultures thing. That just feels like more of an opinion than an actual factual thing. <laughs> Have you ever watched the news? It, and I'm kind of with Jeremy. Like, I, I wish there was a source, but I do feel like some cultures are more apt to assimilate than others. Like, and oh gosh, I hope this doesn't come off as racist, but it's been my experience that people from Africa seem to want to assimilate they want to be americans they're proud they they demand that their children get great educations they, want they to have get high the expectations african off them as soon as possible no, that's and america that is that is right there no, no, let me keep going true i didn't make it bad no no, like, no I was so saying, uh, there's um <laughs> yes, there's did. a there's a girl that's involved in speech and debate and she tells this wonderful story of uh of her father's high expectations and stuff and it, it, it's really cool and you're like wow like and, and i i there's a youtuber too whose dad is african and he's always kind kind of like making fun of his father and the way that he interacts with him and stuff and and that's my impression 
of like African immigrants. They want to I, succeed and excel I, and learn the language and have great grammar and get good grades and, and do the things that we think highly of. And then there are other cultures where like, you know, I'll, God, I, I have a hard time speaking with this. Uh, coming off racist. I was going to say Mexican, right? There's like a brown pride. There's a Mexican flag. There's a, you know, like, um, like I want to create a subculture here that is my old culture that I brought to you instead of like, now I want to be American. And What's wrong with I, that? Uh, Oh, why can't I, they I, be? Why see, can't they be both? Why can't they be Mexican Americans? See, no, see, I'm, I'm really big on the melting pot thing. I'm, I, I'd love them to be Mexican Americans in the same way that like Irish Americans, Italian Americans, all those other guys, you know, sort of mixed into the melting pot. But when they resist learning the language, when they resist like identifying as like American Irish or like first, um, that 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 hurts my feelings. I guess like, I don't no, know why. I, we, I think the I countries. Better. Oh, just one last thing. Like, it, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yugoslavia, right? During my lifetime, they had a big civil war and they broke up into three countries. And they all had their own sort of cultural identity, right? Like some of them were Muslim, some of them were Serbo-Serbian, and some of them were Serbian, Croatian, right? Croatian. And, um, and they all had these like wars with each other and, and it turned out awful. I think that when a, a nation is stronger, when they have a better set of values and they, they, they share the language and they share their value system and, and that kind of thing, if a culture comes in and says, you know what, we tend to keep our like old school value systems, maybe different thoughts about women that, that doesn't match up with my thoughts about can I, women. Can I interject with a good example? Go on. They, they, uh, I, I keep reading about how a lot of the immigrants who have come into European countries like Germany have started their own Sharia law uh, little enforcement groups that say they, they go to a certain, they, they've taken over a certain district of, of one of the cities I was reading about today on, on the plane. And they say it's theirs now. And they don't want any non-Syrians coming into that area. Um, they keep beating up women that they find wearing short skirts and stuff. I, I keep waiting for all the, uh, the feminists out there to stand up and be like, hey, I don't, I don't know about Islam. That's that's maybe not the best thing for us because I mean I I'm not an expert about about Islam but I've seen a lot of what what Muslim men feel about women I had a lot of North African friends when I when I sold cars there was a Moroccan guy uh, two Nigerians two Somalians uh, I said uh, Nigeria um, and there was another one and they would tell me awful stories my Russian friend literally told me about raping women okay like, like he told me that la uh, sort of laughing I wouldn't say it was rape. It was more like really taking advantage of a very drunk woman. And I, I was disgusted by that until I spoke to my Moroccan friend. And he explained to me <clears throat> that if you see a good-looking woman, you just walk up to her and take her. Do whatever you want. You grab her breast, like feel her up. And she'll, he, he says, she screams. She says, no, no, no. And you say, you better do what I say or I'll tell your brother you're a whore. And then she do what you say. And it's like... Well, what the fuck? That's Morocco. That's one of the the, the most forward facing uh, of the of the Middle Eastern Arab countries. And North that Africa. shit goes on in the U.S. military over there all the time. There Wait, are rapes no, 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 constantly. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, We're not talking about that. We're talking about real quick to interject. There is a there, and I'm trying to be real middle of the road here because mm -hmm. I see two sides battling at it. But there is a huge difference between a cultural accepted norm, for example, like in Islam. And then not all Muslims practice this, obviously. It's silly right, that I have right. to preface this. You know, most people, everybody knows this. But, you know, there's a, an accepted belief there that, hey, if a woman is raped, you know, you can be killed. You can be executed for being raped. That's horrific. If, if a woman is raped and she wants to come forward about it, it's the man's word versus the woman's word. And you have to get, like, multiple women to equal up to a man's word. And it's like, it's set up to, 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 to discriminate against women. 
to be or, to be or, bad to women. It's not fair. So you shouldn't accept their refugees because the yes. home country is sexist? Yes. No, I, I no, know. that was an argument to the point. That was an argument to the point of your Maybe they're escaping that, that bullshit. I'm no. They're trying refugees. to avoid being raped by moving it, to America. God well, yeah. damn! Wait, we're single women. We we could take them in. We could Kyle. Hold on, real quick, real quick. Let me get in. So the, the, I was talking about the comparison you made to the U.S. military. I'm saying that there's a difference between it being tacitly accepted in certain areas, and if it does happen in the U.S. military, and it does, it's, it's seen as a bad thing. Every, nobody looks at that and goes, well, you know, rape in this situation, let's, let's look at all the angles. It's like, no, that's disgusting and evil. Like, no one is, no one is making excuse, or no one with any repute is making excuses for those people, is my point. That, I was just talking about the comparison. Between I, I agree. I just I'm saying my point is just because they legalize it and we do it illegally doesn't make us any different. It does. Uh, it, it does. It does. It does absolutely. Uh, it means that for them, it, it, it's going to be much more common if it's legal and there are areas specifically built into the law to allow you to get away with it. And the religion supports it not more than in every single Muslim country, or are we just talking about specific 90, Muslim countries? Let's go with ninety percent. I, I feel like that's a fair number. Ninety percent. We're going to research this after to find out if that math is accurate. I feel like I'm in already statistics. They're widely regarded. Ninety so percent of Muslim countries are okay with rape. Oh yeah. Is that so, Jeremy, here's well, the thing. Well, let, rape let me, of a woman let me jump in. I've been waiting my, my turn. Correctly in their eyes, I guarantee it. I guarantee that if you if you poll ninety percent of these uh, these countries, they, you'll get more than more more men will say than don't say that if a woman is dressing uh, is scantily clad, she's out by herself, it's dark, then yeah, it's perfectly okay to to assault her. I, I mean, I really it. don't I think any of us qualified to talk about this bullshit. Oh, that doesn't stop us. You guys are making some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 that doesn't stop us at all. That doesn't even slow us down, yeah. Jeremy. So we do. <laughs> So I have qualifications speak for themselves. I've got somebody in my extended circle who is Muslim and he is very homophobic. Right. And he's like, you know, it's not that I'm scared of him. I just like I don't I would never want them to be like hitting on me. You know, like like, one dude of millions. Right. Anecdotal. I'll grant you. I don't know any. But lots of homophobic Christians, too. But they're not all. homophobic. I hear you. But yes, but they don't normally like start. Look, the the Christians have had uh, the look. I'm not a Christian. I, I'll, I'll say that. I think that uh, I think that you're looking at an inherently different situation, though, if you compare the Quran to the even just the Old Testament. Like, I mean, just if you if you do like a keyword search, like you'll just find a lot more violence and a lot more. Hey, if they do this, cut their head off. If they do that, cut their head off in the in the Quran than you will in the Bible. But well, on there that, is that note, there is that in the Bible as well. But it's just a matter of what groups are still. But are that. we judging modern religions on what, like, hundreds... You think, uh, you think modern Islam is a modern religion, though? It seems pretty old school to me. Well, I'm just saying, if you're going to judge Islam this way, you need to judge Christianity this way. I yeah, do. Yeah. Christianity is a terrible thing. Way. We should outlaw that, too. We, we shouldn't be allowing any more Christians to come into this country, either. Keep them out, too. Well, okay. Now you have completely... Like, I was five minutes away from just saying I loved you guys, you're all awesome, and killing this podcast, <laughs> and now I have to shake your hand. Because you're not wrong there. I I just wish you'd said that earlier so we hadn't argued for There's 30 minutes. There's lots of groups I don't I said, like. You're going to find that, that out everyone. about me. <laughs> I mean, I am more in favor of a keep everyone out of America ban than I am a keep Muslims out of America ban. Yes. Uh, look, yeah. look. the way I feel about that is honestly this. I feel like America is totally. the, uh, the best team in the NFL, right? I feel like that's what we do. <laughs> we are. Some, someone tell me who the best team is if, if, if it's not us. Who's best at fucking playing football? I'm not talking about football. I'm metaphorically speaking. <laughs> who, it, the world is the NFL. 
we're the best. We're the best of the best. You tell me who's better. Tell me whose defense or offense is better than us. Whose special teams Somebody's is better. Somebody's going to say China, started. but carry on. Don't even get started. Oh, they just got a big roster. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> they have a very deep roster. Yeah. Look, a lot of depth on The only China. people we should be bringing in here, we should treat this country like it's an NFL team. Don't be bringing in a bunch of fifth, sixth round draft picks. Hmm. You bring me fucking... We we got the bet. We should have the best picks. We should be able to make the best trade deals. Get those guys who excel at STEM. Get the get yeah. I agree. Those guys. Yeah. It's just that I'm related to people who are scrubs that would never be led onto the team, and I can't. <laughs> Look, I am too. We all are. The world needs for ditch all diggers time. too. The yeah. world needs ditch diggers too. And there's there's nothing wrong with a menial labor job, a physical job. Uh, there are so many people working white collar jobs that hate it day in and day off and uh, day in and day out and literally blow their brains out, literally commit suicide because they hate their jobs so much. And then there's some cowboy out there busting his ass with calluses on his hands, goes to sleep every night like a baby because he loves what he's doing. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't want any Syrian cattle farmers. We got enough cowboys over here as it is. We don't need any Syrian cowboys riding their camels and raping our women. I will make no comment on that whatsoever. <laughs> So, it is time for, a, uh, for an ad breed, I, I think. You guys, I figured it out. I've discovered the key to an amazing shave. It's simple. That's exactly what DollarShaveClub.com does and why I'm a proud member, like millions of others. DollarShaveClub.com slash PKA delivers amazing razors right to my door for one-third of the price of what those uh, greedy razor corporations charge. Both my wallet and my face finally feel better, feel some relief. Joining DollarShaveClub.com means you can afford to shave with a fresh blade anytime you want, which feels fantastic. And for the smoothest shave ever... Use the Fresh Dollar Shave Club blade uh, with their Dr. Carver Shave Butter. We've talked about that a lot. It's clear. It's not all, like, foamy. You can see what you're cutting mm -hmm. with that razor blade around your genitals. It just makes sense. It's not your average shave cream. Good stuff. High-quality ingredients, and you feel uh, soft, smooth, and moisturized afterwards. Your blade's just going to glide gently across your skin with this stuff. So if you want the most amazing shave possible, take it from me. Use a Fresh Dollar Shave Club blade and Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. Two reasons to join DollarShaveClub.com slash PKA today. And while I'm at it, I'm going to tell you about ScoreBig. Tell me. Well, see, the problem with ScoreBig is that it says ScoreBig, but it's really Ring.com. So instead of ScoreBig, I'm going to tell you about Helix Sleep right now. <laughs> you spend a third of your life asleep. <laughs> Why cut corners when it comes to this area of your life with a mattress that isn't getting the job done? You could be sleeping on a mattress that makes, uh, makes the other two-thirds of your life all the better because of the amazing night's sleep you're getting. Helix Sleep mattresses are, uh, are here to do just that for you at helixsleep.com slash PKA. That is where, where you need to go to get started uh, getting a better, better night's sleep. Helix captures the, your information in a simple questionnaire. Questions include height, weight, sleeping style, and firmness uh, preference. Based on your responses, Helix creates your sleep profile. Step two, Helix takes your responses and runs them through their proprietary technology, which is based on laboratory sleep research and 3D human body, body modeling. The result is a mattress optimized across four key performance mattress metrics this is a high-tech mattress feel support point elasticity and temperature regulation that's what they care about over there they make your personalized mattress to order from the highest quality materials at uh, at their u.s based manufacturer all made in the usa not getting a chinese mattress out of this you get that you get trash and all kinds of things stuffed in there you see what the chinese do to their mattresses mm -hmm. compress it they compress it they ship it in a box that's much smaller than you would imagine uh directly to your doorstep. You don't have to go and deal with the mattress Nazis at the store or anything, sleeping on a, laying on a bunch of mattresses that everybody else has, getting lice. That happened to me. The composition of every custom mattress suited to you and your dimensions is constructed with Dunlop latex, polyfoam, and one-and-a-half-inch steel forged micro-coils. On the outside, each mattress is protected by a polyester core, uh, excuse me, cover, 
designed to be comfortable, breathable, and sleek. So head on over to helixsleep.com slash pka today and get started uh, getting a better night's sleep. That's helixsleep.com slash pka to save $50. Nice, Kyle. Double read. You did a great job there. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know what? We don't need any more ad readers coming into the country. <laughs> you got that covered. You got that cornered. Wait, uh, is Jeremy so I'm here? Thinking is that just this here, is when Jeremy? the Predators start their comeback right here, right now. Well, Jeremy. if it's not here, it's not happening. Jeremy, how come you're not in front of your camera? Your, your camera finally yeah, came back. Oh, you see him? Yeah, I see him. He's right there. I just see his camera by itself. I, I just I see his right the same place there. the entire yeah, time. He, It'll work he is itself out right somehow. There. Yeah, I can see him fine, but. Oh, God, I really, I didn't think about this b before the fucking series when I was telling Chiz that I didn't care who won that much, but God, I want Nashville to win now, or I'm going to be watching games starting at 10 p.m. <laughs> well, if they're going to win, horseshit. they need to do some something big, like, soon. I suggest They need scoring. a goal before the end of this period. They need I agree with that. I would pr appreciate two goals before the end of this period. Hmm. That is yeah. a better plan than mine, which was just one goal. <laughs> Come on, James <laughs> Neal. Oh, just bigger than one. <laughs> Um, oh, so I, did, has anyone seen 60 Days In? Is that what it's called? Someone uh, help me with no, that. No, I haven't heard of it. Shucks, I just need a few seconds. Is it a show? Is it a documentary? 60 Days In, okay, I have it right. All right, it's a show on a &E. oh. You can watch it on their website for free. Um, they, just, they just allow you to stream it off their website. And basically, these people, innocent people, agree to be locked up in jail for 60 days. Because <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> no, well, they get paid, but the um. So there was a sheriff who was like he was bad. He was corrupt. I think the sheriff himself got convicted of something or other. I forget the details. And a new sheriff was voted in, and he's cleaning it up. And apparently, he's made a lot of good progress. But one of the things he does to clean it up is he has this program where regular people, like Marines, people who want to be police officers someday, uh, teachers, social workers. They, uh, they go to the jail, and they literally just exist as inmates for 60 days. What's the pay? They don't tell us. All yeah. right, so that's a good question. Please continue if you have more to cover. I've but got I a little a... more. It's, it's good. So what it is is it seems like – oh, oh and, and no one knows that they're um, people aside from the sheriff and the captain. right? And now, the cameraman. So well, the other prisoners think they're regular prisoners. Exactly. And How do they keep the, someone from getting shivved? Most of the prison yeah. guards think they're regular prisoners. Some don't. But, that you know, sounds like, insane. This is nonsense. Why would you sign I'll, up for this? It's scary. The money. Um, now, they have some, like, escape plans. Like, if you think that things Such are starting to boil over, you can say, like, oh, I really miss hot coffee. And that, uh -huh. like, sounds the alarms. People the, are like, holy shit. Yeah, usually in prison, there's the a very slow is, is... build, like a roller coaster, up to where it gets out of control. You know? Where it's, there uh, there, you know? there kind of is, actually. Um, like, I don't know. I've never been. <laughs> I haven't been either, but I've watched the show. And you can see, like, other prisoners are talking about you. And they're like, you know, dude, that guy's fucked up. I don't believe him anymore. You know, like, like you can see that you're growing unpopular. And... Uh, um, you know, you, you can say that, or, and the, the, I think she is joining the conversation, but the, the towel around your neck, like if you walk with the towel around, there was like a, a thing they were supposed to do. I don't know if it was this or what the scoop was, but if you put maybe your towel over your head, but if you walk around like that on camera, that's another way, uh, of signaling that, that you want out, that you're afraid. This and better be a ton of money that they're making. I don't because think this, it is. Uh -uh. Man, like this is, this could so quickly 
just turn into the most traumatic thing and just ruin your life? Just Seriously. getting gang raped or something, or just the shit kicked out of you and stabbed she with a in the whole way. Brush. Yeah, like man, yeah. this is such a high risk like, like, for one of the guys. A, a fear factor level reward. Some of the people are doing <laughs> terrible. There's one guy. He's a teacher. And he's like, look, I work two jobs. And I want to be like, fuck off. Like, one of them is a summer job. Don't act like you work two jobs, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, he should just say, I do two different things. Right? Yeah, you get all summer off. Stop it. When my one job stops, I start another. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't take the whole summer off. It's the hardest thing. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off track. The, uh, uh, he's like, oh, I work two jobs. There. I can't wait to get <laughs> into prison. I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to, he kept talking about stretching his toes. Apparently this guy's toes are in dire need of stretching because he mentioned it at least six times. How he was going to lay down and stretch his toes and how it was no problem for him whatsoever. And then, uh, he gets in there and he just immediately doesn't jive with the other prisoners. And uh, if you're, like me at all you watch the whole thing wondering how you would do like how was would he you going fit through, in? like a red sharpie on the stall walls and correcting graffiti and telling people <laughs> that he man, just like crying like the fat man on Shawshank on the first night. That's, they, that's me. They roll oh, in there that, yes. with this Perfect. mat, right? So you, you walk in with a mat and you sort of unroll it onto a bunk. And uh, he didn't get a bunk. He just sort of got a spot on the floor. And <laughs> he lays out on the floor. He puts his feet on... Um, I don't know. In my high school, we had these cafeteria tables that kind of folded up. And uh, he puts yeah. his feet on like the chair portion of a cafeteria table. And uh, and he's like, oh, this is great. Like your life is so much harder than being a prisoner. And uh, all the prisoners are like, what the fuck is with this guy? They all think he's a cop. Um, so think about the way he holds himself. Doesn't it, it makes him not belong there. Yeah. You can't yeah. just hang out in prison acting like, you know, you're out of this in 20 days. Like, yeah. oh, you rubes are you in here. Oh, you front. actually killed someone? Well, there's I'm going to make ways. 30 grand. Yeah. There, there, there's two attitudes that you have in prison. One is downtrodden and depressed. You should be just, like, fucking, like, just looking at the ground and just fucking lots of shaking your head. And it, it, When someone looks at you, you visually look like you're thinking back about what you did and going, fucking stupid. You should have known better. Fucking, because cameras. Everyone has cameras. And then there's, like, the hard-ass guy who's like, this isn't my first time, man. I've been here. That, that's my old CL over there. I raped three guys in there. You know, I, I think I, I would... Oh, the confident rapist. Yeah, I'm <laughs> to say, I, I, I would not like this. I don't deal with discomfort well. I mean, these, these B&Bs that are a little I below my standards irk me, you know? Um, I was thinking a, among my friends how different people would do. I think I'd do very poorly. Uh, people like, like Chiz was like, Woody's got that MMA training. I'm not sure how far that goes. You know, one, some of these fellows are very large and, and that's an issue. Some not of them are very large while simultaneously being very young and very strong, right? That's a tough nut to crack. And they all have yes. more friends than you. In and, and that's the other thing. So I used to train and there were these prison guards and you guys have heard the stories, but, uh, one of the takeaways I had is it's not like they set up very many one V one fair fights in an open area with mats, right? That's not how this goes down. It's surprising attack punches in the back of the head uh, a lock in a sock was the thing that they pointed out all the time ah i remember um, i told you that about that years ago with my uncle terry's story about how he talked about the lock in the sock okay yeah the, dude i swear the prison guard like said the really same thing fucked up dr seuss book <laughs> <laughs> it was it uh, was like a real fucked a lock up in dr. The sock, seuss book. i'll give you a smock <laughs> so <laughs> and uh, 25 right now so if you don't open your ass and let me give you a fuck 
<laughs> so <laughs> let's assume that any training I've had is completely worthless. And then, like, a- after that, it's, just, it's about getting along and fitting in. And I was thinking to myself, although I'm starting to roll back on that a bit, I'm like, Kyle's really good at fitting in everywhere. Like, uh, you see him in Boston, and he fits in fine amongst all those city folk. You see him in Georgia, and he fits in all those fine amongst the, the hickiest of hicks. And, and Kyle will just, you know, oh, yeah, slow it down, talk, perfect fit. And I'm like, there's no reason to think that he can't do felon just as well as he's done no, everything else. Black people like me. Black people like do. me. And, no. uh, and, and I don't think I'm taking too big of a step to say that it's probably going to be a large population of black people uh, in jail. Um, so I, I think I'd be okay as far as that. I, think I don't think I'd get in any really trouble. big Aryan guy is going to think you're real cute right off the bat. You know, there's going to be some 6'8 guy with 10 This isn't swastikas. federal penitentiary. This is, this is fucking and... county lockup. Oh, okay. He's right that's... about that. It's well, yeah, I really built this up into something. that. So this guy's just really hanging out in a room with everybody who got too drunk walking around the city. It's my understanding that the federal stuff is not as bad. That it's tightly regulated and they kind of have their act together and it's jail that's loosely regulated and ugly stuff happens. I didn't know. Well, I don't know if it's... And, and... It, it, I think it would go two different ways. Either one, I, I make some friends and I'm able to like... I have that little spark during a conversation that I'm imaginarily having with some scary guys and I make mm-hmm. them laugh. If I can ever get on their good be side the and be like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that funny white boy over there. He's great. Yeah, he tells me all kind of stories. Like if that I could be that guy... To, yeah. That would if have I could to be, be like your dancing monkey for sixty days, yeah. and I like make you guys laugh, see some real <laughs> knee slappers. Um, that'd be great. But I feel like if I go in there and I like, and I'm like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he's just like, D-, "But like, that's it for him. That's all I had to say to piss him off." He's like, "Why are you talking to me? You trying to fuck me? You trying to get one over on me?" And I'm like, "Oh shit! I picked Crazy Pete. I picked Crazy Pete. He's the one I try to warm up to. He's the fucking." maniac over there in the corner like whittling his, his his toothbrush into a stabbing weapon that's the guy i picked up for friend but i think if you make friends you're good if you don't you're not right that's how life is dude i would just get, yeah. I, I feel like at one point i'd tell someone he has to consider the context in which that was said and they'd be like you know you talk like a bitch yeah and, <laughs> you know and and i would just be done yeah yeah, yeah you'd yeah. have to you'd either have that, to be like really funny and hope that they appreciate your high stakes stand-up or <laughs> You know, hey, you better really like, knock him dead out there, break a leg, you know, make him laugh or you're going to get raped. What if you just walk out or there? Or you have on, to like, act like... totally crazy. Like, just randomly, as soon as you walk in, just, like, sit in the corner and don't move. Like, you have to really commit to this. Just, like, sit in the corner and just look at it for, like, five hours, randomly laughing, just bursting out. Like, that That might be a good approach, because then they might, or you, you loudly announce your HIV. <laughs> loudly. <laughs> You know, or Hep C. You know, God, this Hep C is really, do we, really bad. When do we today. get our HIV medicine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to be The guy looks at you like he's retarded and he's got AIDS. Let's let's not fuck with that guy. Like like like, worst thing we could do is hit him and, and a retarded woman came in. Yeah, yeah. A retarded woman yeah. comes in. How'd you in. get AIDS? Last time I was in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, a woman comes in and she's I got not. Nothing to lose. <laughs> that's a that's a good sp- sling blade impression. Yeah, they do it. Constantly. I like mustard on my biscuits. Oh my mm-hmm. <laughs> Close enough. This Close is enough. Fucking sling blade. I wish I could deliver an electric shock every time you guys did you cut to sling blade. Impression. You really hate it. Oh, hate it's it. the worst, and the movie's not even that good. The movie's great. That's Jeremy, not true. Please help me out here. Oh God, we have. Six. How do I help you? 
Uh, he, is he Sling Blade a great Blade's movie or just good. a normal average movie? I didn't say not any good. I said not that good. Yeah, I'm sort of on your side there, Woody. I mean, I think it was great, but overly praised. It's yeah. uh, well, well, hang on, rewind. Overrated. Was it great or was it overly praised? I'm widely regarded for my um, like you know movie critiques and TV show critiques around here. They, I'm top dog. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm willing to believe that, and uh, especially because I agree with you in this point, and mm-hmm. uh, consider myself a top dog movie TV reviewer. Uh, uh, it's it's fantastic. It's John a vehicle Fitter. for Billy Bob Thornton, and um, that's really all it is. I don't you think, think it's John memorable. Ritter's performance was very strong. No, in fact, they almost named John Ritter as well. I thought he was fantastic, um, but it's an acting piece. The performances hold up better than the overall film does. I think that's because you're not from the South. There, there's so many. Um, so, so they really hit the nail on the head uh, with a lot Nashville of the likes. For like 20 years. What does it mean really? when the guy I mean, types "bump" a hundred times over here in the oh, chat? What the fuck is going so on that, with that? That's shit? so that if we actually we share this screen with our dead. viewers at any point, that anything that's written in that chat won't be shared so with them. It becomes sometimes private. Yeah, sometimes there's personal see. information there, credit card information, addresses, etc. He's just trying know. to move the chat up further. Yeah. Well, I'm a real big fan of There was nothing uh, even that. particularly private. I'm sorry to cut you off, Kyle. I just I do know. it a lot. You've I think that Billy Bob Thornton did a better job than Tom Hanks did at uh, playing a mentally handicapped man. I, I, well, I, I, and I, I love Forrest Gump. I think it's one of the best movies ever. It, but but it's it's. Well, I don't know if it's one of the well, best I love Forrest Gump, and I don't think it's one of the best movies yeah, ever. Not. Right? I, I, I immediately took that back, yeah. Forrest Gump is overrated. Absolutely. I really sure. enjoy that movie. And sometimes over time, I forget how much I liked it, and I'll catch it again and be like, you know what? That Yeah. It's got a vibe to it, a hope. A f- uh, I think you can enjoy the hell out of that movie without giving it more credence than it deserves. I mean, Jesus, it's a good movie. It's not like The Godfather. No, it's not yeah. like The Godfather, but it's very... Hey, uh, that's a good question. Did you see the uh, the thing HBO... made? I think HBO did, where they combined The Godfather into yeah, one... Like, I was watching that today. That's really good, I, I, or at least I thought it was. I mean, I'd I rather watch it chronologically, and, and I'm not always that way. For instance, with Deadpool, I've really appreciated the way they shot and showed you the flashbacks out of order. I thought that really supported the current story they were trying to tell i think flashbacks can be crucial but man i got such a kick out of the godfather in chronological edit i don't know if i can ever watch it any other way um, i keep reading so people good. say people have said oh but it ruins the, fe- the it ruins this about the film it ruins that about the film and i'm like no it makes this film very easy to like yeah. get your head wrapped around what's going and where the story's going and then then now that you're not thinking all the time and trying to do math equations to figure out who's who and why people are doing what they're doing, yep. you're like, you can appreciate the performances. You can appreciate yep. the, uh, um, the way those scenes are set up, the, the camera work. The, it, it, there's so many cool... I, I've, I've watched a documentary, I think, of, or, or at least some YouTube videos about The Godfather. I'm a big fan. I, I like it a lot. Well, um, I mean, I think the first two movies are great, but I would rather watch them chronologically than the way they were originally released. Agreed. Because I feel like it gives me better understanding of what's going on, better Superior. character understanding of why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, like, all the De Niro shit, I think, plays way better chronologically than it does yeah. in flashbacks. So, um, I think it's genius. I love it. So, is yeah. this, like, one long, like, ten-hour movie or something with all three uh, movies in there? eight hours long, oh, yeah. it eight? So, are they shit. editing stuff out of the movie, too, to make it... No, like, they just... They, is it, it just reorganizing it? Yeah, it's reorganizing the three movies into chronological flow. That's literally all it is. Uh, 
I'll have to check that out because that is annoying with The Godfather. Because you spend oh, so much yeah. time trying to figure out what the fuck each mumbling Italian is saying that you yeah. don't actually follow it. You know? Like, yeah. I care so much more about the old Godfather in the first movie now that I have the understanding of the young Godfather from the second movie. The first yeah. time I saw the Godfather, I was like, okay, he's the boss, whatever, whatever. But after having seen the second movie, the first movie makes much more sense. And so chronologically, I think it's, it's a total no-brainer. Makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I uh, I really like that. I I've got uh I saw that come on HBO and I, I think I heard Howard Stern talking about it and I, I went home and watched it immediately. Well, you don't watch that immediately. I started watching that. I, I How long is it? it out over is it like four hours. Uh, about like half a Civ game. Half a Civ um, game. It's yeah. literally it's, it's a full Civ game long. It's a full Civ game long. Um, you need to break it up into like four viewings unless you've got tons of free time. But uh, but I thought it was very good and it, it's an improvement over what was there before i thought yeah, or at I, least a really good thing to watch like if you've already seen the 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 films in their the way uh, uh coppola intended um then this is nice to see it this way now because i'm i know the story i know the characters but now to see it this way i'm it it, it just felt new and fresh and, yep. and nice i liked it yeah agreed mm-hmm. i have an ama question sounds like we're at a pause yeah. oh yeah uh who are your personal favorite creators to watch on YouTube if you get a chance to do so. Furthermore, what is your preferred genre to watch on YouTube if you're just looking for entertainment on the site? Love yeah. to know who, what you three watch, plus potential guests that even says that have his preferences. So, um, no bullshit, all bullshit aside, I watch all the cinema sins. Um, uh, I watch the ones about the movies I love, and I even, even more often do I watch the ones about the movies I hate. Um, uh, I find you are very gracious to say so. I find that our tastes in movies are, are aligned pretty well. Um, you, usually when you say, it's very rare that you're like, eh, what the fuck is this? What is this going on here? And I'm like, well, actually, that was a pretty good moment. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, what the fuck was that? God damn it, Peter Jackson. You don't watch your own movies? You know, I'm, I'm with you. I, and so I really like your content. And it, it is what I'm watching right now most um, regularly. Uh, most regularly and uh, loyally. Uh, but I also like to, to get on and go deep into YouTube and find weird stuff. Um, the Hydraulic Press guy's already gotten old to me, I think, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm trying to think what else I watch. Man, Kyle, oh, if I'm being honest, I used to write for RealSEO.com, a website that talks about news and tips and tricks for video marketing. This was before, before CinemaSins. But I, I, I used to write articles that included your videos, man. And... <laughs> To be on the other side of it now where I'm sort of like like you, like I'm like a creator that has lots of fans. It's insane. And then I'm on your freaking podcast. It's even crazier. Um, but and then you find out I'm a bigot and you're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's I'm so just, hard I'm to just be ignoring the whole Trump debate. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there's a YouTube channel that I always try and promote when I can. And I'd like to hear if you'd let me. And it's one a4 studio they do 60 second hand-drawn animation recaps of movies so the matrix in 60 seconds or the or back to the future in 60 seconds or um star those. wars force awakens in 60 seconds i like those and lots. they have like sims like audio where the characters they draw are like blah, 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 blah. they don't say real words they just kind of emote through noises and they they only have like ninety thousand subscribers. It's criminal how undersubscribed these guys are because their talent is out the ass. And I, I just can't go one moment without mentioning them, if you'll allow me. I really think all you guys would enjoy them. 
if they're as no, good I as you say, I guarantee they explode. Oh like, yeah, it, it just mean, happens. It, like it, the, how popular are on YouTube has a lot to do with how many videos you make and how good they are. Yeah, you know, a lot of people want to discount all these successful people as like not actually doing a good thing. But no, man, like making good videos and making them on a regular basis, you'll explode. It, yeah, it'll, that, it'll catch that you. consistency matters a lot, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys will all agree with I that. I like how it should have ended. I like anything about movies and film. Uh, I really like how it should have ended. Um, I was watching someone's video the other day, and they were breaking down um, the science of how um, a scene in The Godfather was shot. Yeah, and the, I saw that. They were, they were talking about the, the scene where... Michael's sister and her beau are asking for permission to marry, and, and they talk about the, how that was framed and, and, and what it means and everything, and I liked that a lot, because yeah. I had noticed that, but I certainly never like, thought about it. Like, like, I knew yeah. that, like, well, it's just Michael and her talking now. They just, he just put his ass to that other guy like he wasn't even there, but I, I never like, really dissected it the way that video did, and I liked that a lot. So I like anything about film anything that teaches me a little bit more about movies. And lately, it's a little embarrassing, but I've been watching a lot of uh, 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 com Company of Heroes tutorials so I can become better at uh, this video game I've been obsessed with. <laughs> Taylor, yeah. what about you? Favorite genre? Uh, and people. Not if as you're specific as anything. Kyle's. I like uh, animals fighting each other. <laughs> um, Animals fighting each other. I've seen every video on the internet of animals That's fighting great. each other. If you send me one within one second, I will tell you. I, I know exactly how this ends. The grizzly bear ends up being a bitch and never actually throws a swipe. Uh, so I and, and that is like it's like panning for gold, <laughs> looking for animal fighting videos on the internet because so many assholes will put like grizzly bear versus you know gorilla, and then it's just like two bad pictures photoshopped together in a still shot, and it's like some montage song behind it from 2002, and it's just fucking horrible, but animals fighting is huge. I watch a lot of hockey highlights, and uh, that really might might be it. I like, um, yeah, that's, that's most of it. I've watched a couple tutorial videos for Company of Heroes, but that's not one of my standard things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to good think now. of other genres. I, I like the film stuff too, but I'm not nearly as into that as Kyle. Um, not nearly as much as a buff. Have you seen this UFC in Australia one? Yes, I have. It's too. Yes. It's too fighting. Yeah, gosh darn it! I thought I'd get a new one. And they're not even. I think they're playfully wrestling. I um, think they're fighting. Koalas are mean. So koalas are I've always eating that, that eucalyptus, mm -hmm. and uh, those eucalyptus leaves like get like high. get them high. They're, they're all so if you ever see a koala in the wild he is fucked up he is so high right now because they are always high <laughs> and they get angry and they got like you think of koalas it's like oh look at this fucking natural life teddy bear no they got really serious claws and teeth and stuff they'll fuck you up so yeah, yeah when they fight like they they're all high wrestling on the ground but they mean it. it's it's like a mean house cat like it's not gonna <laughs> kill you but if it's mad it can it can do some damage you know like you can underestimate it, but Jeremy, yeah, they're all crazy. You want to go next? Your favorite genres? Who you've been watching lately? Aside from one A four. Are you talking to Jeremy? Yes, did I say it wrong? Jeremy got up. Uh, oh, he, did he? I think he went to the bathroom. It, yeah, on my screen, Woody, he's see... still there. Yeah. And he oh, you can very see the still. same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see the same as you. Oh, that's so funny. I think I'm the only one with real time Jeremy. Well, while he's so gone, I feel like date. this is a good time to interject my Company of Heroes talk because I don't want to bore him with that because I'm I don't even know if he likes video games. I've been playing a lot of Company of Heroes. I can beat I can beat it on hard uh, now. Really? Yeah. So you're 
really trending up fast. I haven't been yeah. able to play recently as much. Been too busy, but you've been putting in the hours. I've been practicing a lot. I, now that I've got this laptop here that I'm doing this podcast through, I'll uh, I'll be like with my girlfriend. Like normally, like my girlfriend and I watch TV and hang out together, and then if I want to go play, I've got to go downstairs to my gaming PC, and we're really separated. And she doesn't like that if I'm doing it all day or all night or something like that. But with this, I can just kind of chill with her and put it in my lap and play and talk to her as I play and kind of teach her how to play as I go. And uh, I've been playing lots of single player against um, like all the different opponents. The Americans really do suck, by the way. I can beat really? the Americans on like normal difficulty with with one hand tied behind my back, but if I switch it to like Germans, it's like oh shit, buckle in. Uh, the Germans really are just better. Um, but I've definitely gotten better at the game, just learning unit composition and how what units to build and how to control the map. Um, so, are I, you building your own strategy from it, or are you watching and kind of being like, okay, I see you start out with two platoons of this, and then you I'm make an anti-tank. No, I, I, I watch some of those videos, but with that game, it seems like it's so situational and reactive and or, and or preemptive that what someone else does might work, but never in your scenario. It's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's very situational, so one game you might need to build four conscripts at, at the beginning of the game and just that. But another game, you, you need to immediately build that infantry campagna building or whatever and like crank out a couple of MGs or something like that. It just depends what the enemy is doing, who he's playing, and uh, what, what, uh, what commanders he picks. The commanders are the way to go. I, I learned more about the commanders. That's basically like, like your class setup in Call of Duty. Before, I was just like, I don't know, I'll pick the guy with the mustache. But now that I know a little more about it, those guys really shape how, you're, uh, how you play the game. So yeah, digging so that. Who are you best with now? Is this a new game? Germany. Or, excuse me, uh, Soviets. How old is this Soviets game? Sure. Um, Way newer than Age of Mythology. I don't came exactly out last know year. how. Last year? Who? Maybe, the, yeah, 15. In the fall of last year it came out. It's a very good game. It's an hey, RTS. a game that people maybe are interested in because it's new and coming out. Did you guys see the new Civ 6 trailer? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm fucking disappointed. I don't know what happened to their graphics. I don't know what they're doing. And why all the colors are in pastels. Um, are I like joking? a lot of changes. There. No, I'm not joking. It looks like shit. Uh, it looks like a mobile game, um, but all the changes that they've made uh, to the gameplay. Did we play, see really, something different? I, I haven't even watched it. I'm gonna look this I up. I went to the website and and I and I, on Forbes and uh, yeah, I saw the article on Forbes and um, I think it was Forbes. The and, one uh, I saw was different. Like it, it, there was no gameplay in it. It was just like some heads floating over, look like like a hand drawn. Yeah, timeline. that's the one I saw. I saw screenshots of the game and it didn't look good at all. It looked ve- it looked like a step down from from Civ Five. What I do like is their changes to the gameplay, uh, the unit stacking. You'll be able to do things like combining yeah. two different units together to make some new squad that's better at a thing. Um, you know, so you can have multiple units on a tile technically, but it's not those stacks of doom that they talk about from Civ Three or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, cities now are very expansive. Instead of being on one tile, they'll take up multiple tiles. There will be districts to your city. The, the you know a library district might be added to up your science yield. And then the really cool thing that's sort of a situational thing, it never really made sense for the Egyptians who were like in a desert somewhere to, re- to be able to research sailing quite as fast as um, the Japanese who are a coastal uh, civilization. And so now that comes into play. If you're a coastal civilization, you'll learn how to sail faster than the Egyptians will. How- and-, and another thing... Um, That'll be a challenge wonders- to balance. It-, it could be, yeah. And the... Um, it won't be significant, I don't think. It's just stuff going on in the back end, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Um, this but Civ I, Six trailer looks like a, the movie that would be playing on repeat on like a little TV at a museum. 
just the <laughs> same footage, like zooming in. Oh, there's Paris. Oh, there's a war footage. Like, yeah, there was over nothing halfway in the through it, and I haven't seen anything from the game yet. All I, I saw there from the is nothing from the game. Yeah, there's nothing oh. there. It's just the screenshots on the uh, from that article that I saw, and uh, and I don't know. I I'm sure it'll be good, but here, but my people honest seem opinion to is like this. the trailer, Kyle, but it's not, it doesn't show any gameplay. Yeah, and they don't know. They, I don't care who those people are. I guess are. it's like, an what, announcement trailer. Those though. people mm -hmm. are like those fucking assholes that play COD every year and love it, and they're like, oh, I can't wait for the new COD. We're gonna play the new single player. Can you see? We get to be Ghost Unlockable. At, the, the, there's a new money $100 bill camo. They're the people who are still obsessed with that shit when, when you and I are just like, I'd like some good gameplay. You know, mm -hmm. like, like I'd like good mechanics to the game. I'd like a new innovative strategy. Um, I like a lot of the things about Civ, but I think you're going to have to wait till the modders make it look good. You're going to have to wait mm. for some texture mods. Uh, you know, it'll be three or four months after the game's released before it's looking the way it should because some fucking 17-year-old will have to do the work for free that's, that the Sid Meier's team should be bothered with. <laughs> that's the truth. That's 100% the truth. And it's not, the, it's not a new thing. It's been, it, it always happens. Somebody like said, like, I wonder if they'll continue the tradition of being incredibly buggy in multiplayer. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it was a tweet. It got popular. Um, but yeah, the, it, I mean, I'm not a Civ expert work. anymore, but the, the multiplayer is typically wildly buggy. And even now, it seems like one connection hiccup and your six-hour game is just gone. I've become a bit of an expert at recovering games. You had to, you have to, if you're going to play that, you know, mm -hmm. a game like that regularly. Um, but still, you know, it's a buggy situation. It's best played with smaller groups of people, as in one or two. Uh, when you get to six people in the game, it's a real crapshoot. I don't think I've ever, ever, ever played a game of Civ with six people in it that went the distance. Have you, Chiz? I'll, I'll allow you to chime in just this once. <laughs> it just never. He said no. It never happens because there, there's always uh, an issue with the game. The game will freeze. It'll lock up, uh, be be unresponsive, or you'll just lose progress. So how does this here's game to have hope an audience if every because. six player game doesn't work? Yeah. Well, most people play single player. The single player is so immersive and time consuming, um, and you know you can you can play a one v one against an AI, or you can play dozens of AI and many scenarios and uh, and situational stuff that you can do. But Chiz and I love it for the multiplayer. We play that uh, NQ mod that, that Filthy Robot and, and those guys play. Or not lately or anything, but that's what we were into and what I would be into if I were playing right now. It's a very tricked-out version of multiplayer that cuts all the bullshit out, adds a lot of stuff that's fundamentally correct that, you, that should have been there to begin with, and uh, makes the game a lot more fun. That's how I like to play the game. I'm looking forward to Civ 6, though, because Civ 5 is probably the game I've spent only second to COD 4 probably the most time in, in Civ. Wow. wow, I didn't expect that's that. That's a lot of time. Yeah, I thought that oh. one of the other CODs would, would compete. You know, you know, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, got, like, I, got, 10, I got 10 or 15 days in my own career, too. I was thinking this uh, while, while we're talking about COD. So uh, a lot of us discovered COD and COD 4, right? A lot of us are kind of old school. But Modern Warfare, 2, Modern Warfare 2 broke the sales records, right? And I think the highest selling one ever was Black Ops 1, right? So... When COD 4 re-releases, remastered this fall, it's going to be a second game, a new game to a lot of players. Like, a ton of people haven't played COD 4 like we have. That, you think there's going to yeah. be some Christmas noobs for COD 4? I think oh, so. Oh, that would be a Christmas miracle. I would be <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I'm sure my, my gun skill is terrible. Jeremy, right are you a big gamer at all, or...? 
Yeah, I just, I mean, I played Civ Five like crazy. Hmm. Um, I don't play a lot of the shooting games because I suck ass at them. And I'm just so tired of being beaten by 13-year-old mocking buttholes. Mm-hmm. I just don't even That's- try anymore. I mean, the whole reason there is an FPS rush is because I was tired of those 12-year-olds beating me, and I invested far, far, far too much time at making sure that they, they were the ones on the losing end of things. <laughs> like, oh, like nice. it was just nice. it was years of fucking practice at a fucking yeah, stupid exactly. video game that, that whole, got things done. The whole reason there's a Woody's Gamer tag is so I could start winning games. In particular, yeah. like, I'd see these players who were very good on YouTube, and it was like, I am going to become one of them, and then when we play together, we'll never lose. Well, and I also liked the I liked the old Tom Clancy games like Rogue Spear and Rainbow Six, like the original ones that let you sort of attack the mission the way you wanted to. Whereas the Call of Duty games sort of force me through a certain path. It's on rails, and it really it really bugs me. And, and I realize I'm maybe showing my age, but I don't want you to say now you now you've killed all the people in this arena, go 12 steps this way and kill all the people in this. It's kind of boring. Like I, I want to be able to kind of be in control for a game like call of duty. That makes sense. Cause it's like, you know what you're supposed to do. It's like your mission is to fucking take the objective. And then you see yeah. on the mini map, there's the fucking objective. If there's five different ways to get there and there's different enemies, you might have to get through. Maybe there's a stealth route. Maybe there's one where you just have to gun your way through, you know? That's fun. What I don't like is a game like Dead Space or Skyrim where there's not a little mini-map. It's a world that you have to explore, and they're just like some dude in the beginning, like an oracle, is like, oh, you got to find the wizard's breath in the the, <laughs> uh, the Solace Castle. And, and you're just like, well, what the fuck? Where do I go? Where do I start? All but right, Dead Space so... is great. You just hit... Find a wizard and you can see exactly where to go. Dead Man, I would kill for a tit finding mission. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I think you said breath, though, right? Breath, breath, either one. You can find difference. either one. <laughs> they, uh, totally the dead different. Ideas. He said breath, like. Anyway. <laughs> I was trying to make it to be hard to find. If you cannot find a wizard's breast, you certainly can't find his breath. Right. You know? Anyway. <laughs> I imagine that Wizard's Breath was like some sort of rare plant anyway. I wasn't thinking literally. Uh, I thought it was a barely visible fog. <laughs> it's what comes in your uh, bouquet in the 1-800 flowers in Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that feature in Dead Space. That was, uh, mm. that was one of the greatest things about that game, um, Was besides the environment. Um, and, and the innovative... The, everything about Dead Space 1 is just amazing. Dead Space 3 is shit, in my opinion. Dead Space 2 is pretty damn good. But Dead Space 1, in my introduction to Isaac Clarke, I think the, the protagonist's name is, um, everything about that I love. Because Isaac's not a, a, a souped-up, roided-out, Doom, uh, you know, the guy from Doom. He's not some, like, block-headed soldier. He's not a killing machine. He's not Schwarzenegger. He's not, he's not John uh, 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 Master Chief. He's, he's none of those things. He's an engineer. He's there to get the refrigerator working. Uh, not really, but you know, he's there to work on the electronics. And then all of a sudden, he's got to use his like engineering tools to like fight some multi-armed, demonic, alien, mutated human corpses in, in a giant station that's powered down. Great. That, was the best, that, that was the best part of it. Is that like so many games, even like Halo. Like, they started off like, man, what an insurmountable task. But if there's one guy he can do it, it's the guy that you are. And it's like, okay, but Dead Space, it's like, yeah, shit's getting out of control. All the soldiers that were here to protect you, they're fucked. They've been dead for weeks, man. You got a wrench and some weird soldering tool. Find your way out. Like, 
And so you don't feel like you have any power the whole time. You're just a guy yeah. in their world. And that's what yeah. makes it scary. Man, I think Dead Space 2 is just as good as 1. I love it. What did we play together, Kyle? Was it 3 or 2? I think we played 3. 3 sucks. I think uh, I, that's the one where we were, we were trying to like fly, and uh, I kept failing at it. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't There's know a part... what... Kyle just didn't get the hang of that. I think that there might... So the tiniest amount of input lag would have would have caused an issue and maybe because uh-huh. it was hosting on your machine i'm not seeing what's really going on i don't know Could maybe be. i'm just bad at flying through space and avoiding asteroids but god damn it was frustrating i if we hadn't been doing a let's play i'd have been like you know what i don't think this is the game for us anymore <laughs> but, i was losing my patience quickly with that i didn't care for that at all but it, it, you're like in space remember that it's like that scene from uh, star trek uh, into darkness when um when they like fly between ships in, in space, but just in yeah. spacesuits, yeah. and they've got little retro rockets to kind of guide them around. It's like that, but you're playing the guy with the retro rockets, and you don't live. Or I didn't live. I died time and time and time and time and time again, so I didn't care for that. Jeremy, like that. <laughs> is it? I, I hate to ask this because I'm afraid it's not, but is your channel the one that just did the review with Deadpool? Are you asking me? Yeah. No, that was Screen Junkies. They actually oh, got the Ryan Reynolds to join them on their Honest trailer, and that's a huge get. And it was a great video. I was really, I was they, really happy for them. They did. Yeah, I feel like there. Ryan Reynolds loves this character and everything about it so much that he'll come to a birthday party as Deadpool if you really ask. Yeah, him yeah right. I think we could get him on like, the show as Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we were to ask him at this point to help us with the Sins video, he'd probably say yes. But you know, we'd be it's too late you know, now copying screen lately. junkies at this point so there's you? no point in that but I, yeah he's so about this character he's all in he's recorded like 30 some promo videos and they're all freaking hilarious i saw somebody on reddit like ran them all down today like all the marketing shit that ryan reynolds has done for deadpool and it's all hilarious so i just i respect off. that guy so much i really i don't know about his deal um but i hope he's getting some money on the back end. I hope he got a bonus for the yeah. uh, for how much money that movie made, and I hope that they don't do that Hollywood back end uh, accounting where they they fuck him out of it, which seems yep. less prevalent these days because you know, you, you, it Everyone's happens so much right. in the past. People are hip to it. They got law, you know everybody's got a lawyer that's heard of it. If I've heard of it, they've heard of it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like I, that upsets me though when I see a movie go out there and make say you know it's a it's a 50 million dollar movie they make 300 million dollars and then the the guy who did it the guy whose performance elevated it or the guy who 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 was who was responsible for it at least in some large part in some part gets gypped i i see sometimes they'll really get fucked over they'll get almost nothing they'll they'll end up yeah. you know get fifty thousand dollars or something well and it's clear he he loves the source material and he yeah. gets it but i mean you know, he's in it the studio was willing to just let him and the director you know pay homage to the source material like that movie succeeds because he he's perfect for the role but they also really respect the source material and that just doesn't happen enough you look back at the the deadpool and the you know wolverine origins Mm. bullshit and that's not respecting source material at all that is how can i make the source material fit what i want to do and and so i think deadpool succeeds i think it's great i think it's an a movie a minus it's not quite as great as we all blowjobbed it on the first weekend but it's fantastic it's really funny and it really just respects the source material and if, if more superheroes movies would do that i think we'd have more a- was a- killing it. so you're not doing it because you're worried about copying screen junkies no i mean we're i think it's on the schedule for june right now but my business partner chris is 
genuinely concerned that Deadpool sins the movie himself so much that our video would not be enjoyable. And 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 you have to understand, Chris and I, I'm the progress guy. Chris is the excellence guy. So I push us to move forward, and he pushes us to be excellent before we move forward. Mm-hmm. And so I want to send Deadpool tomorrow. I've got the DVD sitting right here. Um, and I think it's just like any other movie, but because it is so self-referential, I've drank too much wine. Self-referential. So fourth wall breaking, like, I think Chris has genuine concerns that there's enough material for us here, but he's going to dive into it this weekend, and we'll find out. But uh, I do love the movie. I I think you caught my attention with uh, Afraid of Copy. So I didn't get a chance to answer the, like, whose videos I'm watching lately. And the people who know, I've been watching a lot of Casey Neistat. I've watched some Roman Atwood and a bunch of other vloggers. I've started to really enjoy the genre, and I wouldn't think I would have. Where to draw the line on copying is a tricky thing for me. I'm like, you know, am I allowed to get a drone? Or is that, like, Casey's thing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Um, have you played that's not his yet? thing you can't have that as your thing that's he ridiculous. does it every video and he does this thing where it seems like from every hotel room he takes off and it like shows him flying the drone as it flies higher than you might guess and shows the city that he's in okay. i want that exact same shot i'm well, so different. inspired by it i i want to but i'm afraid to completely rip it off don't, and, don't, uh, what does this look, guy do he's just a vlogger in a bit. You got to do your own thing. We, gotta, we you know what you like about what what he does. You got to come up with your own thing to do with that drone. It, like like take his thing and then fucking make it ten times better. Kyle, this I can't get used to that fly to answer your question, dude. I, ah. And by the way, let's brainstorm because you are particularly good at that. Um, <laughs> Kyle at brainstorming is, or at flying drones? No, the idea flying guy. Flying drones. Um, ah, people yeah. have heard me. Wait, what is your ass on, on? You Kyle's say ideas. it so much that I feel like it. it, it it, that, that if I, do, that, I don't that even believe do it anymore. Ideas, yeah, you say it so much <laughs> that when I do come up with ideas, people are like, eh, that would nearly live up to, what do you really oversold that idea? I mean, <laughs> That's how I felt about my house tour. Best idea. <laughs> he said he like fucking comes up with million dollar ideas and then makes them rain. And then Kyle kind of came up with a dud there. <laughs> no, but I don't it, know, a Muslim catapult? Like I, nobody's going to fund that. <laughs> I'm saying what I think though. Like, like I'll be like, Thank yeah, you. I would like to do this. And Kyle's like, no, what you do is, and then his twist quadruples what, what I was thinking of. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you can see it in his own videos too. Like he, he his ideas are better than mine. Uh, I'm a little better at getting the work done. Yeah, <laughs> but he's better at the ideas by far. Oh, there you go. See, that's Chris and I. I have all the ideas. Chris wants to make them all good before they go out to the public. So, mm. without both of those elements of the equation, we could not exist. So, I'm uh, coming to make peace with it. There yeah. it is. But I uh, like tinkering and coming. Uh, like I like thinking of how things look at look at the way something works and. And then figure out what you really want it to do, and figure out how you get A and B to connect. Like yeah, the same thing happened with those acetylene bombs I made the other day. Like, please tell me you know. that we'll do this. I, I, there's a, a God. There's a Casey Neistat video where he has no view. It's real recent. It's like two or three days old, and he he climbs out the window because all this is like this concrete pad, and then he climbs onto the roof, and there's this like hidden gem of a launching pad on the roof of a hotel, and then <laughs> and and he flies his drone up, and he shows what seems like. I don't want to exaggerate, like six miles of city because um, his drone is a very good one and it goes further than you might guess. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, and I'm just like, oh my God, like if I had that shot in my video, I would be very proud. 
And, yeah. um, you know, if Kyle looks at that and says, you know what he should have done? I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God, Kyle, tell me, tell me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and... Uh, Got to keep in mind, though, I hated those drones so much, I gave them the Woody. <laughs> like, yeah. right. like, this might not like, be his particular area of innovation. It's my drone. I just sent it to him because I hated it. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't I, – I'm going on and on about me. These vlogs, I'm very excited. I, it, lately in my vlogs, I feel like, it, like, dude, you guys, you haven't seen anything yet. I've been wiring up – I have this stable that is going to be a workshop where I can build things out of metal and wood and motorize things and whatever. Awesome. And that is supposed to be the lab. Right. So all they've seen so far is like me pour the concrete floors, renovate this thing. I'm putting electric in it. We've, we've refinished it. It was damaged by a tornado. So it was a total wreck. Now it's a good building. Soon it will be a great one. And it's like that is the foundation from which I make other stuff, you know, from the cool things that that shoot fire and whatever. And uh, like uh, to people who like my videos, dude. They haven't even started yet. Like, you know, what, what should happen is these videos should be like the daily sequence with a pop every week or two that is the, the culmination of my new project. And um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I would just love to brainstorm with Kyle about the things that I think are the best about other people's videos. And if we took them to the next level, then... Your shop's great. You, what you need is some of that uh, machinery that I've got. If you, ever, if you ever want some lathes or like drill presses or something like that, I'd love to get rid of mine because they're just collecting dust. But you've got a hell of a shop. You, could, you can do anything you want in there. They, like, you're not limited. Like, like, I used you... to be in a two-car garage. And, uh, and it felt really limited. This is about the size of four two-car garages. And, and suddenly... it's completely empty except for your shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, it's, I don't know, it's just, uh, the potential is pretty big. Yeah, you could do like a Colin Firth uh, style channel if you wanted to. Like always coming up with like fucking jet bikes and flamethrower arms. Is he the one that did the claws. hover bike thing with the two um, Paris, parasail I, motors? I don't know. No, he wasn't, no. Hmm. I Colin's the guy who um, who makes like a, he puts a jet engine on like a mobility scooter and you know gets it up to sixty without a helmet or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's the shit. I like. And dude, let, let's let's put a like. Oh, I, I saw Casey's motorized skateboard. I think it's adorable. Let's do this shit. You know, let, let's, weed eater. Yeah, break out all my hockey equipment and just like wrap myself in bubble wrap and take a skateboard sixty miles an hour. How cool would that be? Um, Maybe we could both get in hockey gear and have a fight with weed eaters. I've, won, I, I've been on a weed eater. I've been on a weed eater kick lately, trying to modify weed eaters because I've got an old one that's like, it runs and everything. But I've got a better one. Like, like, weed eater Junior is worthless now. He's just, he's just worthless. And so I've been trying to come up with things to do with him because I feel like you've got a lot to work with there. And I'm trying to figure out ways to utilize the power of that tiny little engine and you know the way it works and everything to power something else. I'm still working on it, but I we're like gonna the make way something. You're thinking, yeah, dude. When the the I haven't been able to move my equipment in the shop. I know Jeremy. I'm, I'm, I gotta let you, Jeremy. Why don't I just let you go? Uh, All right. I, I, well, listen. Unless... I have had a blast. We had two hours of prep while we waited <laughs> for tech to work out, and a couple hours of talking. And I, I really find all of you very enjoyable, despite the heated political discussion we had <laughs> an hour ago. political discussions should be heated. I would be willing to come back again if you have me someday down the road. I think you guys are all awesome, and just appreciate you letting me share in this time. Yeah. And I'm going to go watch the third period. 
and hope the Preds can score four fucking goals. Well, the feeling's definitely, definitely mutual. We're, we're glad we were finally able to get you on. We had a couple like scheduling snafus and bullshit would come up and everything, so I'm really glad you were able to get on the show. I'm a big fan of yours, like I said. I really Thanks, meant it, honestly. Big fan uh, of you, too. We get lots of people to come on, and I'm and I'm I'll, I'll I won't say shit to them because I don't like their videos or I don't watch their videos. It's usually the the latter. Um, but uh, but I really enjoy your video, videos. Like what you do a lot. Tell the people, our listeners out there who are listening in right now, where they should go to check you out on things like Twitter or Instagram or YouTube or wherever you'd like to send them. Sure, you can find us at Twitter at uh, Cinemasins. Uh, it's mostly just a Jeremy account. Uh, my opinions, not Chris's. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr. You can find us on. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Just uh, enjoy the videos on YouTube or don't. And uh, I, I just appreciate the time and the conversation. I, I really like talking to people who love the same stuff I do, and that's what this was tonight. So I hope to be back sometime, guys. I like for sure, man. It was a lot of fun. I, I'm yeah. so glad we got a hockey person. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, I'm going to go watch the third period. You guys carry on, and you're awesome, and I look forward to the episode. Let me know when it's up so I can tweet it out. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Really right, nice thanks, to meet you. guys. So, Woody, uh, to, what were you talking about? Uh, I was just going to wrap up on the stable thing. I We were talking about the machinery and the space and stuff. I haven't really been able to do very much because I have to put, I'm putting epoxy on the concrete, and that takes a month before you're, like, allowed to put epoxy on it. So uh, I'm mostly just like, well, I guess I can run some outlets. I guess I can do this. I, you know, I, like getting things done, and then once that is done, I'll be able to, sky's the limit, and I can start doing actual stuff, and I'm excited about that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I, just from my neck of the, you know, I'm always, I always think of things to build that involve guns and explosives and, and stuff like that. I would build a mortar if I were you. I would build my own mortar, uh, like a black powder mortar that would fire whatever projectile <laughs> you want it to fire. Um, what some people do, have you ever seen those like metal Coke bottles? It's like a mm. bottle, but it's an mm. aluminum Coke bottle. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that. Hmm. Well, they do beers the same way. It's a bottle, but it's aluminum. Uh, it's shaped like uh, you know a glass bottle, like a long neck, uh, uh -huh. but it's aluminum. So what they do with those is they'll fill them up with Bondo or uh, something like that and turn that into a projectile. That's your bullet. And then launch them with a black powder mortar, which are very easy to make. You can get kits online um, of ones that have been destroyed, and you could refurbish one and get like a historical one. Or you could... Uh, you know, you could start from like dirty, dirty scratch, like it's junkyard wars, and go get yourself some pipe and some, some tools and stuff. I like junkyard mortars. wars. I haven't even thought remember about that, that shit. And so Dude. I, that show was so dope back in the day. I loved <laughs> yeah. that show. I and it's was, only um, now that I realize like you could. I was still young, so I was naive in regard to these reality shows. But I was always like, God damn, this junkyard has everything. <laughs> yeah, I can't right? believe they there had a, a helicopter motor motor? right there. I can't believe <laughs> that they had pretty much equidistant parts for both parties distributed yeah. evenly amongst these piles of rubble. And like, they would I, both I, have plans, head, right? Like, like my idea for a flying boat you know, is to handle it this way. And my idea for a flying boat is to handle it that other way. And then they'd run out through the thing and be like, oh, just what I was looking for, a pontoon. And yeah, yeah it, but it was still yeah. fun. It was still fun. And I, I, I knew that even as a middle schooler, that's, that's where I was at the time. I was in probably, probably eighth grade. I think it was in eighth grade when, uh, when, when that show was out and, and doing its thing. I remember they made some kind of a football launcher, football, football shooter or something like that. Um, that's the other thing that I always keep running into because uh, a lot of sports video games will come to us or there'll be something sports related whether they want to do an integration or a video 
and I've forever been trying to think of exploding football. Like, they make those um, launchers that'll shoot a football like a fucking QB threw it like a bullet. And I've always wanted to weaponize that. <laughs> like, oh. I want to be, be, be shooting, uh, you know, perfect spiral footballs that explode on impact. Um, Did you ever have, you know those shitty little toy guns you'd get, at, like, uh, with tickets at Chuck E. Cheese where it didn't shoot foam balls? It shot those shitty little discs with air. And it was in like a little magazine. You pull it and it just go like, you know, it shoots so slow. I could picture you making some crazy like jerry-rigged machine that fires like hockey pucks like that at like 110 miles an hour, just over the shoulder cannon. That would see, be pretty the problem, sweet. Or see, like, baseballs, I, anything just to fire them out of there. If I were an engineer, I, I feel like I could make a lot of my ideas into things, but but I'm not. But I, I see guys who are engineers and 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 do have YouTube channels, uh, I, I suppose, and they do all kinds of crazy I stuff. I think the non-engineer uh, stuff is just as cool, though. Like, I, 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 I see like saw blade launchers and and like yeah. crazy slingshots and that. Uh, that actually, you mentioned the mortar thing, and I I was like, oh, that's a similar idea. I was thinking of a giant slingshot. Like, what if I just mounted two telephone poles in the yard as a thing? And, uh, I don't know, use the tractor to pull the slingshot down and launch it in the air on a regular basis. I think you would be better off, if you're going to put that much effort into it, like making some sort of old-school medieval-style like uh, siege weapon. Yeah, but miniaturized. Like, there was one that winds up. Uh, I, I've seen, the, like, the pumpkin chunking thing. Are you familiar with this, where they mm-hmm. launch the pumpkins? It's been closed That's for a while. Trebuchet. Trebuchet. Taylor, can well, you turn they, your camera on? They have three different classes. They I'm have, toggling um, it. They have three different classes at Pumpkin Chunkin'. It's been shut down for a while because some guy wrecked a four-wheeler on the field checking for pumpkins and sued them all, and it's shut the whole thing down. Um, but they had like the centrifugal ones that were like... Like they would be spinning like a fan until they reach maximum speed and then release. They've got the, uh, the, the, the old-school like catapult slash trebuchets, and then they've got the air cannons. But I saw one that utilized springs. So you, like, you turned a crank... And you were rotating a, a a a thing, and as you rotated it, the springs were were being drawn, were being pulled. So you're just building more and more, you know, potential energy up, and then utilize it that way. I don't know. I like tinkering with stuff. I like coming up with ideas like that. I'm not great at putting them into effect because I don't like. I feel like you need stuff, I and mean, then I don't know how to do it. I feel like I don't always have the tools or the know-how. Yeah. But I, um, I don't know. I'm psyched to do cool stuff. I'm well, psyched to see you do cool stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I no, people like my videos. So I'm proud of that. I get a lot of positive. Just don't do feedback. those Molotov cocktails. You're always talking about that. Don't do that. <laughs> Try and stop me. <laughs> it's technically against the law. It's it's, it's real problem. Is it really? Yeah. It's, Why? It's a serious offense. Um, hmm. because what technically you're creating uh, a destructive device, and it's whenever I talk about laws like this, what I what I like to preface first is to say that. One of the reasons I like to have a, con- a concealed carry permit is so that if I get pulled over for a tail light out, I don't also get a ticket for an unlicensed handgun. It's not like it, because that's when it happens. It's it's always added onto when 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 something like that comes up to comes comes up. So what would happen would be you'd make a Molotov cocktail and have a good time in your backyard. And it's all gravy, up until the point where you either record it on the internet and show somebody, or something bad happens, and then it's very easy for either one concerned citizen. Or uh, an agent in a, in a government agency to go, hey, that's not right. And then they come knock on your door. And the, the truth is, it's not legal. And, and you need a license to create one, technically speaking. I have that license. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> is it um, the, 
F-E-L? Oh. Um, actually, it's a destructive device. Fuck, that might be my Type 10 that allows me to do that. Yeah, it's... Even I haven't thought about this in a while. I think they're considered destructive devices, and you need a Type 10 destructive device manufacturing permit to make them, which is the same thing you need to make cannons and, like, machine... Oh, it doesn't directly Why cover... Is the How hard is it to get okay, a Type but... 10... Permit ah, those are repli- those are black powder replicas. Now that is where you want to go, my friend, because that is the land of no registration, no requirements. <laughs> black powder. You know what uh, else I want to make? Replicants. As a starter, I was thinking of making a shotgun. Like it is really straightforward to make a shotgun with some black pipe and a nail, or bolt or something. You should make it like uh, put one of those like it's flared, legal. like openings like pirates used to have, like a blunderbuss where they just oh. threw shards of shit, yeah. and then just. Boom! Shoot whatever's laying on deck at your opponent. Yeah, cool. I, I just, I'm just like, man, you know, like I am a freaking chop saw and some black pipe away from my first thing, and uh, and the things can get better as my skill set and experience, you know, compound. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, I was, I was sort of signaling to Chiz. Oh, um, I was letting him know that I will. Okay, so uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. I feel like, like, oh, you know, did you like me wiring up the shop? You're adorable. It's just the beginning, so uh, I, I well, look forward awesome. to the cool stuff. I look stuff. forward to seeing that stuff. That's gonna be some cool stuff. Yeah. Let's see what I've got here. Ah, uh, it's score big. You're paying too much for your tickets. Between all the markups and the last minute, did I already do score big? I didn't. No, you, did I? You, no you did not. You said they had an yeah, issue I with I ring, did, and but it's okay a now. Thing. Yeah, you're paying too much for your tickets between all the markups and the last minute convenience charges, even print at home fees. You end up paying outside prices for nosebleed seats. Scorebig.com is here to change all that. Scorebig works directly with your favorite teams and artists to get their unsold seats at unpublished prices. Only with Scorebig can you name a ticket price and be guaranteed to pay well below uh, box office up to 60% of the time. Uh, excuse me, up to 60% off. Uh, here's what you do. One, go to Scorebig.com or download the new Scorebig app for your iPhone uh, and find the event and seats that you want. Two, Make an offer with ScoreBig's Name a Ticket Price feature. And three, get an instant answer and save up to 60% on your tickets. Never any fees and shipping is always free. You can count on unbeatable prices and great seats. And when you're in great seats, you actually enjoy the game or the show that you went to. So next time you see any game or show, go to ScoreBig first and see how much you can save. For the easiest way to save on tickets, download the new ScoreBig app, as I said earlier, for your iPhone. And enter promo code PKA at checkout. You'll save an extra $20 off if you do that off your first ticket uh, purchase. Uh, no iPhone? No problem. You can get $20 off online, too, if you go to scorebig.com. And, uh, yeah, that's scorebig.com, promo code PKA. Check them out if you're going to really anything. It's, it's not just football games and basketball games. They do all kinds of live entertainment. Yeah, yeah. comedy shows, all that, all that jazz. Good stuff. Check them out. And while we're on the topic, let me tell you about Headspace, because I really do like Headspace. Uh, let's be honest. Most of your problems start with your mind. Fear, anger, stress, anxiety, depression, and sleeplessness... They begin in your head, but they can wreck your life. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can make a major difference in just 10 minutes a day. This change comes through guided meditation with the Headspace app. Headspace is meditation made simple. It's guided meditation that, lit, that, uh, that you listen to whenever you want, wherever you want, right on your phone, computer, or tablet. Meditation is rooted in thousands of years of tradition with thousands of scientific uh, studies that show us positive effects like improving focus and relationship harmony and decreasing anxiety and stress levels. So join over 5 million users, users already getting uh, some Headspace for free right now. Download the free Headspace app and begin their Take 10 program for 10 days of guided meditation at headspace.com PKA. The Headspace Take 10 program is a 100% way to experience the, uh, the benefits of meditation in your busy 
modern life. So, train your train your mind for healthier, less stressed life. Start your free trial today at headspace.com slash PKA. That's headspace.com slash PKA. Very cool. Nicely check done. Check them out. Check them out. Yeah, well, check out all our sponsors. We really appreciate them supporting the show. New topic? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Where do you want to go from here? I've got two AMA questions. If you guys don't know, there's a Patreon level that lets you ask us questions and we try to answer them on the show. Uh, we pick off the best of them. Let's do this one. Which movie has had the biggest impact in your life and what movie has had the biggest impact of all time? Um, oh, that's... Hmm. I'll go first because I read it 10 minutes ago and I have a head start on you guys. <laughs> I... <laughs> There's no adultery in my relationship. I just want to preface that. But what was that Robert Redford movie with Demi Moore? Indecent Proposal. Indecent Proposal. God damn. So if you guys don't know the movie, it's old. It's like from the 90s or something. Um, Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore's character have this perfect relationship. They love each other. Everything is great. They share common dreams of building a house on this wonderful lot, etc. And... Uh, they go out gambling. Robert Redford's character, who plays a very, very wealthy guy, offers a million dollars if he can sleep with Demi Moore. They say yes. And uh, then the bulk of the movie is about that scar that it left, about how Woody Harrelson couldn't quite deal with it, about uh, you know how she kind of wanted to be forgiven because it was a joint decision, but he held her responsible. Uh, I remember at one point he asked her if she liked it, and you know she didn't want to answer, she didn't want to answer, and eventually she's like, "Yeah, yeah, it was great sex," and that crushed him even further. And at the very end, I'll ruin it. The characters get back together, and you see him holding hands, but you know that there's still that scar in that relationship. And for me, I think it molded. Part like you know the, the, one of the fidelity aspects of me like ah oh, yeah like that I don't want that I don't want hmm. that damaged relationship that they have hmm. never seen that movie sounds depressing a little bit wow that's really hard the movie that's shaped that is hard because I don't feel like there are that many movies that shape you that have shaped my life like yeah. as far as getting me into something like it'd be Lord of the Rings because I got more I I got super into lord of the rings from that i still love lord of the rings but if it's like the most emotional i've ever felt over a movie it's probably the green mile but that doesn't make me think like man that'll teach me to go to prison as a minority in the 30s like <laughs> that, that, that doesn't make sense like i don't know what movie it would be was he an, he's yeah, an angel right rings. like 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 my always thought my thought process was always that john was an angel in that film john in uh, the Green Mile, wasn't that wasn't the black guy's name? You know the no, John it was. Coffee. Yeah, John Coffee. Yeah. I, I didn't ever think he was an angel. I just yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. Just something about him like healing the people and then like vomiting some sort of demonic evil out of his mouth every time. Like I always thought he was some kind religious. of like almost like a prophet-ish guy, where it's like God gave him some special powers or whatever the power is in that movie gave him imbued him with this yeah. and by virtue of him being who he was in the time period he was, all the good potential that he could have offered people squandered because, you know, people didn't trust him and they thought he was evil. So. Yeah, I thought he was an angel just because of, he, he was a little off, right? Like, like it, yeah. I think, I think people took it as him being slow-witted when in reality it was just extreme innocence. That's what it felt like to me. It was, it was like it was a naivete, being not of this. Yeah. yeah, it was like a being not. It was like exactly what I would expect a, an angel to, to be like, you know, uh, not like in the Bible. They wouldn't like 
have any children eaten or, or strike anyone dead. Hey, maybe yeah, that would be Yeah, if he were good. a Bible angel, he would have, as soon as Percy stepped on that rat, Percy would have turned to salt or something <laughs> like that. I know? didn't like that at all. That that moment right there is real that big That upset me. me. So, so look, I'm having a hard time with this. Well, uh, movies that, that, that shaped my life, was that it? Uh, yeah, the biggest most. I, I guess I'd go life. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Man, I really like The Matrix uh, because I liked The Matrix so much. Like, like I didn't. It wasn't like uh, something from that subreddit, the Blunder Years. Like, I didn't get a trench coat mm. and like pose for any photos or anything lame like funny. that. But it did get me into into that genre of movies more. I, I don't know. Huh? I'm really struggling with this. I really there's lots of movies that I love, but I don't know that any of them have ever shaped my life. I guess maybe Schwarzenegger. Let's just call Schwarzenegger's career as something that shaped my life a little bit like that, because, you know, the whole idea, the the way that he does his thing, um, there's a little bit of that in what I do, because like, what he's doing is he's going out there and when he's shooting a machine gun, at, like in Commando, when he's mowing down an entire drug uh, drug kingpin's army right like that's what everybody loves looking at, at him shoot that machine gun because it looks cool he's shooting it with one hand so rambo did the same thing looks you know, easy. back in the day it looks easy I, i'm sorry to interrupt you i remember as a boy scout sitting there with all my other like 11 year old boy scout friends and this is the conversation we we all agreed you know war is really easy i don't see the big deal you just go, 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 go. you kill like 30 40 50 people at one time you know like What's even hard just about war? Don't let go war? of the trigger. Yeah, just... it's the first. It's the mentality that you have when you first go into a paintball match. Uh, <laughs> I, if you remember, Why don't you just shoot them all? I don't know how young you guys were when you first played paintball, but I was probably 40? nine when I first played. <laughs> uh -huh. And when you go in at that age, you are picturing yourself as like the grand poobah of all warfare. Just like you know, a quick lean out. Two shots, two kills. Everyone on the other team is, oh my god, who, who is this This phantom, this demon's <laughs> whisper behind me? You know, they're turning around quickly, scared at your presence. But then you get out there, and you pop out, and like that, you're like, oh shit, those are other people just like me. Oh, okay, this is different than what I anticipated. Like, there are no men it, like it me. Takes, yeah. It's interesting no, how it I takes always... to put into that to realize it, because you have such a big thought of yourself as like just intrinsically being able to do it better. If By the that way, that's the best Jamie Lannister quote ever, right? Like, like I can't remember what what they said to him. They, they were just like, you know, I I've known men like you, and he's like, there are no men like me. <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah, that's <laughs> the best line ever. Like, and she's just like, eh, fair enough, all right, <laughs> you know. I want to. I'm taking this off topic, but yeah, Jamie Lannister is this great swordsman back when he had his hand. I wonder how he ranks against the other great swordsmen. Could he beat the cell sword? How about that guy with the two swords from last episode? You know, Brienne, the Hound. You know, how would he do these things? Even Ned. Like, I, I have a pretty good ranking in my head, but but so I guess I. we're done with the movie thing. I, I guess so because I'm just saying Schwarzenegger. I like, like, I don't know. I I, always, I liked it. it. Was a good answer though. I took something from just watching the way that they that that he operates a gun in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch him do it. And so I tried to emulate that in some ways. The same reasons that I want to watch Schwarzenegger shoot a gun, I try to do those things when I'm shooting a gun. Because you want to see the guy shooting a gun having fun. I hate when I... And I'm not shitting on anybody, but sometimes a guy's gun video will be nothing but him being super focused and intense and just fucking it's all about hitting the bullseye. And it's like, look, we can all hit the bullseye. Like the kid at home watching, he sat in his, 20, in his, ba in his backyard with a 22 and hit the bullseye before. Let's have some fun. Let's loosen up a little bit. Like, it's a machine gun. Yeah, I know. It's not a toy, per se, but we're going to play with it just the same in a safe way. 
So let's enjoy it while we do. I agree completely. I, I they're they're educational gun videos, and I like those. But it's really the fun ones that I enjoy the most. Uh, um, the ones where they get all tactical and just. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. I, I don't even want to. Yeah, I don't want to give details because then yeah, I'll be picking on specific people. I was talking to another gun channel the other day. I'll just leave it at that. I was, talk, I was talking to Chad the other day, and, uh, and he was talking about somebody who had made a video, and it was just so embarrassing. It was, uh, it was this guy. Okay. Um, and, and, and he had just done something real silly in his video. He, uh, this is bad show topic because I can't talk about what I'm talking okay. about, so like, maybe later. Um, what we're gonna go to? There was something. Oh, we can I, go to Bible stories from Taylor, or we can go to. Wait, um, does Taylor have a Bible story queued up? No, I don't right I now. I feel like Bible I feel like with his with, be, with his upbringing, like how does he not have them on tap, right? I'd have to think because usually it's something like a moral quandary or something that inspires it for me to come. So if if a, if it comes to me naturally, I'll tell yeah, a Bible fair enough, story. Right. I think Give of a good a one. Thought later, you know. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll I love thought. those. Those are my one of, one of my favorite things. I'll if take you're not one. Watching PKN, you're missing well, a couple. You guys think about the next uh, topic, but here's one that was just for me. Woody, you're the CEO of the UFC. How do you improve it? <sighs> there are um, a couple things that the UFC does fundamentally right. One, and people will disagree with this, they don't really hide fighters, right? In boxing, guys run up. 30 to nothing, 20 to nothing. There's a 50 and nothing fighter. That's real unusual. Um, Mexican guy, Chavez, Huey Chavez, his career ended at like 101 and 2 or something like that. Um, it's because they're, they're not fighting people on their level. They run up their record. In the UFC, if you're the best, you fight the second best. You know, if you're fifth, you fight the guy who's either like fourth or sixth. Like they always do that. And it's very difficult to not lose fights because they give you the fights that you want to see. They pick fights the fans want to see, and I love that they do that. Um, what would I do differently, which is the core of it? I think they're missing a little showmanship, right? The fact that, like, fighters, as they enter the ring, it has to be so dull. Like, they, they can't let fighters... Some fighters have personality, and, and they would, like, in Pride... One guy did like a Michael Jackson synced dance with the rest of his team as they approached the uh, the octagon. There was a ring in that case. And uh, if they just let the fighters have a little more personality in there, then it might do a lot to market both the fighter and the UFC. People would be excited. They could, you could do a little more with the walk-ins than they do. The showmanship, like they put up some lasers and some colored lights and think that they have a great production, but there's so much more you could do with fighters rising through the floor and better well, ramps. And they had the li they tried the live performances when they had the UFC that was in Ireland, I guess. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Sinead O'Connor and they had um, the guy from Stained, who uh, who's, okay. who's a solo country artist now. Um, that was okay, but I agree with you. They could do something. They could learn from Raw a little bit there. Maybe maybe some. <laughs> fireballs going out he comes stomping out like, yeah. and they need to come i feel like i don't even know where they're coming at they're always coming out of some like uh like some like hole those, in the wall some hole in the wall yeah. i want them to come out on a stage with right when like the big screen behind them like just like wrestling Put that's them on what a wrestling is harness right. and drop them from the ceiling or something like sting like, did yeah yeah that'd be cool yeah they like, do that in wrestling too Okay. There's a lot they could learn from wrestling, I think, in terms of showmanship. I think they should allow the fighters to make more money. Like, everyone picks on the Reebok deal. What people don't know is a lot of the fighters are about the same under the Reebok deal. You know, I, I, I know a couple fighters. Meaning they all get paid 
similarly? Yeah. Like, there are a couple. Like, there, a heavyweight, Brennan Schwab in particular, was getting like 100 grand in sponsors. Mm. And that's an outlier you know he's a heavyweight so some people are especially interested in those but the bulk of the fighters are getting a similar deal to what they had elsewhere and then the special ones like the ronda rousey or the conor mcgregor or whatever they have individual deals with reebok that get them paid more than the standard rate but a lot of them are about where they used to be and you just don't hear from them as much but i still feel like they could do a little more to help the fighters you know, have a platform of their own. What um, did did you see recently that uh, there's been some talk about McGregor fighting uh, Mayweather? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw McGregor. So I guess that McGregor posted sort of a mock up of uh, you know a face to face weigh in type scenario um, with the two of them on his Instagram, I think. And then Dana White commented that hey, Connor is under contract with the UFC, so if Floyd wants to fight Connor, he needs to come to me. And I and and, and it, I think can some I jump people. In? It yeah. didn't go quite like that. So the okay. rumor was started by Mayweather, right? Mm. That, that, that's where it started from. And uh, um, uh, people were like, oh, it's not true, this and that. And they're like, Mayweather, yeah, did you hear this? He's like, yeah, not only did I hear this rumor, I started this rumor. I want to fight Conor McGregor. And uh, Dana White was like, he's not serious about it, whatever. But if you want to do it, call me. And it wasn't like, I just feel like the vibe is a little different than you put it out. Dana White is like, yeah. Yeah, call me. Let's yeah, let's set this stuff up. He'd like nothing more than to have Connor fight uh, Mayweather, but um, really, in the UFC, so. I think it would be a very high profile fight. That in that, the UFC or in boxing, it would be a very, that's very not high. even defined yet. I think they're mostly talking about a boxing match, and oh, uh, um, so bit, but you know, even if McGregor loses, does that bring a lot of attention that the UFC otherwise would have had? He would lose. He will lose. In yeah. boxing, yeah. yeah. So Mayweather is Mayweather's one of the best boxers that there has ever been. Now, mm-hmm. whether he's better than Pacquiao in his prime or not, who gives a fuck? I don't fucking care. I'm right, just talking right. about pound for pound, talented guys who are good at winning boxing matches, mm-hmm. not necessarily putting on a show. He's the best at that. He's the be- he's one of the top three best that there have ever been at that. Is at least in modern history, like since I you know in recorded history and shit. Maybe some Greek fucker like a long time ago <laughs> could really put up his dukes, but this guy's a badass. Um, so and McGregor is, I'm guessing, a very good boxer, even on the world scale. He couldn't be a professional boxer though. He'd be a journeyman, maybe, right? Like he could he'd be mean? in the lower tiers of the bo- professional boxing leagues. What does journeyman mean? Uh, it, it's a guy who is a legit pro, winning record, but not an all star. Mm, oh. Think that well. I don't think that he would. And I don't know anything about it. I'm just. That. I think he was a pro boxer, you know, uh, at one point, Conor McGregor. And uh, um, some people might say he does less than that. Who knows? But uh, the thought process amongst a lot of people who pay attention to this sort of thing is that even just just the eyes they bring on the UFC would be good, even if their guy lost. It would be massive. It would be massive. I'd love to watch the fight. Um, I like Mayweather. Um, I I don't, I guess it's hard to like him personally because he's such a. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But he sometimes seem very he'll nice. do a, No, he doesn't. But sometimes he'll do a thing that you're glad. He's almost like Trump in a way. You're like, he's a son of a bitch, but he's almost my son of a bitch because he did that thing that I like. And uh, I, I like his bets. I like, I like when he goes out there and bets $10 million on something ridiculous like that. And uh, I, I, feel, I feel like he's 
I like that. I like I'd, seeing that. I'd love to see Mayweather fight McGregor. So the thing about McGregor is, like, his really dangerous thing is his hands, right? His left hook in particular. Uh, Joe Lozon has this line that everything is smoke and mirrors. It's all set up for that left hand. And um, it's like, oh, if there was a boxer that would ever be competitive um, in MMA, you'd think it'd be Mayweather against a guy like McGregor. McGregor doesn't want to take him down. He probably could. He's probably great on the ground compared to Mayweather. But he's I, – I don't – I can't recall – McGregor taking anyone down except for the panic wrestling on uh on um I think he would beat uh Diaz. Mayweather badly if he took him to the ground but any sort of stand up fight is it's going to be a bloodbath not like you know uh, what's his name McGregor is just like oh like stunned the whole time but just the way Mayweather fights like Gre- McGregor's not going to be able to handle that the like I, what if, I think what if Connor kicks him, him in the leg? I don't know. I would love oh, to see I didn't know it. Not a if we're doing match. Yeah, if we're doing oh, kickboxing, oh, oh. kickboxing, Connor wins. You, yeah. you could leave it right there. You don't even have to go into MMA. At kickboxing, I think Connor wins just because yeah. of his length and his boxer. legs. Yeah. Right. Anything so, so but the, boxing is not going to win. When they put James Tony in there against Randy Couture, this is years back. Uh, it's like, what a terrible matchup. What a god-awful matchup. Randy Couture is an Olympic-level wrestler against a boxer. He goes in there, takes out his foot. I feel like we just talked about this. Was it pre-show? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he, he, he takes the guy out, and you know he basically takes him down to the ground, and then James Tony, or Tony has no idea what to do next. Um, but that's not McGregor. Like, If there's anyone who wants to stay on their feet, I, I can't think of many fighters who'd rather stay on their feet than McGregor. So... I just like to put on a show if you're laying down. I bet he sees it that way. He likes to stay on his feet because, like, on the UFC spectrum of boxing, if this is the top, he's right here. On the boxing spectrum of boxing, he's right here. I think you're right. And that's what the experts are saying. But the Um, thing is, it wouldn't matter if on the boxing spectrum he was up here somewhere because the guy he's fighting is up here somewhere. Yeah. Mayweather is, 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 is an incredible boxer. I don't know a lot about boxing. But I've watched like, I don't know, two or three hours of coverage of Mayweather and people dissecting him and people who do know about boxing talk about him. It's a sort of a chiz uh, educated <laughs> uh, expert opinion, if you know what I mean. Um, and, and, and from what I've heard and read and what the experts say, this guy really is legit. He's dodged a lot of people. And there's the whole thing with Pacquiao. But Jesus Christ, he's deadly with his hands and he's evasive. He's so evasive that I, here's how I think a boxing match would go. I think he goes out there and makes Conor look like a fool. Like oh, a yeah. fool, because Connor is throw is is throwing punches that aren't connecting. They aren't even coming close. And Mayweather's smiling at him, and he's smiling at him for like a round or two, just making him miss and backing up, and maybe every now and then just bloodying his nose a little bit, and then backing up a little more. And it would go like that for round after round uh, until either McGregor got stupid enough that Mayweather knocked him out, or the decision they go to decision yeah. Mayweather's cool with that too I've heard in an expert who had the same opinion that he would just make McGregor look like a fool and uh, one of them like it was Brian Callan or Callahan whatever his name is in the fighter and the kid and he's been in the ring with outstanding people and they play games they're like alright let's spar for a bit here's the deal I won't hit you and uh, he's just like you know missing you know, all trapped up and, <laughs> and uh, it's like god oh, this it's almost worse than you hitting me because you know? yeah, he just looks like an idiot. Because yeah. now you don't look like you're fighting and losing. You look like you shouldn't even be out there. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're fighting with a guy who's dancing around you, laughing at you. And you can't even touch him. Yeah. Yeah. You're just on the, the generals at that point. Just remember, the fool made out of you. 
like like like, like at the beginning mm. of Kill Bill Two, when 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 the like the Kung Fu master is like, if you can even touch me, I will bow down and call you master. <laughs> and then and and Uma is like, whoa, 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 and she can't fucking touch him because he's that good. That's uh, how it would be. I don't think McGregor can can punch uh, 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 Mayweather in the face. That's what McGregor was saying. Personally, I want to see it. I would love to see doing it. his same thing of like like you said, smoke and mirrors and a bunch of nonsense to try mm-hmm. and distract him. And Barrel Mayweather holes. would be like, you you know that I've you know this is my job, right? I've been doing this <laughs> for a couple of years. Yeah, you're not gonna fool me. You know all those other boxers who are also way better than you. Yeah, I haven't lost to any of them. So come on, <laughs> step up. That that's you really know? well put. So um, that happened with Nate Diaz recently. So uh, as you know, like in striking, Conor McGregor has really high level striking. The thing about the Diaz brothers though is they're also boxers. Uh, Nick Diaz was a pro boxer. Nate Diaz just trained with lots and lots of pro boxers. So. One of the things about him with McGregor was that, like, what McGregor's got going on, all the smoke and mirrors and where he set up that left, was nothing new to Diaz. Like, he's trained with guys who are better boxers than anyone in the UFC all the time. So he wasn't surprised, Boxing is a science, and, and I don't even oh, yeah. claim to even understand the very basics of it. But I can watch it and, and understand what I'm seeing. And it's not just two guys standing there wailing on each other. It's... If, if, if you're a great boxer, then your footwork alone will make the other guy look like a fool. Yeah. It's, I, I'd love to tactician. see that fight, but I would like to see it out of what it should be. If it's a straight-up boxing match, it's not a, I would still watch it. I'd still pay for it, but I don't think it's, it's as interesting as some sort of a, an in-between compromise so that they both get, you know, what size gloves are they wearing, for example? You going to put Mayweather out there in four, six, eight-ounce gloves? What are you going to put him in? I mean... I it, How's his what, defense with those gloves? Oh, very good point. I I, but I, I have in my now. I don't know this. Now I'm going out on a limb here. But I'm imagining Mayweather's the kind of guy who could like just catch your punches all day. Like keep throwing them. I'll, I'll fucking tap he the front of your. It's like he's got one hand he protects with the glove and the other hand with his shoulder, and he keeps his chin in this shoulder roll. And uh, so I, I, I guess that works with gloves too. I'm not even sure. And he's always backing up. He, he, his, his main gear is reverse. Um, <laughs> You want to do topic? I feel like I'm not expert enough to talk about I, I, boxers. That, that's never stopped us before. I mean, we, <laughs> no, we've already decided, uh, you know, about the Muslims and and uh, and who else? What other group did we go after? I like this uh, question. I don't know. Kyle, Croatians, you were, you Christians were really for a bit. Pushing the envelope there, and I really enjoyed <laughs> oh, it. I really liked fucking with uh with with with, uh, with Jeremy. But I believe about 85 percent of what I said. Um, I, in my opinion, America should be first. Like, like I, I saw that the other day when Trump was like, America first. And, and they were seeing what percentage of Americans agreed with that. And that made me want to go, like, euthanize 40% of Americans. <laughs> it's like, we should all think that way. Why, why not? We're, I, I believe in American exceptionalism. I don't think we live up to it all the time, but I still believe in it. And I'd like to believe that we can live up to it. And I think, yeah, America first, us first in all regards, in all matters. Now, that doesn't mean that just because you're second Canada that you're not getting some good stuff, too. We're going to take care of you. We'll fight mm-hmm. to the death for you. We like you, in England. I will never forget how you joined us in that bullshit Iraq war. And even though it was a stupid idea, you stood next to us anyway, someone fucks England. Yeah, you and us I'm have been tight team. since, like, 1815 or something yeah. like that. Like, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, hey, I, I like this question. I don't know. Are you guys ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Is it normal to hate going to work? Yeah, Quick background of course it on is. what I do and whatnot. I work in IT and I travel about 70 miles over an hour just to get to work and I earn around 18,000 pounds a year and that's about 25 grand and I'm 18 years old. 
This is not my long-term plan as I want to join the military, but I obviously need to shred, shred around 12 stones. Oh. Uh, ah. To begin with, but I'm working on it. So 12 stones, I assume, is a... Isn't that, That's a lot of weight. It's a lot, I think. right? How much 156 like pounds. 30 pounds, isn't it? 156 pounds is 12 stone. Thank you, Chiz. Um, so he's got a uh, uh, you know, year and a half long weight loss program, I would guess, uh, to get mm -hmm. there. And uh, is it normal to hate going to work like that? Taylor? Uh I think if you're 18 and it's your first job like that, like, yeah, that's pretty normal. Like, nobody's handing out super fun gigs to 18-year-olds, you know? You have to pay your dues. But, I mean, if you're, like, 48 and you just loathe going into work every day, I just pick, arbitrarily pick that number. You know, if it happens when you're 31, still shitty. But if you're 48, you're going in, you hate your job every day. I don't know if it's normal, but that does suck. Like, I don't um, think – most people don't have the luxury of really – finding their passion and being able to do that most people don't like so I, no most people aren't just like man i love accounting like i can't wait to get into work and open up excel like no most people aren't like that it, yeah I, I i often hate work um i i guess i'll just talk instead of a job let's call it work um i hate work i hate having to do work i hate when there's work looming over me I, I like getting work done. There is a, a nice feeling when you do that. But when you're actually doing it, it's terrible. I hate it. And it depends on the work, of course. Like, there's a big difference between digging holes and making a video about an M60 machine gun and selling a Ford F-150. You know, there's a big difference in all those jobs and, and what comes along with them. But I've never really, like, ooh, work today. It's always hate. I always hate it. I, you know, you, but you trudge through it because that's life. The, the goal should be to find something that you don't hate quite as much as the other things. That's the best you're going to get, and, I, and that's the truth. Most people won't tell you that, but no matter what you do, like if, if you love playing video games, try getting a job playing video games for a living. See how much you like them after that. You like having sex? Go join the porn, porn industry. See how that goes for you. It doesn't work out that way. The, the guys who make the donuts never eat them. And it, that's just the way life works. So if you really want to and love your job, then you better make your uh, your vocation your vacation, or it's not going to happen. Kyle nailed it, and I, I've talked about that stuff before. I, I couldn't phrase it any better. I, I, when you take what you love, right? If you love photography, if it's your hobby, if every day you're there on the online absorbing information about new cameras and uh, there's a word they use for composition and and like all all the things that make photography great, then you become a photographer. And when you wrap work around your passion, it, it lowers it down. And, and Kyle said it so well. It's like if you can just find a job that you don't hate, you know, <laughs> if you like he says, yeah, oh, you love playing video games. Try making video games your job. Like, we, we, I, God, I feel like we drag his name up every show. But like Wings of Redemption did that. Right. He loved video games. Then they're his job. I bet he still likes video games more than things he doesn't like. But it'll ruin a video game so quickly. It's, you, it's you wrap work around anything. I loved programming, loved programming, yeah. right? I'd, I'd, I'd work, I'd code at night, I'd wake up early in the morning so I could learn new stuff, watch VHS tapes to go old school about coding, and then I'd go to work and code. And then after a while, it just like, you know, like 
it's just my job. I don't hate it. I don't dread it every day. And, and people have heard this too. But I remember I talked to my father once. And I had this reputation amongst my family as this guy that loved his job, right? Oh, yeah. What he loves his job. He just he skips into work every day. And he's so successful there. And everything is great. And I was like, Dad, I don't really love it anymore. I don't love it like I used to. And he's like, ah, did it take you whatever, six years, 10 years to figure that out? You're lucky. If you were a lawyer, it'd take you two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, that's, that's kind of how I feel. Now, this guy hates going to work. What's uh, his job, did he say? He said he worked in IT. Um, you know, if you dread going to work, if working IT is not your bag, and, and it was kind of mine. Like, I enjoyed it. I liked the people I work with. I found the challenges interesting. Um, it wasn't like I'd choose it over fun stuff. You know, like, but I like IT. Uh, but if you hate it, then it's time for you to pivot. Pick up a second major in school or something. Uh, that, that's that's how I went from accounting to IT. Um, or maybe a different kind of coding. That not knowing anything about coding, could a different job do the difference? Maybe it's still coding, but you're just coding something you care about. Because I I'm just again, don't even about coding here. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if I were coding. Name something boring. A new graphing calculator. If I were figuring out, if I were writing whatever makes that fucking thing work, I wouldn't give two shits. I wouldn't care. I'd hate it. I'd be just fucking, <laughs> I'm going to put some errors in here just to fuck with them. <laughs> but, but if I were coding like something new and cool and revolutionary, if, I, if I'm working for Elon Musk, if I'm coming up with some like hyper channel, what do they call it? I, I was going to ask Chiz a question, hyper but I won't. I'll leave him sequestered. Yeah, that hyper loop. You know, oh, if, right, I, if right. I'm coding the software that's going to like, control the the air pressure in the hyperloop tunnel if i'm coding that i'm like fuck yeah i'm the guy who can make sure the pressure's right that's me i I wrote that part of the system but um yeah you're sequestered i i I got lost for a second but uh i I got the impression he wasn't coding i think that he's uh doing some sort of sysadmin work but just the same if that's not your cup of tea either find something in your pie wedge i've talked about this a lot too like you know if you get a a tech degree in like engineering of some sort then you can shift from like engineering to computer science to some other kind of engineering like all these doors are kind of open to you Uh, if you're in the medical field then you can go from x-ray tech to nurse to whatever with just a little bit of enhancement to your skill set you're not starting from zero if you hate it that much maybe you need to switch whole pie wedges and start over you're only 18 or you know lose the weight i I don't know but no i would say that if you hate work you need to do something about it uh if you would rather be doing something than working that's normal no kyle (laughs) (laughs) if you'd rather be doing something else then yeah everybody would rather be somewhere else but if you hate it if you hate going to your job um figure out how to make a change just remember down the tracks not across the street <laughs> I like painkiller already. Cause, I like cause, the ridiculous shit. Because <laughs> this is as good as it's ever gonna be for you, right now. From it, it life is this. It's it, it's a tractor tire on fire, rolling down an embankment. And every now and then, it hops. You know, as it's rolling, and you think, ah, it's it's over. I'm 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 gonna win. I'm going up. I'm I'm. It's over. It's. I, I've changed the direction of life. And then you just bounce back down. You continue to roll down on fire down the hill. So, you know, yeah, find a find a solution you're comfortable with. Pills works. Yep. Down the lane. 
this is terrible advice. <laughs> All of it. And I disagree with it. I think that this guy's already better. got his shit figured out, though. He said, I want to join the military. I need to lose 160, 170 pounds or whatever. That's all he's got to do. He's already got a plan. Work that job that you don't like. Use it as motivation to lose the weight and join the military. Seems like that's what you want to do. I would, I would suggest even like going and talking to a military recruiter about, about what he wants to do. And they might be able to be like, hey, we've got a special fatty program where we get you fuckers in there and give you like an 18-week boot camp. You can start tomorrow. I don't know if that's a thing, but the U.S. military should make it a thing because we got so many fatties in this country. I feel like if they did that, if they had a, if they had fatty mm. boot camp where they lowered the, you know, the levels at which they'll accept someone, like, oh, your BMI's thirty-eight. Cool. Front line. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, though. Actually, I'm just processing it in my head. Like, we might be accepting someone with less potential because he's currently fitter. If we had a fatty program, we might have smarter soldiers. We might have soldiers with better heart. We might like you know you might take a guy and like you know what he's great in every way except pull ups, right? Let's just <laughs> fix that about him, and then you know we'll have a, a, a elevate you know, the if whole it weren't level for his lifetime battle with cholesterol. <laughs> really show the crowds what's for. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's, there, there might be diamonds in the pudge that we can mine and and turn into great soldiers and leaders. The enemy's fucking dropping sausages into their mortars. <laughs> <laughs> they know our weak spot now, right? Bacon spot. launching into the trenches. <laughs> That's what our thing is. Like when when the fatties get captured, they like rip the Prilosec OTC off their necklace and take it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, at least I won't have heartburn as they're beheading me. <laughs> so so on my uh, on my uh, my flight here today, which went very well, by the way. Um, I've. You know, I flew here, then back, and then I'm here again. So I've made a couple LA flights in the last couple of weeks. And uh, first one was terrible. Second one wasn't a whole lot better. This one was real nice, but it was by the 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 skin of my teeth. Just like this, did I escape utter disaster? There were so many fatties on this airplane. There was a woman sitting right behind me. I got the aisle seat. I'm 42C, all the way in the back of this like 737. And as I'm approaching her, I see her. She is hanging out into the aisle. Like, she's taking three quarters of the aisle. The woman next to her in the center seat, she's already been absorbed. Okay? She's already <laughs> been absorbed into the mass. She's part of woman number one now. She's even fatter. She's got that <laughs> elbow thing where, like, the fat oh. hangs over the elbow part so that she doesn't have an elbow anymore. There's just, like, fat hanging from here and from here. So that it's just a hole where her elbow is. Yeah, there's is. that buried recess where you know the elbow goes. That's where bones are. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> she can't bump her elbow. It's cushioned. I'll t I'll she must have been so uncomfortable. She was smiling the whole trip. She was jovial the whole trip. And, she, and when it was time to get off and my back was hurting so much, I, I just stood up and stood there for maybe the last eight or ten minutes of you know a sitting at the runway she just sat there and had no issues with it but that poor woman next to her could have been me it could have been me i walked past two fatties on the way to her i was sandwiched in between them and i'm, I'm trying to count rows in my head i'm like uh 30 that looks like 42 rows yeah yeah oh god <laughs> what is that thing there's a ham beast in 42 42a <laughs> the gravity alone might seat. suck me in but uh, she was gargantuan, and she was in coach, and that's got to be the worst thing if you're overweight to 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 fly uh, to fly in coach. I would hate that so much. I can just imagine the, for me, like if I were three hundred and 
be embarrassing. I feel like the night before even, I'm just like stressed out. I'm like, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's when it happens. I got to fucking get on that plane. God, I hope that the guy next to me is small. God, I hope he doesn't get upset. Ah, uh, you know, it would just be terrible. It would, it would be, it would be weighing on me. And then or you could just buy two tickets, which, I mean, I think that's what a lot of people do, right? I, I think, I think so. I've heard about that. I've never seen it in practice. My, my question would be, with that, is like, wouldn't a first class ticket be better? Like, like uh, if you're doubling. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Why not just get a first class ticket, and then you have that little divider between you and the next person. You can spill wherever you need. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a big big fan of first class. When it, if you have the means, I highly suggest you you travel that way. If you way. have the means, you know. <laughs> Ferris Bueller reference, but yeah, yeah, I, I really dig it. Uh, first class is the way to go. I've I've flown first class a lot. It, it I've flown first first class more than coach, um, and usually there's a way to like make it make sense. Like if I've got a lot of luggage to take when we go to Texas, I'm packing for like six or seven days, and I got like drones and camera equipment and, and a gun or two, and they're on the bags. And uh, and in that scenario, it just makes sense to to fly first class because two check bags for free is another fifty bucks, and then just makes sense. So uh, I usually fly first class, um, but God, I hate coach. I and I I hate the fatties who inflict themselves on the others in coach. Take a bus. <laughs> you want any yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> Take a bus. Anything. Fucking. Take a page out of Chiz's book. Just hop on a rickshaw and away you go. Rickshaw away, yes. Chiz is the king of alternate travel methods. I'm starting to dig it. I think next time, if there's a thing that me and Chiz are going to do together, I'm going to look in uh, getting in, getting in on that with him. I'd like to go on a train ride with Chiz. I don't. I'm not getting on a bus with you. I'm mm. not greyhounding it up with bus mm-hmm. folk. You know, they'll they'll take they'll take one look at my uh, my shattered screened Samsung Alpha and they'll be just trying to beat me to death just to take yeah. it. I don't feel like bus folk. Everything they, every item they see, they don't see it as money. They see it as how many crack rocks they could afford from selling it. That's three crack. Just incentive. Yep, that's three crack rocks. Taylor, give me that broken. Yeah. Have you ever witnessed someone that made you realize he or she is really, really smart? I mean, yeah. Um, Tell a story. And and I I took it as smarter than you, or smarter than me, Mm -hmm. even Mio, for me telling the story. Like, you, you, I don't know. I, I think a good example would be years ago when I, I think he died in 2011. But Christopher Hitchens, he is. It was not so much like him being like all his ideas being great and him being intrinsically brilliant. It was the way that he articulated himself and the way he could phrase himself and his speech is so convincing and so articulate and you know eloquent that I watched that and I'm like, wow. Like I hope someday I can speak like that guy. Just like he's so he was so fast off the cuff, and not just with like a quip or something. He was like someone could make an argument against him, and it's like, oh, that's that's actually a decent point uh, on some things. And then he would come back with you know a multifaceted retort, and it's like, wow, that's that's crazy. But you don't have anyone from your like personal experiences. Oh, You're like, oh I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I guess Einstein, maybe maybe Neil Tyson deGrasse. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, personally, I'd, I'd have to think about it. I mean, of course, I've met plenty of people way smarter than me. I just, none of them have been like, uh, 
I'm walking into class and I see Joe that I underestimated finishing an equation that was formerly got unsolvable a real, on the board. Got like, a real goodwill hunting scenario over there with Joe, I think. We're yeah. going <laughs> to take but him yeah, to CIA like to see if we can profit from this. No. <laughs> I, had, I, I wish I could think of specific examples. I, I remember when I met Taylor for the first time, I, I thought, wow, Taylor's a really bright guy. I, Taylor's one of the smartest people I know. Um, oh, and, that's nice of you. Yeah, yeah, you're very, very bright guy. There, it, it's it, and bright is the word I would use because you're, you're spontaneously intelligent. If that makes any sense, like you can be intelligent about just about anything, um, given a little bit of time and resources. You're, you're a bright guy. Uh, I, I remember recognizing that immediately when I met Taylor, and, and I tell people often, like Taylor's one of the smartest guys I know. I think you are. Um, Thank you. Very funny guy too. Taylor's just multifaceted, multi-talented, great guy. So good, so good. I'm I'm so glad I got worked into this answer. I can keep going. Don't stop. No new topics, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've grown in my later years uh, to think of intelligence differently than I used to. Right? Like I used to just do like who did well in school, you know, and that was a way that I measured intelligence. Now it's a little different than that. You know, I, I worked with a guy I've talked about him before, Patavi Shirnavasan. So much better at coding than me, and I was good. Right, I was better than almost everyone at Cisco, and a lot of people liked me more than Patavi for their projects because I, I got shit done. Whereas yeah, he would your email to remember. <laughs> What's that? I said easier email to remember. <laughs> How the fuck do you spell Patavi? Fuck it, just email that. <laughs> just get Woody. Um, yeah, yeah and she's wrote Hypercube guy in the thing. Yeah, that's the guy. That I was working on this Hypercube routing out fault tolerant Hypercube <laughs> routing algorithm for. Um, <laughs> he's not even close for. Uh, I know. <laughs> for my master's degree and I, I wrote it I was proud of it I showed it to him he wrote it faster and better than I did and uh, and I felt like there wasn't another person on the floor who could write it at all and and Patali stop it with the fucking thing stop it um, so uh, uh, anyway he's much smarter than me but like there's other aspects of smart like like you know kyle for example I, I talk about him in his video ideas all the time he's like much better at, at that and i don't think patabi would be any good at that at all i think that activity is what you're talking about man. yeah yeah and then there's like a musical kind of intelligence and then there's like a um, um you know, that's the, a good e distinction there's an eq right like like there are people who just relate well to other people and it's like magic right yeah it I feel like that's what I'm best at. Like, like, like I, you always talk about the video ideas, and I think I am good at coming up with little ideas and just kind of thinking about silly things to do all the time. Um, like, I made a little bomb the other day and threw up on the roof to scare the guys. But um, EQ, I feel like I'm really good at. I feel like I'm good at self-analyzing uh, myself and figuring out why I do the things that I do and why I feel the way I do about things. And, and sometimes it's not a pretty picture to, like, turn that light on yourself um, and, and to realize, oh, this is your own insecurity eating at you. That's why you're mad right now. That's what that is. That anger right here, that's you not liking you. It ain't got nothing to do with that motherfucker. Cut him a break. And I can do that. And, and I can turn that around also and like look at other people and be like, oh, he's not mad at me. He's mad about his own failings. I, 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 can, I feel like I'm good at analyzing people and, and kind of seeing where they're coming from and why. And sometimes without very much input. So like an interpersonal intelligence, like emotional, uh, yeah, emotional, yeah. yeah. The emotional day that you make your videos, I've been told from even multiple sources that you could be a grumpy guy. I think you've told me that too. Um, yeah, not <laughs> I, I will be on making videos that I feel are much lower pressure. Like remember those Woody Wednesdays where I sat in a chair with a fire behind me during that filming process. I'm hard to get along with. 
because like I, I'm not sure what I'm gonna say, and and then Jackie might say the wrong thing. Like, what? You weren't ready for this? No, it all seemed so set. I had all my bullet points. I, I I said it in my head, and it kept going great. But when it comes to doing it as like a one take or something, it, I that pressure is huge on me, and it's rough. And yep. and you know, and and like you said, it, it's my own insecurity that like, oh man, I thought I had all my act together on this, and and now I don't. And by the way, handling all my own lighting and camera work and shit like that really adds to the distraction of nailing the the part that I'm supposed to do well. Um, but yeah, when it comes to intelligent people, I, I've just started to realize like, wow, you know, it's it's not just IQ as a measure. Like, there's a whole lot of ways in which people make themselves valuable that aren't just IQ. And there's all kinds of intelligence. Yeah. You know, the it's creativity, like music, a, humor. You know those uh, spiderweb graphs you see on video games for how good a character is, where it's like yeah. really high up and it's like strength. And then stamina's a little lower. And then speed. Oh, that's shit. Like, that's how intelligence is. It's like, you know, for me, my art intelligence, it doesn't even come off of the side. Like, it's its not, there's no no peak there. It's just a, a flat line between a two other points. Yeah, it, it's a divot. Yeah, it, it actually <laughs> subtracts from other areas, pulls from that to try and compensate. But a black hole every, of talent. Somehow his strength is held back by his art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes you weaker. Uh, yeah, I, um... Right, and I like I don't like to think I think I'm an above average of intelligence, right? I think I understand things a lot. I think we all work. are. Like, yeah, like, like, if we're talking about above average, you got to keep in mind most of them people out there are fucking dumb dumbs that can't even like. <laughs> Thank God for them. I talked to a woman the other day. She was like at the gas station. She's like, I walk in the gas station. Excuse me, maybe you could help me. And I'm like, I'll try. She says, Which one's unleaded? I look outside, I'm like, well, they're all unleaded. Uh, those numbers out there about the octane rating, it has to do with the tuning of your engine and the pressures. You know, lower octanes, are, are some, sometimes they explode under high pressure. Some of these newer, uh, fancy engines, especially in sports cars, they're running high pressure. And you could have the, you know... Premature detonation. Premature detonation messes things up. Your car's skipping, it's doing it, it's having issues. She's like, but what kind of gas do I put in that car? And I'm like, the cheapest fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever filled up before? Like, do you not? What do you do at the other gas station? She's from Jersey. Yeah. People from Jersey. See, if you're in New Jersey, the state government there has. They didn't just decide. They they made a law that that they knew that their citizens couldn't be trusted, if you will, to operate a gasoline pump. It is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's the least dangerous thing. When I see those gasoline uh, station accidents, where like, here's what happens. And if you're ever if you're out there, people keep a cool head. I don't understand this. I don't panic in situations like this ever. If somehow that pump that's in your car ignites, what you've got right now is gasoline fumes making a little fire there. They're being fed by the fact that you're continually pumping more fuel in there and expelling those gases. If you just turn the thing off and walk away, by the time you get back from paying for that gas, your paint job might be messed up a little bit, but everything will still be there. If you pull that motherfucker out, it's game over, bro. We're all going to die. Like <laughs> You're probably going to spray yourself, the car, and it's a flamethrower, but a real bad one. It's, most it's, people it's... wouldn't do that. Like Most people would yank it out right away because that's that's the common sense thing to do. Like, that's what you Most think people, when they to. run off the road, immediately jerk back with all everything they have, too. And that, that's, that's another thing. That's, dumb that's not good. That's how you flip yourself. That's how you flip yourself. Yeah. Especially so, on yeah, the I, for me. 
when I when I, I feel like that we are the we we are uh, much more intelligent than the average person um, in one way or another. We're at least competent, you know. I mean, most people can't put on fucking deodorant and like brush their teeth and shit, man. Like, like, like I like Taylor's like spider web of skill and strengths, right? And I, I I don't completely concede the intelligence thing. I think I've you know, I've, I've proven my mettle there, but uh, there are other areas in which I succeed too that I think make me a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's intelligence is a weird thing to to wrap your head around because some guys know a lot of stuff and some guys can learn stuff quickly and some guys just seem to uh, well I guess that's it you know some guys can pick a thing up and just all of a sudden have it mm-hmm. and some guys have just collected knowledge for so long and they can maintain it if you're the guy who can learn something and now you have it forever that's a whole different talent yeah. so yeah it's it can be weird sometimes you can think I I meet people all the time that are not doing great for themselves but they're bright people they're 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 smart they you know they could they've got a good sense of humor and then i meet some people who are doing really well mm-hmm. and they're just real fucking dum-dums who have been put in a fucking position they shouldn't be they're they're just scheduling stuff for people flights and and, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and hypothetically and so, yeah yeah i i can only imagine that that, that some sort of I, i'm not gonna do you find that you tend to lend more credence to the areas of intelligence that you personally are good at like for me like if i if someone's funny or clever or like witty i'm always like that's a bright guy what a genius smart absolutely you know because it depends about his sense of humor because sometimes you meet somebody who's just a walking meme generator slash like they 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 just they can they they and i do this a little bit like I've memorized so many punchlines from so many movies and so many comedians that sometimes you'll give me the first half of the joke not un- unwillingly, and I've already got it. There's that yeah. guy, but then there's the guy who's just funny to talk to, who's just constantly like telling a joke that he just made up on the spot. And it's not a knock knock who's there kind of thing. It's it's just, it's a funny story with a with a nice twist, and he and you do this really well. We keep going back to kissing your ass. This is gonna be. But uh, but uh, but you I do that it. very well. You're uh, you know, yeah. I, I like your. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, you're, I like no, that no. you didn't even. Don't let me stop no you. No point where you like. Oh no! Don't do that. Duh, not me. No, no. At this point, I'm just gonna bask like, in it. Just gonna let this happen. <laughs> you know. Hopefully, this is included in the best of when someone makes that, or it's the only best of. You know. Dude, we're gonna I, release I it on a DVD. Like, just us kissing your ass for 20 minutes. <laughs> I was saying it like not just to say like, oh, I lend more credence than it's probably appropriate to someone who's clever. But I don't give enough credence in other areas where someone who like like Mozart, who wrote a bunch of music and was just out of his mind smart. I'll look at that. And because I can't empathize because I don't have those abilities, I'm like, eh, it's just banging on keys. What's he doing? Like, oh, oh, this guy, like something, you know, if a million monkeys typed a million printers eventually. I'm the opposite, dude. When I see a guy who can like play an instrument well, like like especially like in real life, it's like he's a magician. Like, how the fuck did you get that to do that? I have tried so hard to be. I I work at things harder than most, right? I'm not easily denied success at stuff. I have worked harder at the guitar than I than I talk about. The rapist creed. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I I'm not built to be good at guitar. I suck so hard, and I think I always will. Um, and and then there's the like I see people speak multiple languages, or, or I see like the things that people are good at that plug holes in me. Those I think really highly of. I can't play the guitar. My fingers do this lock and pop thing with the with the. Oh, tell gross... me about it. I can't even control my fingers. I have to play left-handed. Really? 
Tell me more about your fingers. Oh, I can't even like hold Disgusting. them together. I'm trying to look, watch this. Watch it. Watch it. Like, like I'll, I'll keep adding. I'm adding pressure. Like more and more and more, more and more and more and more and more and more, and it like snaps. Really? So your fingers are almost like a mouse trap. Yes. Where it's just I, a, a critical mass of tension is reached, and then there's no control. Just close. They are not extra limber chiz. No. no it's, it's because all right. So you know when you're playing guitar, you got to be over here like this. And I have a real hard time doing that. That looks I, like guitar. <laughs> in in my case, um, when you play piano, you go like this. The distance between <laughs> these fingers, I can't alter that. Right. So if you were to, what do put, you do when you play the drums? Oh. So you can't you can't all, you can't do this number. I can't. No. I, that, um, on both hands. Just the one. Or hand, just the one. Which is why yeah. I play left-handed. So so I make this my picking hand, and then I play right-handed. But that that adds another le- like everything. All the the tabulature that you like get mostly mm-hmm. you have to translate it in your head as you're going to like mirror mm-hmm. it, and it just it adds a level of complexity. Yeah, but I know that there's man. someone out there is going to say no, you can get left-handed tabulature, <clears throat> kind of, like you, like a third of it comes left-handed. So now, like it's like, dude, no, I'll just learn to mirror it because flipping back and forth is even harder on me, and yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, I, I wonder- and I suck at it. So, so here's what I, the only thing that even comes close to a musical instrument that I'm good at, good at, mm-hmm. is a keyboard. I feel like, and, and we all are here, right? We can all type. And it's just, it's, it's, it requires no thought. I, I translate, I can translate your words into text without my brain doing anything seemingly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to think about that. My fingers just know where the fucking home row key, get on the home row keys, and we know where all the alphabet is. I feel like that's somewhat like a musical instrument. I feel like I can type as well as like a bad guitar player can play guitar, at least. But yeah. I played when my dad is very good at this. Like, like this is an area that I did not inherit at all somehow. Mm. Um, his grandma taught him to play the guitar at a young age. And once he learned the basics of music, it just kind of makes sense to him, the notes. And he can't, he doesn't know what he's doing necessarily, but he can pick up virtually any instrument and kind of play it. He's not over there playing the saxophone, don't get me wrong. But anything with strings, he can pick up and kind of mess with for a minute and then just be like and play the fucking thing and music comes out and uh like languages like once yeah. you've mastered spanish you know granted it's because these are all romantic languages but once you've mastered spanish you know if that took you a year to get good at it italian's gonna take you a couple months and then french. you know french is gonna take you even less time and then that's something that's super impressive to me and i think incredibly highly of people who can speak like Four languages. I can't even imagine that having I think the Trump's ability to for... like a trans. I guess a translator, like Seven? that entire thing of like listening to something in a different language. Who's in my I head? God, I could be wrong. I, I thought she spoke like Slovakian higher. or wherever she's from. Slovenian. I think she's from Slovenia. I think. I, I thought she only spoke two, but I could be wrong. Oh, oh, maybe this is it. His son speaks two. His, um, his son uh... with her. He speaks Slovenian and English. That's where I was getting that. Yeah, oh. I'm thinking Which more like cool. three or four languages. A lot of people speak two, but if I talk to someone, not to say that's not impressive, I only speak one. But if someone tells me like, "Oh yeah, I speak English, French, German, you know, Italian," it's like, wow, this person, they've got to, they've got to have a lot of conjugations and shit going on in their head and tenses and I don't know. It seems hard. Very difficult. Um, I, I I knew a guy, my roommate that. That, uh, that I had when I was 19, he was from Lithuania, and so he spoke Polish and Russian and Lithuanian and 
at least and one more and English and then maybe one more. I think, I think it was five languages total. But if you think about it, many of those languages are very similar. Russian and mm-hmm. Lithuanian are very close to the point where like I'll be watching a movie and I'll hear them say a knakui and I know what they're saying or a kurva. If there's kurva is bitch, um, a knakui is either fuck you or I think nakui is maybe fuck something like that so i'll rec- i'll pick those words out every now and then i think uh, if i want to ask you what time it is it's like manpatinka alus achnak no 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 yeah it's manpatinka alus i think that's how you ask what time it is but like hanging out with him like they would they would speak lithuanian in private when they argued so i can remember being like on the porch like off hanging off of our, our apartment and we're just drunk as shit drinking and smoking cigarettes and sitting out there and all of a sudden, they'd get in a little argument in English. And then all of a sudden, it would, tra- it would change to Lithuanian. <laughs> and I would just be sitting there like... And they would apologize. They'd be, like, like, my, my friend would be like, sorry, Kyle, but we're going to have to do this in Lithuanian. And then they just fucking, like, <laughs> a thousand miles an hour because the second one... His English was... I'm gonna, he was like 90% uh, effective at English. Let, let's, let's put his English rating at there. Um, although, I don't know if all of us are... I, don't, I know some people that... Americans who haven't quite gotten to 95%. You think I should do an ad here? Is that what this says? Yeah. I think so. Next break. We just want everyone to remember that this episode of Painkiller Painkiller Already is being brought to you in part by Squarespace. When you work with Squarespace, your site will look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. There's no coding required. Uh, It's very intuitive and easy to use. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your website to ensure security and stability. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. And of course, it all starts at only $8 per month. You get a free domain if you sign up for a year. And when you start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com, you need to use our code. It's PKA, of course, and you get 10% off your first per, uh, purchase. So check out Squarespace if you need any of those things done. It's, it's great. If you're, if you're about to establish your web presence out there, whether it's whether it's something, uh, whether it's a business that you've created, or, or you know, it's, it's some smaller project, regardless of what it is, what it is, whether it's small or large, Squarespace is the place to start. Really easy to to, to work with, and when you use our code, ten percent off. Be professional right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And I believe I have one more here. Total Warhammer, right? What is Total Warhammer? Excuse me. What is Total War? Warhammer. It's a fantasy <laughs> strat, right? Let's it's start a, over. Yeah. What is Total War? Warhammer. It's a fantasy strategy game of legendary proportions. Total War Warhammer combines an addictive turn-based campaign of conquest and empire building with explosive, colossal, real-life battles, all set in the vivid, incredible world of Warhammer fantasy battles. Some, um, it's the perfect match. Uh, excuse me. Oh, it's the perfect match. Total War, Total War Warhammer is a marriage made in gaming heaven. Warhammer is a rich, high fantasy world of perpetual war and massive battles. Uh, it's a critically acclaimed epic scale conquest-based strategy game. Um, it's gorgeous, high fantasy world of perpetual war and conquest on a colossal scale brought to you. This is a little repetitive here. Um, two, epic fantasy. Total- I'm sorry, Chiz. I'm really just butchering your ad read here. I am going to read this ad, and I'm going to beat Kyle at ad reading. Man, okay, go for it. I want to see it, because it's a bit confusing the way it's uh, formatted. All right, I might be full of shit, but here we go. What is Total War Warhammer? (laughs) Someone put their mouse over it and covered the words immediately. (laughs) Who is that? Who's the fucking green lava? (laughs) 
It's the green llama that covered the words. It's on not this me. Thing. I'm not even. <laughs> what is Total War Warhammer? It's a fantasy strategy game of legendary proportions. Total War Warhammer combines an addictive turn-based campaign of conquest and empire building with explosive, colossal, real-time battles, all set in the vivid and incredible world of Warhammer fantasy battles. Some things you should know about this incredible game. One. It's the perfect match. Total War Warhammer is a marriage made in gaming heaven. Warhammer is a rich, high fantasy world of perpetual war and massive battles. Total War is a critically acclaimed, epic-scale, conquest-based strategy game. Total War plus Warhammer is a gorgeous, high fantasy world of perpetual war and conquest on a colossal scale, brought to life in hours and hours of gripping strategy gameplay. Epic fantasy, Total War style. No one's done Warhammer or even fantasy like this before. From personal skills of characters to 20,000 roaring orcs, no fantasy strategy game is this big and detailed. As a fantasy spectacle, it is unmatched. If you're a PC gamer and not involved, you're missing out. Factions that all feel and play differently. Each race is wholly different with their own unique characters, campaign mechanics, battlefield units, and play style. Select between valiant men of the Empire and vengeful dwarfs, the murderous vampire counts, or brutal orcs and goblins of the Greenskin tribes. The game is very deep, but the gameplay is simplified, accessible to every anyone, and everyone wanting to stick their toe in the waters of Total War Warhammer. It's clear and intuitive UI. You'll begin stomping on your foes in no time. But that's enough rambling. Check out Total War Warhammer for yourselves today. The game releases on PC and Steam on Tuesday, May 24th, 2016. So check it out. Thank you. Steam. I use Steam now. I'm going to check that out. I didn't know how great Steam was until I tried making it. Or until I signed up and downloaded Age of Mythology. But this is a great service. It's no so wonder good. people. I don't understand all the jokes of like, oh man, I spent ten grand on my Steam account and I haven't played any games. Like, that's just uh, foolish. Will. That's that's silly. But so or maybe I I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe I. Will I haven't spent a bunch of money, but but like I was fortunate enough because of our kind fans that they all went and uh, uh, my Steam ideas ideas OFPS Kyle O and they gifted me so many games, so so many games, a couple hundred dollars worth of games, like various people nice. over the last year or so. So I've got, mm-hmm. I have. Lots and lots of games that I've never played, and lots of games that I have played, thanks to the kindness of strangers. Uh, Company of Heroes, someone gifted to us. Um, if you're out there and you gifted us that game, get back in touch with me on Steam. Um, yeah, let us know, Because I'd like to play with you some. Um, I, I just lost touch with you and, and don't have your contact stuff uh, on, on Steam and everything, but I really do appreciate those codes uh, for the game that you won at that tournament or whatever, and uh, and we're loving the game. I'm definitely, I'm really loving mm-hmm. the game. I'm into it. Do you yeah. still play with Sour? Yeah. Does yeah. he like? Does he like buy every game you buy and just like stay in the group? Yep. Yeah. I. How big would you say that group is? Like, eight people. Eight people ish. Yeah. And like, then there's others that come and go buy games. Yeah, it's a revolving door, but it's like the same core. Yeah, we see we see a hand, we see that same handful of names uh, repetitively. Maybe five guys is a better number. But, you know, there's like I won't start naming I, names, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's. A little core group of guys that the travelers they come from game to game but there must be another hundred who want to play a game with me who message me all the time and we just like miss each other because of our schedules or they're always playing a cod game or something like that and i'm always on rts but yeah lots of the pka guys get on there uh i joined the pk steam group the other day that that, that just started up i think i'm in that now. um yeah yeah that's cool that, that i haven't um i think that'll be a good way for us to like get together with players and uh and play games uh I but yeah you're Steam is great. I haven't talked to Sour in a while, but I really like that guy. Like, I, I hope that he gets whatever he wants in life. 
achieves whatever he defines success as. Like crushing ad reads. Crushing ad reads. <laughs> yeah, you did, something about the way that was written. Like, like there's a part where there's I, like two or three different fonts. And I took the first font that's small. It said some things you need to know about this uh, game. I thought that was a little note from Chiz to me. And I was like, okay, so here are some things that I need to know. And then I, so so I, I, in my head, I'm like, shit, he didn't give me an ad read. I got to paraphrase this and like tell him what I'm like, like give my impressions from this read like live like, or something. As, and it really threw me off. As I was reading it, I benefited from the fact that you found the tripping points already. Like Total War Warhammer, for example, isn't an easy, mm -hmm. it, like it doesn't roll off the tongue for me. And Kyle like, stormed the beach and you <laughs> came up and took the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, he's like, this seems a little repetitive. And I'm like, like, oh, that's the part. Yeah, just keep going, keep flowing, Woody, keep flowing. You know, repetitive or not, you, you know all these words, just say them out loud in the right order and you'll be okay. I like yeah. how you're describing this with the same fervor that like Eminem does an eight mile when he's spitting just off the top <laughs> of his head and you're reading an ad like oh it's going <laughs> swimmingly so far i know that word i know that word. What's up? oh i know that word three syllables eat shit i know that one like, <laughs> dude i want to I, I was watching my pka 178 rap like i worked it into i do these time lapses in my vlogs and i put them to music and uh everyone fusses about my music i do my very best and i'm like you know what i've got a couple songs in my own library so i took the pka 178 intro rap that i made do, kyle do you remember that pk78 intro rap yeah you know woody i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you here you're saying it you like this one it's so you said yeah i like that at the end it of it because i'm an entertainer <laughs> i lied <laughs> <laughs> i don't um, I let, let's have a throwback then, because I'm maybe I'm not recalling it well. Yeah, I'd like to listen to it. I, I'm well, I, it that's up. a lie, but I'd like to know what you're talking about, and that might entail listening to the song. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So here's the thing: it, it's it's the very beginning, so you don't have to wait much, and um, uh, we'll just listen to it. I think it lasts about a minute, minute and a half. Uh, oh, let me flip over to the so people can see it. Ready, set, play. Uh, Just wait. I'm not bad. Oh, I'm on the front page of Reddit. Welcome to the show. This is gonna be great. It's PKA178. Lefty's on the mic. Some say he's a racist. He told me himself, let's get back to the basics. Black, Asian, or crazy gypsy. He kills up quickly and chugs down his whiskey. Next is a man known as FPS Kyle. The stuff he says can be downright wild. Unicorns, dildos, and lots of guns. Look out for bathrooms when he has the runs. Finally, it's me. I'm fucking awesome, but I don't like to brag. He's a pedo. My haters is the worst part. Sorry, haters, the <laughs> body's never found. Topics are sterling and mass genocide. Best part. We <laughs> share it all, and we will misguide. Our opinions are silly, our stats are invented, our stories are crazy, our thoughts are demented. Hold on tight and get yourself ready. The gang's all here. This is Pink Killer already. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right, I we like can stop here. Come on. <sighs> so, I mean, honestly, compared to your uh, the music video, like the NoobTube one, <laughs> that was that was brilliant compared to that. The NoobTube like, one was good. I think you might be thinking of um, the Bon Jovi one. 
that that I might sang. be it. I don't yeah. recall, but one of those. I'm your was, daddy, I, and you're I, in my crosshairs. It legitimately took me, and this came out like five years ago. <laughs> I had to. I I got to like 90 seconds in, like four times in that video before I'd be like, "Oh my god, no! I can't, I can't even do this! I can't even do this!" Like Woody's one of my friends, and oh my god! I think if you like Google most epic commentary ever, it still comes up first. I'm, oh, I'm sure it does. You know, you cornered that market. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But yeah, that was much better. But you know. Kyle is is very clearly not a fan. You know. I, I'm sorry. I'm on the front page of Reddit. I was just saying what that was about. <laughs> the um, but no, I like that song a lot. You're oh, you're on the right. front page of Reddit for something? Ah, uh, yeah, an old clip. They nice. um, but but yeah, after after getting a refresher on that, that was good. It you're wasn't absolutely bad. right. Yeah, that, that is your best singing performance ever, and I don't even mean by uh, not by a little, by like bit wider than my arms will go because most of your singing is. So <laughs> And it so makes hard. me cringe so hard. Uh, and, and and you try. So we've all got notes we can't we can't hit. I'm not fucking Pavarotti over here, all right. Uh huh. But you gotta smooth that shit over and, and lower that shit down to another note. Like like if you can't hit that high note, you gotta come on down here for a little bit. Yeah. You hit them hard. You don't <laughs> care. Your voice will break, and you'll just give it more more like more oomph. You'll, you you're like my voice is breaking. My diaphragm must must just need more pressure. Ah! <laughs> and like like. Maybe I can will the sound into being pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Through sheer force of will, I will make this song. You are the best <laughs> singer in the world, but um, that uh, was a very good rap. That was I, great. I want to get that guy. Who's the guy who like he was willing to be on the show? He was the rap battle champion, white guy from Philly. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? I don't know. Mm, he, he participates in these rap battles all the time. White guy from Philly. I, I bet I can find his name in a hurry. If Chiz doesn't know it, he's not typing it. Um... He's the guy. Do you remember when he tore down that guy for being fat? Yes. Yeah. That guy. Uh, oh. Mac Leap? No. I remember. Rap battle fat jokes. I bet he comes up near the top. Uh, Roan, I think, is his name. We were going to get Roan on the show for a while. It looks like she just found it first. And, uh, I, dude, I like, when he comes, I'm going to have some prepared rhymes. Take that guy on. <laughs> It'd be fun, but uh, he keeps like I don't know something happened with the scheduling or like he he I think he agreed <clears throat> in context and then he just like sort of falls off the radar for a bit and uh, we haven't asked yeah. him for a while. But I yeah. want to take well, on Rome. I, I don't think I'd ever heard that rapping before, and it's far and away your best musical endeavor. So good, <laughs> in fact, I'd say we just label it your coup de gras and you leave that part of yourself in the past entirely. Never to revisit. I have more to offer this world. Not musically. <laughs> Honestly, any, all that you would be doing is like what M. Night Shyamalan did, where he came out with a couple things, everybody loved him, and then he just drilled it into the ground. His new movie has good reviews. Does oh, it? Well, my whole point's uh, fucking ruined. Not What's good reviews. Movie? It has okay reviews, mm, and they're better called? than they've been in a long time. So it's called um, The Visit, I think. Oh, my God. Does I it have a twist it. by chance? The visit, I think. Um, thank you, Chiz. I was right. Um, but yeah, Shyamalan really. So they were, you know, he was on the cover of Time. I think, you know, next Spielberg question mark. I remember that. Um, yeah. Time magazine should just they, they forever lost credibility after some shit like that, right? That was embarrassing. <laughs> so Six Sense is excellent. Unbreakable is very good. Um, after that, I have a hard time getting on board Signs with anything. I liked. Oh yeah, thank you. Signs. I, I feel like Signs is good. Um, 
I don't know what doesn't make it very good. I guess maybe Signs, the plot holes. Your opinion like, is... The, the plot holes are bad, but it's also the fact that, like, I feel like you have a distorted perception of Signs because it's like Sixth Sense. It's objectively a good movie, I think, is not a stretch to say. Most people like that movie. It's mm-hmm. good. Like, that twist at the end, you're like, you can see it coming, but it's still there. I didn't, yeah. Signs only looks good when you compare it against like Lady in the Water and all that nonsense he made in later years. And you can look back and be like, ah, oh, he was good in the Sixth Sense Signs days. But if you go back and watch Signs again, you will be very disappointed. It's not I'll a good movie. I have to do that because I, I remember I Signs highly. And as I watched everything come together, like the, the glasses, the baseball, the failed baseball, like it, everything comes together. And I'm like, oh, like... This guy has been laying out clues for me for the last hour and a half. And now, like, like the, the notion is, like, everything happens for a reason. And it, everything seemed to suck until that day in which all these things came together to be very important. Yeah, it's the water thing, though. Like, that's the water all that it takes to make the, that, the movie stupid. Like, it's... And you're right. He does lay out clues. But when it gets to the end and the crux of the matter is... Uh, spoiler alert, oh, the aliens, they never foresaw that the most abundant, you know, <laughs> compound on our planet is actually death to them. Like, it, it makes so little sense that it doesn't make sense why they couldn't, or, like, just manufacture some other reason. You or know? or oh. wear some clothes when they came. How about a rain jacket before you invite, invade <laughs> Earth? That would have solved the whole problem. You put a rain slicker on that alien and give him a stick, and he is infinitely more lethal. It, it, the aliens were bad. Shyamalan was great with everything he did. I love the the religious stuff. I love that, like you know, you know this this never lose your faith Swing kind of away. thing with Gibson. Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. Both of those child actors. One of them is Macaulay Culkin's brother, by the way. Excellent. Ah. Lots of great acting in that movie. Um, but man, there's something about the what. Just do the aliens different, or like make them. They just needed to be better and different. And I think that he just wasn't good at that. They seemed almost like an afterthought. They, I feel like they, they were making this great movie and they just kept making it, kept making it, and at the end they were like, well, yeah, we'll have some CGI aliens at the end. They're going to be super scary. And it just never came together. I had no problem with how the aliens looked. I thought, I thought that when Joaquin Phoenix is watching the news and uh, he's watching like, like Telemundo or something, he's watching some Mexican broadcasting Telemundo. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you can see the alien kind of in the back, and he's like, Vamanos, children, Vamanos! Like, he's trying to see what's going on, and that alien kind of like, like, it's like walking, and they freeze frame, and it's like, doing one of those. I was like, shit, those are what's coming? Fuck. Fuck. That's bad. <laughs> like... They're scary aliens, and, and I already have that phobia of, like, gray men, you know, the classic aliens that are, like, big heads, gray-skinned, and with the big eyes from watching all those movies when I was a kid. So, that was scary for me, but, you know, they're allergic to water, so much so that it's, like, they're, there is nothing you can pour on a human being that'll burn them like that, that you would just keep in a room. Like, I, if you, no. th- if you I don't know if you've ever, um, I got battery acid on me the other day. It didn't burn. I washed it. I, I was like, oh, look at this. I got battery acid all over me. I'm going to walk nonchalantly to the sink and shh, now it's gone. That's how battery acid is. You got to wait for, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 seconds before it starts hurting or starts really doing anything. These things got a little water on them and they're just like, like they're, it, it was like they were made out yeah, of baking like soda a, and someone was throwing vinegar at them or something. It was, psh, they're reacting to it and it's like, wasn't there enough water vapor in the air? Like, if I put a cold drink right here, it's going to be sweating in a minute. 
if they're yeah. if they're that allergic to water, then presumably just breathing our air is like breathing poison constantly. Yeah. Like it's, it's because there's sense. like a suspension of disbelief that you give movies, but if it's too ridiculous that even a layman can look at, like you know when you watch a movie about hacking, you can kind of distance yourself and be like. You know, when the lady's like, we got to find a way into the mainframe past the O code. Oh, do you have the, the coordinates? Yeah, I'm locking in now. You're like, okay, that's not how fucking tech support works, but whatever. <laughs> but with this, like, you see water, and it's so glaringly obvious right in your face that you can't ignore it. You can't. Yeah. You can't ignore like it and still have stuff. a good time. I, I think anyone who's knowledgeable about a, about a subject or a topic, when they see it portrayed in the movies incorrectly... It can do that. Guns are a big thing like that for me. When I see a movie that handles guns very well, like John Wick, mm. I'm really down. There was only maybe one or two scenes in John Wick that I thought were a little meh. I just I didn't feel like he had enough recoil in his shotgun when he shot it. Other than that, it's perfect. He's reloading you know when he's uh, supposed to. Go annoying, ahead. Like, as far as those experts go, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeting about like nonsense, like actually in gravity, you would have seen uh, Venus in a different point in the sky. And what, what what it all comes out of is we're all star stuff, and it's like like we got we get it. You're real, real so, bright. Like, come on. I think you're reading him all wrong. So so I think uh, Tyson. Let's call him Tyson from now on. I think that's that's easier. Neil deGrasse Tyson. How about this um, Neil? Neil. Because uh, there's another guy. We already have so a the Tyson. black science guy. His thing is all about exposing the masses to to. To, 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 to space and science and, and, and all that stuff. And he's purposefully skipping over those of us who are probably already into it anyway. I love space. I'm so interested in it. If I, if I could just, like, if, if you give me a wish to do anything, it's astronaut. It's astronaut every fucking time. I would love to be up there doing that. I would love it. It would be incredible to be on the, on the edge of pioneering. My father would warn you not to be a space pioneer. <laughs> oh, I want. To, I would love to be a space pioneer. I'd do that shit in a heartbeat. Let's go. Some space pussy. It'd be great. But, space pussy. <laughs> yeah, space pussy. I imagine you blow a load in, in space and zero-g and just floating around like a little snowstorm inside the capsule after a while. You just... Uh, I really made a mistake here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like, like sneezing would get out of control real quick on a space station too. Because that's something that's not like, like it's a joke of like, oh, you know, beating off all over the place. But what if a sneeze sneaks out? Just, because those people do it in twos. Well, you just, you know, you, you, you net those boogers and go about your day, right? I don't know. And how does that like... propulsion stick around? Like... Let's say that it goes whatever 120 miles an hour and sneeze. Does that just continue in space until it hits the far wall? Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, the so, atmosphere so, so in I the space what, station, it'd be like you. being in a plane. So if you sneeze in the plane, the sneeze doesn't go like it hit you in the face when you're sitting there in your seat. Like it's because it's a contained, you know, not affected by the external world atmosphere. I think what you're suggesting, Woody, is what if you sneezed in space? Would the boogers continue on forever? Yeah, and what's answer, to slow it down, right? Like, the only thing to slow it down are like little space particles that are just out there, you know, not too many of them. Or if it hits something, yeah, that booger will fly forever. It'll probably get caught into the gravitational field of something else and ended up being, a, yeah. being another little satellite around the planet if out I there. If I throw a little booger satellite. on Earth, eventually the, the dense atmosphere and gravity will slow it down and pull it to Earth, right? If I do it's it... It's how hard you throw it. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> so if I throw a, a baseball in space, like let's just say we open the, the doors of the space shuttle and I'm outside throwing it as hard as I can, 
I think that thing soars for a long time. Till it hits something. Yeah. There, I don't think space is it. There's something in there. There's little space particles and shit flowing around. No? Yeah, there's little space particles, but things will just slow down. You just know, barely, but then gravity's yeah. out there. Pull it. I think. I think the the, the, so anyway, the gravitational I, fields out there. I think more. Kyle in this hypothetical spaceship coming and sneezing everywhere is just going to leave the walls a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it'd float around. It'd be all like it'd just be floating around. In Why here, would it stop? Have, you'd have to be like because it hit the inside of the spacecraft. You know, like like. I'm oh, you about, think it wouldn't stick to the wall? Um. Yeah, I guess it would stick to the wall if it ever hit the wall. You know, I, I'm just gonna. Why wouldn't it just travel to the nearest wall? I, I don't know, Woody. Where... I want to live in a snow globe full of cum. That's why. Just, 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 just go with it. Okay. All right. I'm now, <laughs> now we're on the same page. I mean, that's what we all want, really. <laughs> just floating around everywhere. You yeah. No. Like, no. I, I don't know. Now that you that's say it, I share fun. the same dream, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder space if would... there is a station where astronauts can masturbate. Because there's no way they're allowed to just be fucking up there. Although, like, they couldn't stop you. Yeah, they couldn't yeah, be like, hey, I'm... you two cut it out. You know, you're I like, feel watch, like I'm me. a watch million me. We miles send away. another shuttle? <laughs> I yeah. feel like you're if paying you're in $10 NASA, million dollars to everybody watch knows. Yeah. I feel like if you're in NASA, you're like, oh, yeah, back in the 80s when they put women on every fucking ship, why do you think that was? What kind of experiments do you think we were running up there? You know, back in, back in the 90s when this happened, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, first guy to jack off. That was Neil. Second, you know, first kind of fuck. That was Betsy and Lewis. You know, I, I, first kind of jack off is probably that monkey. You <laughs> <laughs> probably made Old it about halfway through the process. God damn it! You know, Bobo's masturbating again. He broke out of his chains. God damn it! One, you, you, we, we need one monkey, and you pick the masturbator. <laughs> I wouldn't bet against that. That's great. We know he's a bit of a renegade, but no one's matched those scores. You, know? <laughs> you ready it's for your topic? Low. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I cut off all the Taylor masturbatory monkey talk? Um, this one's caught my attention on the, you guys have heard me say earlier, the Patreon levels, one of them asks questions. and uh, What does it mean to be a man? What are some things all men should know how to do? Something about the first half of that question, what it means to be a man. And I don't know that I crush it on this, but there's a certain amount of self-reliance that to me defines manhood, right? And that can be self-reliance in our real world, having to do with like supporting yourself and being your own guy and, and not depending on someone else to be you. And, uh, or, you know, it could be some other thing like accountability, dropping some guy in almost any environment and, and they're being capable of dealing with it to me is like a part of manhood, right? You know, if, if your freaking luggage is lost and you're a helpless little bitch, then that, I'm dinging your manhood. I'm pulling your man card on that. Um, you, know, you should be able to, you know, to, to like figure out your way through the world. I agree with much of that. I think it goes beyond what you can do. And uh, I lost my whole train of thought. God damn it. No. A man so, wouldn't have. Yeah. So I was talking about being lost. I was talking about self-reliance. I was talking about not depending ah, on taking other people. Res- it's taking personal responsibility for things. It's it's manning up to things, if you will. Okay. Um, um, I, I think that's a big one. I think it's someone who can uh, who, who can admit their, when they've done wrong, who can admit when they're mm. when they are wrong. Yeah, uh, that's a big I, one. I, th- I think that's a little bit of a part of it. Um, some, for some reason, I feel like 
there's some things you need to be able just be able to do. Like you should be able to change your own fucking tire. Like there's no excuse for you being like getting a flat and being like, oh, I hope I can call some nice strong man to help me. Like like because that's what a lot of you people out there do. That's you just not necessarily like, that's like a skill anymore, though. You can just Google that wherever you are. Like, you think you know, so? Like you don't have to know how to Shit. change a tire in the moment. Like I have before, and I didn't have to Google it. But if you need to, like. I don't know, man. It's I think I think there's a lot of people that if you put them out there for the first time doing it, they'd really struggle, and it might take them an hour to change a tire, and then they might die because they didn't get it back on all the way. <laughs> yeah, or they get hit while on their side of the road. That could. Something that's like much that. much more likely. That's yeah, the that, more that common happens. Way. Yeah. Well, I think manhood all comes down to bacon and Old Spice and <laughs> the Expendables three and you know everything else that's sold to us. I don't know. I, I t- totally agree with you. It's just it really comes down to accountability, I think, and. Uh, I guess, like, autonomy in your emotions, if that makes sense. An ability to, you know, take some shit or a bad external situation and not immediately let it impact you and kind of be like, all right, let's slow this down, let's make a plan, and move from here. You know, not letting yourself get too flustered, if that makes sense. But, you know, that's not to say that if something shitty happens and you get flustered, you're suddenly not masculine or something. Nobody's perfect all the time, but Mm -hmm. it's just the way you handle problems, I would think. I, I I really think of like guy. I think of people who have like manned up in situations, like guys who have gotten girls pregnant at a young age, and we're like, oh, time to throw away the baseball glove and bat because it's time to be a man now. You know, it, it's it's like no more games, and you know that, and that's what I've been avoiding my whole fucking life because I've seen. That sounds that. horrible, right? I, I'll never forget my uh, my brother-in-law like like got my uh, half sister knocked up when she was like 18 or 19 or something mm. like that, and it was like I, I didn't go to the wedding, but I saw the wedding photos, and we were talking about, it, and I was just like, even as a kid then, and I mean I was 12, I was like, his shit is ruined, he's fucked, he's fucked now, he is he's about to have twins, he's 18, he's got nothing to his name. He's lucky enough that his father um, has this business that maybe he can intern at some and learn his and, and yeah. like work his way up the ladder. But he's got nothing, and he worked his ass off. He worked hard. I've told the story before. He got multiple can you jobs. Tell it. I, I I love this story. Yeah. So he um he uh he got to support my sister. Right. Twins are on the way. Um. He's eighteen. She's nineteen. Something like that. Um. He worked for his father at a rock quarry. Hard. Many more hours than than he than he normally would or anyone else did working like 12 hour days and uh that was taking up all of his time monday through friday so he got a new job pressure washing houses on the weekend he went and bought himself a pressure washer for a few hundred dollars but put ads out there advertised everywhere and he would travel around on the weekends and pressure wash houses all day that and he'd do it at night after after work if he had time he worked nonstop and save just save up enough money to you know get a family started and uh and he kept doing it and at this point they're very well off like they both of them uh took to that, started working hard, and now they have a chain of daycares. Like, I don't know how you get from point A to point B. I guess I do, but it's not a fun story. But now they have a chain of businesses that they own together, and they're very successful with it. They, they do very, very well for themselves. I don't know if either of you know what it costs to put a, co- a child in daycare all day, uh, but it's really fucking expensive. Like, it, I, I've been there before and seen how many kids they've got, and they've got multiple locations, and I'm just like fucking a hundred two hundred three hundred four hundred five hundred six a grand like there's a grand right there like <laughs> it, it really adds up so um yeah worked hard uh and he could have very easily and you see it happen all the time and maybe i'm not at 18 i don't know what i would have done uh-huh. uh, maybe if i'd loved the girl i, I think I, I know what i would have done if i loved the girl but if i'd made a mistake at 18 i don't know what i would have done 
But I know what he did, and uh, he definitely went the be a man route and uh, and worked his ass off until it. That's that would have become Taylor Juarez from Albuquerque. <laughs> so you, you guys haven't seen my what? video today, but I, I talk about, you know, basically I'm like wealth and wealth inequality is fair, right? Different people put different amounts in, you get different amounts out. There are opportunities, especially if you live in like a first world country, you, know, you can make a thing happen. And uh, I made this video, How to Get Rich in 22 Years, and the feedback from it, a lot of it was like, well, I don't know, use 10% as your interest rate, I think 9.5 would be better. It's like, dude, your problem is not 9.5 versus 10%, your problem is you did nothing. You didn't invest at all. And you're sitting here finding reasons why you shouldn't have, trying to poke holes in something instead of doing a thing. And um, a lot of people, one guy even said, you know, well, I'm a white male, so what do I know, right? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. And, uh, but then I look at this guy. This guy who like got a job at the quarry, I guess, with his dad that helped a lot, and uh, and then he leveraged that into buying like a pressure washer, and then he goes from the pressure washer to the next step to the next step. Now he owns a chain of daycares. Um, these opportunities. Before you know it, he has a red paper clip. <laughs> <laughs> these opportunities are out there. Um, most people just don't buy pressure washers and drum up business for themselves and create enterprises out of nothing. Mm -hmm. But the opportunities are there. You know, it, it didn't take any special instruction to become a pressure washer. Um, so anyway, that, that stories like that are, are really, I, I have, the, remember I talked about how multiple languages, um, musicians, they're just magic to me. Entrepreneurs like that, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who just like, and I can do it. One of the things that upset me uh, the most about uh, Obama was when he said that you didn't build that thing about entrepreneurship. Because I feel like not only does that hurt me personally a little, because it's like I kind of built a little thing over here, but it's like I know people who did build things, and, and nobody was fucking – they didn't pull a fucking uh, slot machine uh, handle before, before they got their business rocking and rolling. They fucking went bankrupt twice, and then their third business took off because they did fucking you, worked Obama their say? ass. Real huh? quick. I don't know what he said, if you could say that. Oh, it, it's something like, you know, you guys who are out there who have this and have that, you didn't build that. You know, you, uh, he said that one of his biggest pet peeves were, was people who were successful who don't know that they got lucky or something like that as well. And I don't care for that. I, I don't care for that, and I don't think it's a, a good way to look at things for the next generation. <laughs> That's what you want. A president who believes the reason he's in the office is because of a stroke of Let luck. Let me read it to you. Um... If you were successful, someone along the way gave you some help. There was a great teacher somewhere in your life. Somebody helped to create this unbelievable American system that we have allowed you to thrive. Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you've got a business, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. The internet didn't get invented on its own. Government research created the internet so all the companies could make money off the internet. So that, that's the full context, right? Fuck and, you. Yeah, so what Fuck they did off. is they took the piece of it. If you've got a business, you didn't build that. But I guess what he's really saying is, like, the reason America is great is not just your entrepreneurship drive. Yeah. It's the roads. It's the internet. So I have, a, I have a, a YouTube channel that I'm proud of, right? Did I build that? I, placed, I had a role in it, right? That's for sure. But someone else invented the internet, right? I didn't make the YouTube platform. There's a whole lot of infrastructure that I benefited from. And I think that was what Obama was trying to say. That's really fucking annoying to hear from any politician who is, for most of their life, a career politician. Like, he was an attorney before this, briefly, wasn't he? Mostly uh, trying to parlay that into a political career, if I'm not mistaken. It's just... When someone who quite literally has a career built on the backs of his constituents starts judging you, saying, we're the ones that allowed you to do this. You know, people invested in roads, us, so that you could get to work and do this. It's just, I don't know, it's disrespectful and condescending. 
and it's a clear pandering attempt to those who haven't succeeded and attempt to make go. them think, oh, I haven't succeeded, and Obama knows why, too. You know, fucking the Pfizer guy from 100 years ago just lucked out. Like, I, it, I see nonsense. it differently, actually. Like, cause I, here's, I, a new, here's another thing that he said. This a lot is of you want to watch this. Hey, let me go on before we watch it. Okay. I, I also feel like I didn't build that. I feel like, you know, like my role in this thing existed in an ecosystem that allowed the thing that I did to work out. And it, it doesn't bother me in the same way that it bothers you. I um, what I mean, in the video, I keep referring to my video because it's on my mind um, and, and the reaction to it. I told people it was their responsibility where they are like, oh, right. You know, do you think this wealth inequality is just that you lost some grand lottery? No. Like the fact that there's a billionaire over there doesn't stop you at all from becoming your own millionaire or billionaire. And uh, it didn't yeah, go well. Yeah, wealth is not a zero-sum game. It, and it didn't go well. People didn't like to hear that they are responsible for where they are. They like to believe that it was just bad luck. And I think back to like these political campaigns that was running in my head. Like Hillary was like, you better believe I hold those banks responsible for allowing people to take out loans they couldn't pay back. And I'm like, man, really? Because I always kind of held the people that took out the loans responsible. Those no income, no job loans, whatever. You know what you did? You know you can't buy a mansion? right you took out a loan you couldn't pay back you're like kind of a thief to me and i've got people in my extended family who did that who took out those big loans got houses they couldn't live in couldn't pay off the mortgages stayed there for like years while they were like in the process of going bankrupt and then went to florida and uh, i'm not talking about my parents by the way they're in florida when you get it twisted <laughs> but um uh, uh yeah it, you're anyway. totally right. The way they outsource responsibility onto it's all the banks. Term. You know, it, they forced you to come in and apply for that loan that you knew if you could do some simple math that you're not going to be able to pay this off in the way that they've planned. Like it, not to like the banks shouldn't have been allowed to offer those in the first place because it's predatory, uh, hmm. in a way. But those people should also have the wherewithal to look at it and be God, just like looking at a Lamborghini, being like, this would be so great, but I just can't. Disagree. McDonald's isn't predatory, uh, and and neither were those banks. Those people were stupid. I was working, um, I was working in finance in 2005. It was fucking. It was. Cl I saw this so many times with cars. You know, this is a, a, a tenth of, uh, of of what we're talking about with homes. Mm -hmm. So many people just don't get it. And, and like I, sitting there at that desk uh, on the to to have sat across the desk from so many people that are purchasing a car and talk about car payments and see what th what they think about car payments. Uh, I would say, I would say, well, well, what do you think? What what would you like your car payment to be? That's a little sales technique I like to use. <laughs> what would you like your car payment to be? Like, what can you afford? Because let's talk about the monthly thing, not about the big MSRP over there. And, and they're like, well, you know, I was hoping I could get away with like three hundred dollars a month. And it would be there would be so many times where I'd hear that, and it was like dumbfounding because I'd be like, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So how many months were we gonna finance this forty-eight thousand dollar fucking car at three hundred dollars a month then? How, how, how long do you think you're going to live, Highlander? This shit ain't going to work. Like, it's just not going to work. And I, I just do the simple math. I'm like, 300 times 72 months. Where are we now? And that's at zero interest. Without yeah. tax. Like, like you're not going to get there. Um, that, that latest thing that I linked you to is Obama speaking at uh, his alma mater, I guess. Um, which one? You, the it? lower one you would like to see? The lower one is him saying his pet peeve is successful people not realizing that they just got lucky. Yeah, I, did he actually say that? Because this is well, like the kind of a headline that do you know how long someone who just really hates Obama One minute and 30 seconds. Oh, let's watch it together. Uh, are you guys ready? I am. Mm -hmm. Ready, set, play. Us. 
And that means we have to not only question the world as it is and stand up for those African Americans who haven't been so lucky. Because, yes, you've worked hard, but you've also been lucky. That's a pet peeve of mine, people who've been successful and don't realize they've been lucky. That God may have blessed them. It wasn't nothing you did. So, so, so don't needlessly have an divisive. Truth is somewhere in between. But we must also expand our moral what imaginations to understand and empathize with all people. I'm the wrong guy to ask. Who are struggling. <laughs> Not just black folks who are struggling. The refugee. The immigrant. The rural poor. The transgender person. And yes, the middle-aged white guy who may you may think has all the advantages but over the last several decades has seen his world upended by economic and cultural and technological change and feels powerless to stop it you got to get in his head too i lost track of what he was trying to say at some point there um he said that donald trump's coming and he's very afraid <laughs> uh, I followed the whole, you know, my big pet peeve is people who got lucky and don't realize it or something close to that. Um, I don't like how over. immediately he made it into a race thing and then immediately from there made it into a class thing. Like, into a globalization thing almost. And it's kind of like. I, I feel like he can't you, stay on one topic. He's no. so goddamn liberal. He's just oozing liberal bullshit out of every fucking pore. And he can't. I use a lot of liberal uh, And transgenders. Too. And uh, Syrians. And, oh, is there uh, anybody else that we could say here? The albinos. The, no, know, the albinos. It's just silly where it's like <laughs> you could have said that exact same thing in a more convincing way and a way that doesn't immediately ostracize certain segments of your audience. But that's what he wanted. His entire presidency, it seems like, has been, you know, dividing people. Purposely and it, inflammatory. Per, it, it, being incendiary for the sake of dividing and, you know, making it an us versus them thing. And, you know, every president's done that, I'm sure. I'm not old enough to talk to a, a bunch of presidents ago, but it's just, I don't know. I think that this is just the first, the last eight years is when I've been old enough to really pay attention to it. And so I'm much more critical of that and like give leeway to like Bush and whatnot because I was you know Bush was elected in 2000 to 2008 so I was like you know those were my formative years I wasn't paying attention to politics I you know, have a different 10 to 18. thing than Obama right like I feel like twice I've seen him say you didn't build that that was you know whatever now you know you just got lucky and my message which in my head is more motivational than you know you poor soul you know doesn't it suck to be you what can you do about it my message is Go do about it, right? Go buy a pressure washer and start your enterprise. Go, you know, do your thing. How many people started YouTube channels and quit after their fifth video, right? I, I, like, yeah. it's super, it's just, super it's, common. It's funny that people will say, like, like he'll say, like, he'll be the first to warn about generalizations and whatnot, and then he's fine making sweeping ones about everyone who started a business, you know? I, I and he'll just, backtrack a little he's bit. He's never had one. I don't but, like yeah. the message of... What are you going to do? You didn't hit the lottery. No, the message yeah. should be 
you've got more opportunity than you think. Try a thing, you know, try a thing, whatever thing. Some guy wrote me today, he said he's, he's 19 years old. Um, he's worth $70,000 because he mastered WordPress, which uh, is kind of, you know how Squarespace, they have that like system yeah. that helps you put together a page. WordPress is like a similar type thing. It's a content management system. And he would just find customers and put together different WordPress templates and make websites for people and charge them for it. Now he's worth 70 grand in his late teens. And Anyone can do this stuff. Anyone can do it. And, and like, I feel it makes me feel really lazy sometimes because I often see the opportunities, but they require hard work. Many times it's, it's much harder. You, you have to really work for those dollars. Some dollars you don't have to work for as hard as others, but, but some of those entrepreneur dollars are very hard to get at. It, it, it's a lot of work that you have to put into, and you have to be comfortable with failure you know, or, or multiple failures to get there. But if you just grind, you'll do well no matter what. No I, I strongly believe that. I believe if you grind... And what I'm basing that on is, is because I, I don't believe that anything that I can I believe that I can do anything I want if I really want. I believe it because, the more you grind, the better your odds. Oh yeah, like like because because it, we, it's not like you have one shot. It, the, 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 it's it's not like the timer's ticking down and the buzzer's gonna go off. If you fail, you just get back up and, and try again. You just keep shooting until you make the shot. You only got to make it once. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't I hate that. I hate that from from him. I, I feel like. What I would love to see from the from our you know our political leader from our president is 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 just is inspiration. He should be up there saying, "Look at this guy right." He should be bringing up like other graduates from Harvard, like, "This is Jim. Jim, tell him about your home life when you were a kid. Tell him about your mother. Tell him about the hardships you had to went through. How many jobs did you work? Three. How do you even work three at 18 years old? Did you have to go to school? Oh, you did that. You worked. At, you were the lunch lady. Holy shit." Like, like, I want to hear stories like that and him look I at the crowd and be like excuses for bad parenting too. That's another one that frustrates me. Like, Oh, this lower income parent, they never paid attention to the kid's work because you know, she had other concerns. Look, and, and here's the spot. Like, I feel like I'm in this privilege thing cause my wife stays at home, but, um, like, you know what? She should have worked and requested that her kids get good grades. She should have worked and read their report cards. She, she, she should have worked and asked them if they got their homework done. My uh, mother did that shit. My mom, my mom worked a full-time job. She taught, so she was gone all day. And, and she did lesson plans until 4 or 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. at night every night. But there wasn't a project that she wasn't involved on. If I had a, a, a big project coming up, something needed to be built at home, you know, she's always right there next to me. You know, she's helping me study. She's helping me learn things, like, like whatever it takes. I feel like there's a kind of silent racism of low expectations amongst like low income parents. I've heard that said before. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not original to me, but this silent racism of low expectations, like, oh yeah, you know what? Like, it's not that she was lazy about the educational side of her duties as a parent. It's that she was just working yeah. super hard on that other stuff. It's a condescending, like paternalistic style of generally liberal racism. Like I've heard it said the soft bigotry of low expectations, kind of like you said, okay. where it's like, instead of, you know, saying you really need to buckle down and get this done. Like, really, this is your result so far. It's unacceptable. I know you're better than this. It's building in excuses for them and being a whole like pat on the head, like treating just, just condescending where it's like, Oh, you know, you tried real good, but we all know your expectation. We all know what you're capable of. And, and, you know, we're not holding you to that standard. It just doesn't, I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth because it comes off as so disingenuous. And you just know that there are a ton of people out there, a ton of black people, Mexican people, whatever minority who really get pissed off and feel angry. Like, Hey, 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 white guy, uh, white girl, 
I'm a, I don't need you talking for me. You know, like I, I can handle this shit. Like I don't need you telling everybody else to go easy on me. I know that's what I would do if there was if there was a an Asian politician out there talking about the hardships of the white man and all the things that we had that I had to go through to get where I'd be like, stop fucking doing that. Just let me do my own fucking thing. I would hate that. Yeah. I'd hate that so much stop to have someone to in the background. Me. That, what if someone went out there? What if what if uh, if if white uh, te- white kids' test scores were were low by by a standard deviation or something? They, they were really low, much lower than everyone else's. And It'd and be the a Asian huge politi- success story and, on MSNBC, right? And the Asian politician goes out there and he he says, "Well, we really need to to cut these white kids some slack. I mean, inherently they have disabilities. I mean, you clearly look at this and that in their home life, and you'd be like, whoa, that's so fucking racist. Don't fucking say that about me. I wasn't trying hard enough. I was lazy. I'm sorry, boss. I'll work harder next time. Because yeah. that's always the answer. If you're doing bad at something, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I can admit that not everyone's equal. I, I, I still love Taylor's, like, spider web of skill trees, right? You know? It, it, but most people have an area that they can succeed in and thrive if they step up their their grind skill tree and uh yeah that's where my thing and then my, my problem with what obama was saying there is i just feel like it wasn't inspirational enough i like what kyle's doing you know grabbing some guy and saying look how he got it done i like what kyle's brother-in-law did you know where he stepped up like that i i, I like what this guy who built the wordpress websites did i, I like the guys who were like you know what like <laughs> I did a thing. This is the success I had in it. And, you know, I, 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 I built this out of nothing. Now, not out of nothing. We all know there's an infrastructure that helps all of us do our thing. But some people stand on the shoulders of giants and reach new heights. And other people just mingle in and say, well, this sucks. Trump's dad gave him that much money. So he didn't really do anything. And uh, it's like, dude, how did Trump stop you from buying a pressure washer like what it, it, he's not holding you back just nope. launch it baby and that million dollars that trump got like i i would love more, to see what but how much more i always heard I, are you talking about the inheritance or the loan there were other loans that he doesn't cop to uh one in particular i think i mentioned on the show before his father bought i'm gonna get this figure wrong is it nine million dollars worth of like poker chips and just like put them in his pocket uh, as sort of a way to do a loan to keep that thing afloat, and there might have been another instance too. It turns yeah, that would out, be some tax implications with that. Those, those. It turns out the poker chip thing was illegal, and they lost in court. I don't know why. Personally, to me, it seems like a valid way to give someone yeah, a loan, it but it turned out that wasn't okay. I think he needs to pay taxes on those gambling winnings. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but. Wow. Uh, um, there were obviously other... successful guy He's... by like you know like like all right. If who my dad take gave me a... ten million dollars, I still wouldn't have ten billion, and neither does and... he. But make it four billion. He did really well. And the other thing is like every most small business or business owner initially takes out a loan, right? Whether it's a hundred fifty thousand, whether you're like taking. I don't like I, that. I, I personally like the bootstrap idea, you know, where you build with what you've got. But uh... well, it depends the business. What if, what if you have an I. I'm going to make up a business real quick. Um, let's just say you're going to the food food industry. You're, you're going to open a restaurant. Like, like you've got you've got this chef. You got Bobby Flay here, and he's undiscovered. He's Ooh. your cousin. He's the guy, and you know that if you can just get Bobby behind that grill, that you're just gonna it's going to go gangbusters. You're going to be really successful. But you need 150 grand to get things kick started off. Even the, so, most businesses start that way. I, I feel like at some point, low, and they go ground. Uh, you know. 
they start small. The turret, they start yeah. small, and then they get to a point. But at a certain point, you're like, we need a hundred thousand dollars to like move forward. At some point, you, you probably need a loan. So, Trump. There's a lot of stuff that bothers me about Trump, but th- those things are rarely uh, pointed at or talked about by the media. Like the loan stuff just doesn't bother me. They're like, can you believe that 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 he started with fifteen million dollars? Well, well, how much does he have now? Well, conservatively, two and a half billion. Hmm. That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. Let's yeah. give him some more money. <laughs> if I give you $15 and you turned it into $2,500, i would be impressed. Yeah. Yeah. A real hot streak there, Kyle. What'd you do? Yeah. That's just what Fell I do. Fell ass backward into it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't build it. Yeah. Anyway, Kyle, so I think you have one more chance to redeem uh, yeah, yourself. Why well, I think before we close the show out, we just wanted to, uh, again, mention uh, Total War Warhammer. Very cool game. Uh, thank, we thank them again for sponsoring our show. Check them out. All the sponsors are, da- are linked down in the below uh, in the description. So I think that's it. Check P- them all out. Everyone. PKA, episode 282.